And we're live. Painkiller already, episode 211, with our guest, Anthony Cumia. Hi. We're Anthony uh, with us again tonight. But first things first, we need to talk about the, the, the sponsor of the night, and that is Crunchyroll.com. Now, we've been using Crunchyroll.com for a few weeks now. In case you guys don't know, they are the world's largest library for, uh, for all your anime needs. The cool thing about these guys, we at first we said that they were the Netflix of anime, but we have now decided that they're better than that because here's the deal with them. You're not getting one-year-old content, two-year-old content. An hour after this shit debuts in Japan, there's some guy sitting in a fucking closet at their headquarters transcribing this shit at the speed of lightning and uploading it for you guys to watch. So at there's gunpoint. <laughs> yes. They have Japanese. And when you say guards. some guy, you mean eight year old child laboring slave, right? I'm not going to no, say that about the sponsor. Was, this went dark in a, in a bad way, but, but <clears throat> it's crunchyroll.com slash PK for a free month. You may have noticed we've been watching Attack on Titan, some of the live streams. I think we're, uh, what it are we, got six, good. seven episodes? It got good. Uh -huh. um, they're, they're having a real hard time with their exposition. I feel like there's times where like we'll watch a big boss battle and like they like you know they kill a few giants they dance around a lot of stuff happens the story moves forward and then the character meets someone who wasn't there at the battle and he tells them the whole story like and we got to sit there like oh all right yeah he's gonna tell them about what we all just watched but like, still, like we should have an Attack on Titan themed PKA where we'll tell a joke and then I'll tell everyone about the joke we just told. Remember that time I told that joke three minutes ago? Yeah, that's it. So that's a little lame, but I'm I'm super sick with it. We're gonna do another live stream of that, and um, if you guys want to be on board for that, it's it takes about two minutes to sign up. It is uh, free for a whole month, uh, so you so just use the code. It's uh, Crunchyroll.com/pk. Use that link and sign up there, and you'll be able to watch for this next time. And they don't just have Attack on Titan, like they, like I said, where they have Naruto Shippuden. <laughs> our, uh, which is gonna be our next selection after we watch all like 500 episodes of Attack on Titan. Uh, I know Taylor wants to see that. And what was the uh, the soy sauce one that you liked? The Kikuman Challenge or something? Uh, Kikuman's Re Revenge. Yeah, Kikuman's Revenge. The Diarrhea Monologue. Uh, that, that's going to be... <laughs> At first I was like, like are these that real? Later. <laughs> now I know no, they're, they're not. No, they're not fucking real. Let me know But... Uh, but seriously, we, we have enjoyed it. I was not an anime guy. I Honestly, before I started watching these guys, I thought that anime was just what the guys who write, like, the who draw the hencha, like, porno cartoons do, like, in their spare time. Like, like it was like, all right, I'll do one porno for the money, and I'll now I can draw my, my anime. And I just thought it was kind of an offshoot of that. But, but no, it's actual real entertainment. And I was pleasantly surprised, and there's a whole new branch of film, I guess, that was out there that I hadn't explored, so... I'm, and Crunchyroll, they do not offer the uh, the crazy Japanese porn, right? No tentacle the porn. Tentacle I searched drawing. high no. and no low. Kill. There was no tentacle porn to be found. I had to. That's motherless.com if you're into the tentacle porn. <laughs> hey, now, motherless. Let me tell you about motherless.com. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you look. 15 seconds on Winniecraft. We're doing an event. It is a factions event. You'll go on. Um, there's going to be a, basically it's a cannoning event. We'll have a a thing that's really hard to get in. We'll set up the rules to make it challenging, and whoever gets in gets prizes and money and stuff like that. So, uh, so we've been doing this. I guess this is our third week in a row. We've been doing an event, trying to make Christmas flipping awesome. So, uh, check out the Woodycraft.net homepage. It'll explain what the competition's all about and then everyone who even tries gets entered for a prize that you win you know towards christmas and uh just put a lot of 
time, effort, and money into promoting the thing. So I hope that it's been going real well. Well, the second last yeah. week went awesome. The week before that, technical difficulties. So hopefully uh, this week goes awesome too. It'll be Sunday, the day after you watch this. Let me look up a calendar here. It is the let's hope for twenty first three from Woodycraft. Yeah, two out of three. <laughs> Because <laughs> we're at fifty fifty so far. Last week's went great though, and then the um, uh, the week before it went okay. I mean, it worked. We had winners and everything. It was legit, but uh, people got disconnected. Well, we we breezed so. into into Woodycraft. I wanted to talk about that hentai hentai. Of course, you did. Porn. I had not. I had never seen it at all. I'd heard about it, mm-hmm. and like probably a week ago, we had talked about it on the show, and I wanted to. Figure out what the hell was going on. So, so I didn't did look at it then. Research. I waited until the next time that I needed those kind of services. And then I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna check out check out some henty porn. And it was so so awful. So uncomfortable. <laughs> so so cringy. Like the, the whole thing is like it's it doesn't sound like adult women getting fucked. It's like, go, oh, she put that guy, oh and it's like, oh my god, these are fucking children actors getting <laughs> yeah. fucked by, by and they're and they're not even normal cocks sometimes. It's like a thorned dick. Like a big thorn <laughs> cock. Yeah, in so and out. It'll have nodules on it and it'll be like suckers. And sometimes, had, yeah. like, but sometimes the girl will be in the clutches of like I don't know a mythical monster that has like many tentacles, and he'll be like his face will be like over here detached, like smiling. So imagine like a head just like, <laughs> and, and, yeah, and like in normal and there's porn, like there's like eight tentacles holding her in place, and then like a few of them, you know, going in, you know, her orifices, just in and out, and all kinds. It's ridiculous. It's it's. Have you you know what we're talking about here, Anthony? Have you seen this tentacle porn? I've seen so much tentacle porn in my day. <laughs> always, yeah. Like I said, some glowing octopus-like tentacle, and then the girl going like, Oh, no! No! <laughs> <laughs> See, like with normal porn, like, you see the girl's face sometimes, and like she's trying to fake that she's having a good time. With this porn, they're embracing and they're cherishing the fact that the drawn actress is not enjoying herself and that she is actively, willfully trying to get away from these octopus cocks. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's very often times. And, and this isn't just the, the hintia. This seems to be a, a, a commonality in just Japanese pornography in general. Rape is a big thing for those guys, apparently. Like, they're all about some rape. And that's just not a big thing for me, so I, I find it difficult to find good Japanese porn because there's so much rape. And if it's not just complete forced penetration, then it's that like ghost man scenario I described to you guys before. Remember this, where they wear like an opaque like onesie where all that is exposed is like their eyes and their cock. Yeah, and they have that little furry pixelated cock. Yeah, totally. And the, <laughs> and the idea that you're supposed to like suspend your disbelief is that the women can't see this guy because he's wearing like a, a white onesie. And she's just like she's just like oh 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 oh, and and it's like a, like like nobody knows why there's a dick in her mouth. It's like an invisible dick. So it's <laughs> it's Japanese porn in general is, is some of the worst porn. I, I, I don't know. I think it's tied with German porn, which is more angry and nine. But uh, you, all of the it, countries that get kind mode. of stomped on in wars have fucked up porn. Yeah. <laughs> Who makes the yeah, best when porn? About when 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 the whole world is trying to kill you. The entire world hates you. I think the uh, your porn will become very, very uh, debaucherous. <laughs> Russian porn. Oh yeah, you can't seems... get off on a little bit of you know, ass to mouth once you've had nukes thrown your way. You need something yeah, a little yeah. more deviant. <laughs> oh, now, most of the Russian porn that I've seen seems to be like a big, hairy, like 
dude like banging some really hot skinny blonde chick like that seems to be like all of their porn like that's what all Russian I disagree. porn I've ever seen is something really you've seen other Russian porn uh, well yeah I mean allow me to flex my expertise on the topic okay. but um, uh, in my opinion Russian porn is pretty much the teen stuff where you have unbelievably high. it appears that supermodels in russia are a dime a dozen and they don't necessarily become supermodels they could become low-grade porn stars in shitty apartment <laughs> buildings and and you know you've got some what looks like a popular kid in college or something and a freaking supermodel who's like real thin with abs and big boobs and uh they're just like you know oh here's like random amateur russian porn and it's these two practically model people going at it with you know no what production that is value. because they're allowed to fat shame in russia <laughs> bitch gets too fat they can say you know what no i'm not saving you from the tundra i'm not gonna hide under you for 10 months of our winter they don't, i'm gonna they slice don't have you open like a, what is that freaking the monster that luke skywalker rides a tauntaun i will yeah. slice you open like a tauntaun keep myself warm in the russian tundra and then come springtime there'll only be beautiful people left yeah, you need a Georgia girl for that. You can't do that in Russia. They've all been berated so soundly that they're they're very attractive. Good features. Taylor, things like that can happen though. Like like societal changes can really affect what the what the women look like. All right, now give me an example. Taylor, have I ever explained to you why a lot of women in uh, certain parts of Europe are just not very attractive? Dental. No. So it goes back to the Spanish Inquisition. It goes back to the days when they burned witches. It goes back to then when the church was looking everywhere for these witches. Back then, all it took was a, was like a couple of people to accuse you of being a witch, and all of a sudden, you know, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition, and they're there, and they're torturing you to death, you know, because you're a witch. So what Personally, I take a different side on the whole witch thing. You know, I think that until science could prove there was no such thing as witches, it was better safe than sorry. Look... <laughs> Here's what would happen though, like 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 if there was a hot chick in the village, the ugly fat bitches would all get together and be like, she's probably a witch. That's why. That's why she doesn't have. That's why she doesn't have crow's feet, dark circles. No wonder. She, she's, no wonder she's 110. They rat her out, and this literally happened so much. They killed all the fucking hot women. They killed so many hot women that now they're uglier in those parts of the world now. I like the opposite one, right? Like, if you go to, like, Finland and Scandinavia or wherever the fuck Vikings are coming from, they didn't bring back the ugly chicks. Nah! They would go to other nations, take all the hot chicks, and now they're just filled with, like, 5'11", blonde, beautiful women. Bastards. I used to, like, the young version of me would be like, dude, I should go there, that's where all the hot chicks are. But I don't know that I could score over there, because there's hot guys <laughs> oh, there, no too. Chance. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that whole country <laughs> where I would be the ugliest guy there. No interest in you, shitheads. USA. <laughs> it's been a rough week for the USA. It has. You, well, it, I don't it, know. I mean, when it comes to torture, we are number one. Woo! <laughs> it has been a rough. It's been a rough week in the headlines. Uh, you know, you had the the whole torture report. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I guess the the whole ending the embargo with Cuba thing was was a good thing. We could talk about that a bit. But then there was the whole like uh, seemingly backing down over the that stupid fucking movie over yeah. a comedy movie. Well, that's not what? USA. I don't think I could be wrong, but I think of that as Sony. Yeah, I guess that's Sony. So is that Japan again fucking us? <laughs> uh, no. Wait, have they fucked us prior to this World War Two? They tried. 
Oh, I would think that they were the receiver in that situation there. I, we, we most definitely fucked Japan with a nuclear bomb in, in World War II. Uh, two of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two of them, right. right. Our, Japan's definitely the girl in our relationship. Okay, fair enough. They're the catcher? Yeah. They're the catcher. Yeah, you could you could make them a guy if you wanted. Yeah, that, that works. So okay. if I'm being honest, like I wanted to tackle oh, it's the definitely whole a forced interview relationship. thing from the perspective of uh, the U.S. stopping. But it, if it was just Sony, we can't get as mad, really. You know, it's a private company. I, you still get mad? No, I, I. I don't like it because I. So, so which I'm topic are we on? Are we let's, on the... let's talk about the interview. Let's, All right, the our interview. interview. Anthony picks. Anthony picks. Anthony pick. What? Who, who's to, who's to blame? I say uh, Korea. What? <laughs> so yeah. All right. So I guess we'll talk about the interview then. The so interview. It, it, for people who are just tuning in or maybe just haven't been watching Reddit or whatever. I'm not sure if the world is furious over this or just Reddit. But there was a movie from Seth Rogen and James Franco coming out, and they were going to interview, is it King Jong-il? Un. Un. Oh, thank you. So they're going to interview King Jong-un, and then the U.S. gets wind of this. They're having such a hard time executing. They're going to use this interview as a way to to get in close to him and, and kill him. And... Uh, the North Koreans went ballistic about it. They got all upset and just started like hacking and attacking Sony, and they're you know issuing all sorts of like threats towards America and such. But we we've, we've grown like thick skinned about that. They they do that all the time. And uh, but I, their hacks against Sony have been so successful, outing like private emails and exchanges about actors and actresses and I don't I, all sorts of stuff. I don't, I couldn't even name it all. That when they said they were going to blow up people in movie theaters airing this film, they decided not to air it. And that's that. That's bullshit. It it's is. absolute bullshit. Because, because for once, that creepy dictator in North Korea has affected me. That, this is the only time he's ever done anything or been able to affect me. Because I was going to go watch that movie in theaters because I like Seth Rogen. I like James Franco. I like their movies. And, and I, I heard about I heard I heard about them uh, doing this like like months and months and months ago, and I've been looking forward uh, to it since. And it, with all this build up, with all this crazy stuff, North Korea actually like responding to it and everything, that got me more interested. So yeah. like, right. So I only see a movie like every two or three months. You know, like when something bigger comes out. I saw something just recently. I only remember, but every two or three months, I'll catch like one of the blockbusters, like you know the things you should see in the theater. And that's it. And I don't know that this movie was really going to make that cut. You know, it was like, oh, it's the interview. It'll be funny. But, um, you know, I'll catch it on Netflix or rent it or nah, Amazon man. They buddy up with They buddy up with Kim Jong-un and, like, they're riding in a tank together, like, laughing and, like, drinking together and stuff. Like, it, I think it's going to be really funny. <laughs> to me, I was as It was going to be hilarious. And you... honestly, I would have been fine the rest of my life watching generation of, after generation of small, obese Asian men bully them. As long as they didn't bother me in my entertainment, like <laughs> so, I don't really care. You other know the, than this, you know the movie I out of was, our fucking life. I think it was the, the neighbor Seth Rogen was in it, and that guy yeah. from High School Musical was in it. Zach Efron. Zach Efron, right? Without the hype, that movie was on the same level as the interview. Right, you know, it was just like, oh yeah, it's a Seth Rogen movie. It'll be funny, or this is the end. Right, that that was maybe even a little higher than the interview to me. But with North Korea responding to this thing, it has Streisand effect the fuck out of this thing. It, it is, <laughs> yeah, like it, it's huge. I want to see this movie more now. My interest is so peaked. I saw the um yeah. the clip where where King Jong Un dies, uh, King Un, right? Yeah, I got it, and um. Yeah, they have totally Streisand effect 
for people who don't know. I think she, this thing is going to be. I find, it, I find it really odd that uh, they they didn't want this movie out because it makes Kim Jong Un look uh, bad, and they didn't like the fact that he gets uh, assassinated at the end. But now I think more people have seen that death clip, mm -hmm. that leaked death clip of Kim Jong-un catching on fire and his head exploding than <laughs> ever would have seen it if they just let the movie get out there and play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they need a, a social media advisor because they, they the Streisand <laughs> effect, I think half of you at least know, and everyone on the show. But um, Barbara Streisand, I think she was trying to keep the location of her house or one of her homes private. So she like sued to get it removed from the internet, and that gathered so much attention that like far more people paid attention to it than otherwise would have. And now it's known as the Streisand effect. If you look the other way, sometimes things will just fade. If you cause a big fuss about it, it, it can go the wrong way. I've done yeah, it. Yeah, tell people on social media that you don't want them to do something or you don't <laughs> like something, and yeah, they'll just leave it alone. I've seen it happen. It's amazing how courteous and caring uh, people are. <laughs> every, every, everyone is when you really don't want something out yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> if you're embarrassed by something <laughs> or if something hurts your feelings, they'll clearly right. change their course and start they start politely treating you like you want them to. That's that's how that goes. I know there was a picture uh, I, I took before I got uh, the boot over there from the Opie and Anthony show. There was a picture of me with Mike Tyson, uh, Opie, and Jimmy. And it, I, I said it could possibly be the worst picture I've ever taken in my life. And uh, everyone was so sympathetic. It's really the only picture anyone uses now when referencing me. So, yeah, they're, they're not very nice. I actually I know the picture you're talking about, and it yeah. is bad. You got your lip pulled up under your cheek, gives you a yeah, weird... Yeah, I, I think my chin is sticking out. I don't know what the fuck happened. It I, looks I, like uh, you look thirty years older than you are in that photo. Yeah, it's really yeah. bad. They do that every time. I think everyone has one. And just for the record, there, there's a photo that everybody, that, that people who like me like to share out there. You know the one. I look like I'm at a fucking like, like a photo shoot or something. Because it looks like there's one of those blurry background things, like you get at like a high school photo shoot. That is, it looks like. My hair has been teased. It looks like my makeup has been done. Here is the truth. I was at a machine gun shoot in Tennessee put on by Lucky Gunner. I, they, they brought me out. They said I could shoot all I wanted. I had been shooting all day. I sat down on a bench. I was tired. I was kind of looking at the ground, and then out of the corner of my eye, I see a cameraman with a big fucking lens, and I go... And look up, and he go, he's going, ba bam, ba bam, ba bam, ba bam, and just fucking, and and it, I'll I'll say this, the photo looks great. I guess I'm attractive in the photo, but I hate that goddamn photo. I look like such a fucking douchebag. Link it. The only, no, no, no. It, Link, it's I okay. thought you were talking about don't worry, talking about it's not the as one if I didn't where just you're show kind of staring into the camera, <laughs> you know, listlessly, smokily with your eyes, no. where you look kind of like a pretty transsexual. Yes, that one. Yeah, the one. You, yeah, I knew it was that one. I knew that description would get you. Wait, the one it's you not the glamour shots. <laughs> yeah, on, find the fucking image. I, yes, thank you. It's got to be the this one. Okay, so first of all, if you're gonna do an image of me, I want. Hang on, let me let me get some. It's not that back. one, right? Hang on, I, I'm I'm doing a push over here. I want to oh, be able okay. to. I thought maybe I found it for you. I want oh, to this is the one me. I was thinking of. The very feminine little photo. 
<laughs> that's that's a good shot of Kyle. Okay, so this is the one I would rather you use. If if you're gonna if you're gonna do me, look here's a good picture of me. That's one. That that's 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 the picture. Uh-huh. That's a good one. Look, I I look. I'm happy. I'm good looking. The sun's the sun's behind me. I got a gun. It's the whole thing. Got my branding going you're on. Humble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying there are worse pictures, like the one that right there, where I look just that's I hate that picture. I hate that picture so much. They always use that picture, and I hate, it. I hate that they always use it because Wait, the I was picture sitting. That I used that I showed. This, I don't know. Let me see what you you linked because I was. Yeah, it's the one that he hates. That has to be because he can't yes, like it. Yes, I hate that. Yes, I hate that. This I hate is that the picture so you like that you didn't prep for. This was just a random like. Yes. Uh, this is like, um, what's the That's, meme? Like, unusually good looking or something? What is the one? Come on. I don't know. Uh, it looks like you're looking up with yinning at the eyes of a larger, hairier man asking how looks, well you did. It looks like a photographer saying, like, give me, give it to me, give it all to me, yeah, yeah, show me what you want. <laughs> and, like, 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 he's, like, drawing something out of me. I swear to God, I was sitting on, like, a log, like, try, thinking to myself, I'm pretty sure. Bet sore, you were. I was thinking, like, do I want to shoot the crystal? <laughs> I was, I was, my were shoulder was sore. sore the were you sore from, as you from, sat on the log? Just listen, from from shooting the machine gun, and uh, and I was like, I don't even know if I want. I was thinking about whether I wanted to shoot this next machine gun or not, or whether I wanted to go home because they were giving me a hard time because I had started a small fire on the range, and this kid, this guy, was just fucking this photographer was right there, just creepily snapping away, and that's that was his shot. He got another one that makes me look. I, I don't like the photographer uh, at all. I think he was trying to make me look like a douchebag, and he accomplished it. I didn't like it. I hate that picture. I don't think you look like a douchebag in that picture. Looks like yeah, a kind of shot. Yeah, I like, looks, it's... I like the one that I shared better. I, I think I think that represents me better. I'm happy, having a good time, just just enjoying. There's myself. one of me. I need it's, to it's... I need to find a photo that the one that Anthony was talking about because that blows so yours bad. out of the water as far as bad. Oh, I already showed it just... to everyone. Let me see. Oh, you I... did. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, the one they use of me when they hate me. It's not even a real fucking picture. This guy Cartoon. like does like speed drawings of people. And I look absolutely sinister and like 52 years old, like, like 10 years older than I am. It's a caricature. Yeah, they, it's like a caricature they, of me. You know those Jay Leno's with the big chin? It's almost that bad. Like it's just a caricature of Woody. It's a cartoon drawing. And they're like, yeah, that's him. That's, that, that's what we represent Woody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like all the haters grab the same like like hand-drawn picture of me where I look absolutely evil. And I'm like, like a wanted poster. Like that's not even fair. Like it's one thing to grab a bad photo of someone. At least that's a photo. It's another to take a hand-drawn picture and use that. It's that's that's cheating. Hmm. Uh, but dude, yeah, so I wonder what's gonna happen with the interview. Do you think that it's, it's gonna, gonna get make so much fucking money? Here's what I think is gonna, gonna make happen. a fuck ton. Here's what I hope happens. I, I, I hope that I hope that they, they release it as some sort of view-on-demand on the internet somewhere where I can, like, pay $15, $20. I don't care what, how much it costs, you know. Something reasonable, of course. I was already going to take myself and, and somebody else to the thing anyway, so why not? I would pay to watch it on, online, so I think it'll make a ton of money. They've got so much online support and so many people, uh, you know, angry about this. I think that a lot of people would watch it just to, like, you know, give the finger to North Korea. Sony should yeah, sell it to somebody. 
this could be some kind of like almost like a forced. Seth Rogen should buy it. That's who should buy it. Hmm. Did we lose Anthony right there? Oh, maybe. Public and not in a theater. I mean, a lot of indie movies have done this, but to have a real big studio movie released to the public on Netflix or some other platform, it could be, you know, the the way the future of film distribution is now. If they turn out putting it out on uh, Netflix uh, and it makes a lot of money, other people might decide, hey, fuck the theater system altogether. Louis C.K. did something similar, right? Like, I think he was yeah. like, you know, I think he said, hey, you know, kindly don't pirate my stuff, please. I'm still working on it. And then he put it out for $5. And he did it in such a way that, like, people didn't hate him. Usually, like, when Lars came out and said, stop stealing my music, everyone hated him. He came like the, <laughs> like the guy for, like, what? It's not okay to pirate movie? I'm not stealing. I'm just borrowing or copying or whatever right but um sharing is what they said yeah, sharing. sharing we're just we're sharing, sharing things but my lime wire account shared with so i had so many friends so many <laughs> yeah. friends and i knew so it, i knew a guy if, if no matter what i needed i had a friend who had it it, it worked out nicely we so, all shared but lars did it a lot everyone. of comedians are doing that releasing shit straight to Netflix now. Bill Burr just did it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's another guy, Segura. He just did it. They're just putting it straight onto Netflix, not Louis even doing anything else. Louis C.K. charged $5. For 5 bucks, you could download it from his website. And he got rich. He made millions yeah. off of it. He started giving away tons of money to charity and stuff. He's just like, I... I had no idea this was going to happen. And then like then he became almost like like Mayweather or something where he could just choose people and be like, "Hey, I'm going to do you next. I'm going to I'm going to release your thing." And and he became his own little distribution platform for a couple of things here and there. It it was it was pretty cool. It seems to be over now. But um but yeah, I mean it, it's, it's he's rich. He gets to keep all that money. So that's mm. and and maybe maybe like Anthony's saying that does become the future of um like movie distribution that the whole movie theater yeah. thing is done here's, here's my question though like am i going i don't think the movie theater is going to die because i love that experience my, my the, the important question here is though am i going to get to see the interview like one way or another that's going to happen oh right? yeah it's not going to come out on the initial date like christmas whenever it was supposed to but it will come out there's too much money in that movie and too much to be made now that everybody's up in a frenzy about it. They're gonna release it eventually. Well, I've heard absolutely. I've heard it suggested that perhaps not only uh, that the reason that they're pulling it isn't because of the threats of to the movie theaters, uh, and it's not because of the stuff that's already been leaked. It's because of stuff that has not yet been leaked. It's like maybe uh, maybe there was more documents that uh, that were that they got a hold of through that hack that that they're holding over Sony's head and saying if you. But if you release the movie, we release this, and it's something so terrible that it's it would cost more to uh, to release the movie than it would to not to. I heard differently. I mean, I don't understand how they saw this movie in North Korea in the first place and got a chance to get riled up. Did they screen it for them on a concrete wall in a dark bunker somewhere? <laughs> it's, it's Why not, would they do that? It's like, not there, the people. No they, even saw it. they totally did. It's not the people of North Korea who are getting riled up. It's the government. Well, yeah. they've, got, they've got eyes and ears on the internet. You know, it's not the Stone Age when you get to the 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 government, like they're, you know, it's a government. They got their own fucking country. They've got money. They, they, the people may be starving, but you know, he's riding around in his Soviet submarine and shit like that. Like he's got computers and stuff. It's not, uh, you know, 
It, they can do whatever they want. And they got enough money to pay Russian and Chinese hackers to do stuff. Yeah, Kyle, well. you got your facts wrong. So let me jump in for a second. It is <laughs> not. Yeah, I just I'm just trying to jump in. It is not that there's Major some like email. Oh, I'm Sony sorry. This thing's playing noise. A threat to America. It's not that there's some email or information they're going to release. It's that they threatened to blow up movie theaters it was playing in. And that's what made well, Sony stop. I know that's what they're saying, Woody. And what I said was, oh. I don't believe them. I think that oh. what it is is that they've got something else. I'm aware that it's... I know all about the, the movie theaters. And I know that like Paramount is now uh, telling theaters not to, uh, not to play uh, Team America World Police in right. the stead of... Uh, which which seems like double bullshit, right? Yeah. <laughs> and now it, you're right about that. That is double bullshit. The um, what was I gonna say? I suspect that they felt like the press would be unrecoverable. That you know, like this Japanese company is gonna release this film in America. People die because of it, and, and they just didn't want to didn't want to mess around with that. That they're already dealing with enough bad press. Um, but I'm bothered by like, and then, now they can't show some other movie. What is it, Team America? Police force? World Police. World Police? It's a puppet movie made by uh, Matt, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, the creators of South Park. and, and uh, It's literally ma marionettes, I think they're called. Um, hmm. I may be wrong about that, but they're little dancing puppets. And, yeah. it, and the idea is that it's Team America World Police. It's like a group of like... It's Team America World Police. They, they fly around the world and they police the world. You know, they, they fly into Paris to like take out the terrorists and destroy all the major landmarks, the Louvre, the... <laughs> The you know the Eiffel Tower, they're blowing everything up with rockets and <laughs> missiles, and like you know, in the end they gun down the turban-wearing terrorists. And and behind it all is Kim Jong uh, Il, you know, the the current dictator's now deceased father. And uh, and it's hilarious because he's a puppet, and he, he it's 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 a puppet movie. <laughs> it's hilarious, it but they really make fun of Kim Jong uh, Il. I'm pretty sure North Korea makes random bullshit movies about how they're destroying America constantly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure every day there's a new, like, death to Obama flick coming out. It's like, it's like just scrolling in their, like, propaganda streams nonstop. The United States doesn't bat an eye. Yet, when we do something in reverse, all of a sudden it's this major news story, and they manage to successfully prevent us from airing it. I, I don't like that. It's ridiculous. And it seems like, even though this is government related and not because of some activist group it's if we do stuff like this it's only a matter of time before we have to start kowtowing to every group that gets offended by anything anything at all oh i didn't like the way you used uh you know the word fag in that movie oh well you can't show that well that, we're not just going to boycott we're going to there's an extremist who's going to bomb the theater too and it's like it's all hard it takes enough. is a threat of violence from one person in any particular group and then are we going to start you know, just folding to let's, everyone. Let's do our part to reverse this trend by being as politically incorrect as absolutely possible. I, I don't already see that did. isn't going to help me. Okay. No, it's I, totally going to help. We're going to desensitize America. We're going to. We're going to. I'll, I'll kick it off. I think that the reason that hench is so popular is that Japanese women are built for rape. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Woody. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Anyway, simmer now. Yeah, there we go. We're trying to help. I'm, uh, I'm you know advancing the cause. It is odd that that they this is what set off North Korea to make them use hacking and and threats of violence and and really did make America blink. Yeah, uh, in some 
way, shape, or form. It's like that. This is what it took after all these years: the Korean War, the stalemate at the 38th parallel for so many years. Um, all of the, <laughs> the back and forth bullshit between their nuclear program and us paying them extortion money over the years, and China over all the years, like allying with North Korea. All that shit. And it's a fucking Seth Rogen movie that finally <laughs> almost brings us to the brink of World War Three. I think we should blow something up. I, I would be in, if Obama just came on, did like a public address, and Seth Rogen was on one side and James Franco on the other, and uh, and like the three of them addressed the nation, and and they said so we did this, and then they like cut to like some video of them like blowing up a few Korean boats and like a few <laughs> that, that stupid fucking Russian sub I see uh, that asshole like riding around in. It just like missled all of that real good. He's like, oh, so problem solved, and that was it. I love that. I'd love that. I'd be like, third term, fuck it, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Two VP, Death Row, and James Spring. Like, like, I'd love that. I'd love that. <sighs> Dude, never gonna happen. Yeah, Joe I think Rogan I had to the greatest tweet on my opinion of Obama pretty quick. <laughs> Joe Rogan, this is his tweet: Seth Rogan and James Franco having their movie pulled doing a terrorist th due to terrorist threats sounds like the plot of a Seth Rogan and Joe Franco movie. <laughs> 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 it's hilarious it's that like the crazy evil dictator that they made this comedy about actually got involved. <laughs> <laughs> like. If I wish they could get like him, I wish he had made a public address like where he was talking about it, and then they could edit that into the movie. Yeah, like, uh, imagine what they could do with that. That'd be gold. This movie better be good. I hope it's not a letdown. Like, um, what was the? It I mean, can't be at this at this point. It won't be a letdown even if it isn't that funny because you'll be laughing out of spite for that fat little fuck in North Korea. That was Seth Sex Tape. Who made the movie Sex Tape? Was Seth Rogen in that? I don't know. I don't know. No, they're not attached to that. It's it's a different gang of people. I haven't watched that. I heard it's not very good. Yeah, I haven't watched it because the, the reviews are dreadful. It's... Seth Rogen hasn't made anything bad. Oh, Jason Segel. That's who I'm mixing uh, up. Yeah, Jason Segel's made a few few bad. Uh, Green Hornet kind of sucked. I, I take it back. I, that was kind of lame. But I like his comedies a lot. Yeah, he's hit or miss. A lot of the most guys are. But, um... Yeah, anyway. It, uh, Sex Tape was the one I thought... To me, pre-hype... Sex tape. Is it called the neighbor? The one with the, the neighbors. Neighbors. Okay. Neighbors. Uh, the interview. They were all kind of like, you know, one of those comedy movies that was going to pull whatever sixty million at the box office, thirty million, be successful, but not like be the a major event. Now it's a major event, and it's it's cool. Except it's that an international incident. Yeah. Right? I hate being on the losing side of this shit. That's. I, yeah. I feel like you know the USA lost this little battle of ours. We the, just can't friggin' yeah. conquer Korea. We're just <laughs> nothing about it. They just push us right back to the line, and it's it's it for us. We suck. <laughs> <laughs> why? I don't get why. I, it, it seems like we should be all over these people. Uh, all right. So what was the other thing? I mean, um, but once uh, we also opened up. Um, well, are they planned to at least? I, I didn't. I didn't get into it too much with Cuba. They're they're going to uh, open up diplomatic relations again with Cuba. Put an embassy down there. You'll be able to get like go down there, get a hundred dollars worth of Cuban cigars, bring them back if you want. If that's your thing, be able to go on some vacations down there. All the economic uh, possibilities. Cuban investors coming here. American investors going there. Ec uh, yeah, because that's uh, fifty fifty even. 
It's pretty close, Woody. <laughs> you don't you don't think there's some American companies that want to get a hold of those sugarcane uh, that they've got down there? That's it's. Um, I, that's actually not the part I was calling a little weak. I, oh. I think the the Cuban investors coming here and spicing up our economy. I don't know how much it's going to help us. Let's pull us out of this Cuba. <laughs> we yeah, I don't think it could hurt. Though? I think the tourism is is going to be uh, pretty cool, and I, I I'd like to go. I can't wait for the uh, Guantanamo Bay sandals to open up. Yes, I want to be right next door. I want, I want my beach to approach the cages. I want to be yeah. oh. and I, I want to see some waterboarding. I want to see some anal feedings, the whole thing. I want, to, like, I want that to be part of the sandals tour. Like on the brochure, you flip it out. You know it like folds out a bunch of times. Like, yes. You get fold Better, out. Dude, like, Kyle, just, like, I like the way you're headed. Upside down. But instead like, of sandals, like birdies, how about anal, anal feedings, waterboardings? Dude, it should become like a Disney thing, though, right? Like you could ride in those little like it's a small world boats past yeah. the <laughs> past the rectal feeding and the and the, uh, and the waterboarding and stuff. They could take the water right from the small world boats and waterboard people with it. It'll be all mixed in with like vomit. It's, it's a great. Oh. I don't see how we could lose. I, I think the small, world, the small world ride is actually worse torture than waterboarding. So. <laughs> we got stuck in that once. Yeah, 45 minutes standing oh. still, oh. listening to the music and stuff. Did they keep singing, though? Oh, yeah. yeah. It never stops. It just keeps going and going <laughs> like, and going. But, if you're uh, from Atlanta, you'll know that it's the Monster Plantation. That's that's what they've got instead. You ride the little... I, I like that shit. I enjoy it. I, I'll ride that thing four times in a row. I, enjoy I was exhausted. I was exhausted that day. They were running me all over the place. And now I'm stuck sitting in an air conditioned These are the place. words of an old man. Listen to this. I was they like, were I'll take running it. me all over the place. They were. Yeah. It, I, I hate Disney World with the passion of a thousand fucking sons. I'm so over this whole Mickey Mouse shit. I have been to Disney World like a hundred times now. I swear that's a good estimate. And I've been on Disney cruises like I don't even know, 12 or something. And uh, it, I'm just Done. I hope you've got some sort of like member cl membership club or something. Like, are you part of the Mickey Mouse Club? Do you have a Mickey Mouse card? Like, are you getting rewards and rewards? And <laughs> yeah, I'm a platinum dicks. member. Like, when I go on a cruise, this, they give me like for any other corporation. Like, they'd be giving you blowjobs when you show. <laughs> Here's up. what you, you get: have... you get a black lanyard, which people in the know know what that means. Like, oh yeah, this guy's like a cruise. I'm like a cruise hotshot all-star. And then, uh, like, I get to meet the captain, and they take you on a tour, like, behind the scenes. Like, this is the engine. This are is you the... fucking with me? You get the captain. <laughs> this is incentives. Are, are there on. children with these, uh, whatever, Visa black cards no, or whatever for on. Disney? Because that's no, not no, the kind of no, reward I need to an clarify. adult wants. I need to clarify, Woody, were you the only adult who got to go meet the captain? <laughs> were, were there balloons? No. Was he, was he Captain Long John Silver? There were like eight of us, and you're not allowed to film. And I tried to film, and they made me stop. They, they have, <laughs> for the crew, there's like a, there's like a 1950s-style diner just for people that work there. Like It's like this windowless thing in the middle it's, bottom of the boat. Is it segregated? No. <laughs> Be honest. They've got no, a really not. nice whites only water fountain. It's separated like crew to passenger, but hey, not. That's not a whites only fountain. What are you? <laughs> I think I, I think Goofy would be, and wasn't wouldn't he be black? Like he was dark skinned. 
I guess so. I mean, I wouldn't call him white, right? At the very I least, mean, he's I Hispanic would... or something, right? With the dark Mickey hair and the dog. olive skin. Mickey looks black to me. I, I think the only thing we could be 100% sure of is that Mickey wasn't a Jew. There's no, no way at all. <laughs> Walt Disney white. was so anti-Semitic. No, would not have allowed that. He wouldn't have that shit. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just to answer your question, I, I do get they put um, uh, I forget what it is. They, there's some sort of like wine and cheese tray on your bed at night too, and stuff like that. We well, don't even stay in the good room. Oh, some wine and cheese right before bed. Get <laughs> ready for a big day. The cheese is awesome. The cheese plate is big. Like it'd be too big for you to hug. And uh, whatever. It, too much cheese. <laughs> it's but there's crackers too. You can't have too many crackers. It's uh, it's nice because the food's like. Like a fucking half mile away. Well, well Dude, the crux just... of this, Woody, is that you went on twelve Disney cruises before you were like, "This is horseshit. I don't <laughs> want to do this." <laughs> uh, no, I I recognized the so. What it was is it has that Disney magic that like the wife and kids enjoy, and it was kind of like, well. I hate the cruises less, so let's do that. Let's let's switch over from the theme park, which to me, like, have you guys ever worked at a place and then you start seeing all of its flaws? Like, if you're a customer at, like, Macy's or something, you probably think, like, oh, look, this is a nice store. It's clean or whatever. But when you work there and you grab in stock from the back room or you see what it looks like under the cash register. The place is a dump, right? That's what dis- that's what the Magic Kingdom looks like to me. Like, I'm, <laughs> like, like whenever I walk around, like this shit's not clean. I, I see the, they still haven't fixed that rust yet. You got to fucking sand and paint that. And like, I, I see every flaw at Disney World. The goddamn uh, not not the Ferris wheel, the Karis wheels, all old and and uh, yeah, Disney to me is like 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 I'm an employee. I'm just done with that. Did thing. you have to pretend to be excited to, to meet the captain for your? kids like i'm not pretending you, we're about shit. to take no you no i would like put the captain. kids on my shoulders and i'm like grumpy and sweating and carrying them around thinking <laughs> that like like what disney should be in my mind was like we should stay at disney for as long as the kids should last it's totally unfair to use me as some sort of disney crutch like all right we're gonna go from ride to ride to ride and when you tuck her out i'm gonna carry you from ride to ride to ride which provides them <laughs> with no incentive to sell propel you know it's before lunchtime and they're like fuck it dad let's do this shit (laughs) (laughs) just like getting carried around or pushed around or something meanwhile i'm sweating my balls off wearing a straw hat and it's (laughs) Uh, all your stories about vacations help me understand why my dad was such a cranky bastard on all of ours because he's not having the same experience as you He's, he's the ringleader of that shit show. He's the locomotive <laughs> pulling the train. Everyone else is like sitting in the caboose like, this is fucking awesome. Is there air conditioning? Meanwhile, you're treading <laughs> along, pulling the train. You know, And, and this is my hard-earned money, or it used to be my hard-earned money. Now it's Disney's. I got a new Jeremy. Anthony, I know you like younger women. Do you ever go on Disney cruises? <laughs> but I've got... I've never been on the cruises, but uh, I have been to Disney World quite a few times, and I don't have kids, so it, uh, <laughs> it is creepy. I do understand that. How but young do you like, like Six, uh, nine? I, I would always uh, kind of stay by Epcot around there where I could go and grab some drinks and stuff. You do the Epcot bar crawl thing and then uh, go to – I think there was a karaoke bar by the Swan and Dolphin or something like that. I was into doing crap, you know, that was skewed a little older than the Magic Kingdom and uh, <laughs> Dude, like that. 
Epcot during the early 2000s was the saddest fucking thing in the world. It was like, so if you go to the 90s, it was like, this is what cell phones are going to bring us, sponsored by yeah. Motorola, right? And then if you go in the 2000s, it's like, this is what cell phones are going to be. And meanwhile, it's like a four-year-old model. It's like, like it was like, I can't believe they're showing me old cell phones in Tomorrowland. Like, like this is such horseshit. Or Tomorrow World or whatever they called it. And, um, and they had this voice recognition thing. So basically, you're a mouse doing a maze. And you say up, down, left, and right. And... It's like, like, look at this. Computers can hear the sound of your voice and decipher these four words. Meanwhile, like Microsoft Word can hear you all day long and, and like understand anything you say. And, and, your Xbox will do anything you tell it to do. Yeah, and this is like an Atari game from the 70s in Tomorrowland in Disney World. Like, this is just like, come on. There, there was a drastic drop-off. You're absolutely right, because before... The real like like cell phones and and uh, computer technology just exponentially just started really dominating. Uh, it was easy for them, you know, the spaceship Earth. Welcome to the AT and T yeah. spaceship Earth. And you'd go up and you're looking around like, oh, that'll be cool. We'll have video conferencing and stuff. They would have to update the ride every week during the <laughs> thousands to to keep up with with the the rate of technology. They just couldn't do it, so everything was just dated as fuck. Oh, dude, I love Spaceship Earth. You know why? Spaceship Earth is the best ride in all of Disney World because it's, it's air, air conditioned, conditioned, it's long, and you recline <laughs> a lot. <laughs> we we yeah, never missed that the ride. Line moved quickly. It was air conditioned and it was long and it was sitting down. It yeah, and it like, reclines uh, too. It's not even like it's a small world which has like a pretty wow. much a bench with no back. This shit. Yeah. You were the laziest vacationer ever. <laughs> <laughs> Really, I like to go in there where we get to lay down in the air conditioning. Wait, that's a ride? Why don't you just go to the fucking hotel? You don't want to see those old cell phones. Just go lay down in the bed. <laughs> Dude, uh, you kind of have a couple kids, push them around in the freaking like Africa heat of the Florida tropical rainforest, and no. check back with me. Yeah, like, right. Okay. Uncle no. Kyle could get the same experience. Great, borrow Kyle, a few kids. Exactly. Yeah, and and I think I like be the right idea there. of Uncle Kyle. Uh, Uncle Kyle can do shit. Like like I like that, but but Daddy Kyle just wouldn't work. I, I just I couldn't. Dra Jeremy, the guy who used to work for me, like he's doing like I saw him the other day, like in traffic. Like we stopped, talked for ten seconds, and he was like filthy from work. And and I was like, how you doing? He's like double overtime, and like sped away, <laughs> and like. He's working his ass off so hard to try to support that baby that he's having uh, in January or February. I don't want any part of that. Wouldn't it be want... amazing if he stepped up? He is. I mean, he's working hard. I ha I, I, I've hired one of his friends, this guy named Josh, who's uh, admittedly a bit slow-witted, but I like that in my help. I uh, met but... a Josh. It's not the same one, though, no, right? No, a different Josh. This is a young okay. guy. He's like, uh, I guess he's like 19 or 20, something like that. He's uh, He's kind of, you know, he's a big, strong guy. He can do stuff. He, I needed some lifting done, so I, I got him the other day. $10 a fucking hour, cash. He's he's, he's good help. He, yeah. He'll do what you tell him to do. I point, it, I, just, I point at stuff and say and, and tell him to do it, and he does it, and it's great. And he's thrilled to be there, because, you know, we're shooting cannons and shit. So Maybe I, I need it, Josh. You do need I told you you need, a, yeah. you need an assistant. Like, like you've, you've, got to, you've got to figure out how much is my personal time worth per hour, and, you know, figure out how much personal assistant would cost. And, like, when you were having to run around and get all those people to sign all those documents right. and getting them notarized and, and 
taking them to the county and all. Like maybe paying some Josh ten bucks an hour. While, meanwhile, you're over working on uh, Woodycraft or you know your new something else, your new house, you know, painting or yard mm-hmm. work or just relaxing. You know, they, how much? How what? What's the dollar amount on an extra? You know, ten hours of relaxation time. That'd be nice. Yeah, I I'm running myself ragged lately. Maybe it'd be a good idea to to have a guy. So you showed the kids your uh, you got the kids their uh, uh, go kart. How they how they like it? So for people that don't know, let me see. I'm gonna try and get a. Uh, I'm googling it to get a people a picture here. Woody, uh, Woody just bought a new house and he's got a lot of acreage for the first time and uh, and he's went and bought himself a really cool uh, go kart for his kids and uh, he gave it to him today. Yeah. This is a, it's not like the I mentioned it before, but it's just not like the go karts of my childhood that were all low to the ground and rigid. Like this thing's got suspension and a big motor and. Looks like it'd be fun. Is it more like an ATV? Yeah, it's it's more like a dune buggy. It's it looks like you could you could roll that mother. There it is. Yeah, so this is a gallery you can pick on pictures, you know, as you see fit. But uh, but this is what it looks like. It's pretty cool. The the kids like it. Um, it with me in it, it goes about forty one miles an hour. Well, exactly forty one. That's size I hit. It has a speedometer on it. It's like a digital speedometer. And um, with Colin in it, I'd guess he could probably go like four or five miles an hour faster than me because he's so much lighter. And um, it is awesome. We it, like today we put a we had a big bow on it. The thing was like eighteen inches wide, and we opened the garage door, you know, and like did the unveiling of the go kart. And Colin's like, "Whoa!" And uh, I gave him a little safety lesson, as you know, you're kind of obligated to do as a parent. I buckle him in, I take him each for a ride, then I let him go out with each other or, or solo, and um, they were just loving it. Hope doesn't floor it constantly. To me, like it, here's how I ride a go kart: full gas <laughs> or full brake, one of those, you know. And and it's hold on to your seatbelt because we're gonna go for a spin. My my 11 year old boy, same way. He's just gassing it all over the place. But uh, Hope, she's She's checking out all the speeds, like driving responsibly and stuff. And it's like, girl, that's an off-road vehicle. Yeah. That is a go kart, not a no kart. Let's get this. Get this. <laughs> shit. Away from let's let's jump something. Let's set it on fire and see what happens. Let, you gotta have some fun with a go kart. So, but yeah, it's a. And then we have a a golf cart. It's a. It's an. It's like an easy go workhorse. They actually um, updated the the look of it. But here, I'll show people what this looks like. You know, I want to get a sled and have you pull me behind that go kart. I want to ski behind that thing. Yeah, of course you do, because that's a great idea. That um, is a good idea. Honestly, these these golf carts, go karts, ATVs, four wheelers, whatever. These are the perfect thing for developing kids because they're just dangerous enough to teach responsibility. You know, yeah. just dangerous enough for them to kind of fuck up, realize the severity of like, oh, this just got real when they about to flip it, and then they know. You know, because yep. I did that as a kid. I flipped my my grandparents' four wheelers all the time. Yeah. Well, that just kind of counteracts my argument. I didn't really learn. Whatever. Look at that thing. Uh, <laughs> roll cage is uh, there's a roll cage suspension. Uh, the the death machines that I used to ride when I was a kid, like the go karts, had no suspension. It was pretty much solid rubber wheels on a, yeah. a hard axle. <laughs> You could yeah. crack your spine. You'd get off the thing three inches shorter than when you got on it. Just really <laughs> So the yeah. 
the golf cart is kind of mine, right? That's that's the, the sort of the rules we laid down. Like, you know, Hope can drive it, Colin can drive it. They don't even have to ask permission, but it's not a toy. It has no seatbelts. Uh, the roll cage is a joke. It's really just a sunshade. It's, uh, you know, it, it it's, it's the one you drive responsibly and I don't want it broken. The go-kart, on the other hand, that is a toy. And it's meant to be jumped. It's meant to be sped around dangerously in it has a five point harness locking them in safely the roll cage is not a joke it's designed for rolling you know if they don't roll in it in their lifetime i'll be a little disappointed yeah, whenever i get it over there i promise i'll roll it immediately <laughs> my goal like, like as soon as i get it I'm, you're gonna be like you ready i'm like yeah i'm gonna go roll it now i'm gonna roll it <laughs> you sure i can roll it right because i'm gonna roll it now all right <laughs> yeah and that's what i want keep your arms in the cab um, yeah. but yeah, and it's kind of cool. Cause like whenever, like, so we, the person that assembled it, like I bought it assembled, uh, he did a less than perfect job with like the zip ties and stuff. So this, this wire kept coming out, like it, it clips on and, uh, I'll get that resolved by tomorrow. But, um, yeah. we, but we overall have, cool experience, huh? Yeah. With the golf cart, I legit have like a chase car. Like he's out there like a couple acres away. I just, you know, hop in the golf cart, go out there, fix it, pat him on the helmet and send him on his way. It, it was like Baja 5,500 stuff. It was fun. Like the road warrior out there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm really excited, and for the first time, it not for the first time ever, but like it, it feels like we're easing into the home. And we had a big, um, you know, Time Warner breakthrough. They're sending us the invoice now. All the easements are notarized and recorded with the county and all that crazy stuff. And uh, now there's, I guess, there's nothing but Time Warner in our way. Whereas before, the government had to be sorted out first. Well, that'll be good. I know you want to get moved into that new house. <sighs> that's that's a crazy situation where you you bought the thing, you own the thing, but you get, you have to visit it until it has internet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that must be so. Have you taken a shower over there? Like like have you like tried to do like new house stuff just just I, to do it? I use the toilet and the bidet. Yeah, right. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh um that's about it really. We mostly just visit and like. Jackie was cleaning the kitchen with like. You have know, like, you have you had sex in the house? No, no, because we, we oh, always. Oh come have, on! There's no beds, and we always have like a kid with us. What are we like? Like I guess now there's a go kart. Like Colin, ride this till we're out of gas. Yeah, that way you can hear. <laughs> you, that way you can hear if he was coming anyway. Yeah, plus, yeah, plus yeah. You guys, this... the, the, the your family's kind of crazy anyway. That probably wouldn't stop you. There's just yeah. just just open probably an open door like crazy sex policy go is that is that is it like when you grew up i was gonna say as a kid that was totally the policy i would catch my mom walking naked through so my parents had two bedrooms right and uh and every so often like naked mom would like tiptoe over to dad's room get busted and turn around and run back to her own room <laughs> it's just like but oh, that's okay as a mom i thought it was okay and it's funny cause, <laughs> so and it's warped me too because i'm like like so personally i'm like way open about sex it's not embarrassing to me i'm ready to go like it's, it's not a thing i have to remember so a second that the rest of the world's not me go on she your mother would go next door to quote unquote get busted did I did I catch that right? Is that what you said? No, I would bust her. She said so, she would go over there and oh, get okay, busted on the okay. way over there. Like, oh, rats, okay. you busted me. Okay, Not like he was going to bust now. in or on her. Not like that. <laughs> I, no, I was saying that like like she'd go over there and your dad would bust her. I thought busting no. her 
No, that, that's not a team for or term for smashing or Oh, a little it. domestic violence. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> no, it was that their bedrooms, like the uh, the second floor or third floor, whatever you call it, it was like L shaped, and uh, and she would have to walk down and past it, past my brother's room actually, and uh, wow. she'd just like try to make it over. So why don't you just send your kids out and do like what my parents did, which I didn't realize at the time, where it's like, all right, kids, outside, outside time, because yeah, then you know, time. now I know they were either fighting or fucking. But just do that. Just send them outside. They have a go-kart. They'll be out there for nine hours after you're done. I will do that. <laughs> I will do that. Uh, that that sounds like a great idea. Plus, I, 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 I need to make the, I need to like take the muffler off the go-kart. So if you hear it, then you definitely know he's still buzzing around. And Hacks if it stops, off. you like you start like prairie dogging, like, all right, there's no noise. What what do we got going on here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, have, um, we ran out of gas. Like state of fucking. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> but what was I gonna say? I totally lost track. But yeah, anyway, so we're visiting the house pretty much all the time. Every time we visit, we bring like a truckload of stuff over. So like oh, like all the Halloween decorations are there. All the things that are easy to live without. Easter decorations are there. You know, my, some of my sports equipment that I haven't used lately is, is like our attics are full. Like. But the things that I use every day, like my computers and monitors and like a lot of my clothes, they're still here. Dresser. Because it like I would you know, instantly miss them. Yeah. But we'll be uh, good when you finally get that taken care of. It'll be somewhat just sometime in the new year. It's not gonna be forever, but I know it's been for it's been a long time now. Yeah, it's been over well, tomorrow will be a month. So hmm. but it, it feels like longer. Like at least with Time Warner, I started that process before we bought the house. You know, like I wanted to because I knew it could be expensive and I wanted to like just know if it's worth it. Like if hypothetically it costs 30000 to get it installed, you'd have a decision to make whether you want to buy this house for 30000 more than what you pay the sellers. And uh, so I started working with Time Warner long before we bought the house and moving that forward and stuff. Yeah, it's- I'm looking forward to you getting moved in so I can come visit. I want to go hang I want to come hang out at the new house. I'm going to make some alterations. If that stump is still there, I'm going to remove it. I like the way you're thinking. Yeah, yeah you, that's your timeline with that stump. Like, if it's still there when I get there, then <laughs> it's, the then you. it's Can you mine. move so we can see it? There's two stumps then now. Mine. Jackie, Jackie's located another stump that she once pulled. Oh, so. really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, yeah. well, can that one be mine? Uh, there's one that's further from the house. That's you. I want to take a chainsaw and, like, cut a cube out of it. And then use like a hammer and a crowbar or something and, and bust the cube out so we've got a hollow point in the center of the tree and just put some tannerite, uh, tannerite in there and, and blow the tree up. Of course. That's yeah. a great but, idea. But what I would do, this is, see, that's what everybody does, but what I would do is I'd put the cube back in and then we'd put one of those ratchet straps around there and we'd ratchet strap that fucking cube back onto that ammonium nitrate and we'd shoot it with an armor-piercing incendiary round out of a 50 BMG from like 100 yards away. And we'd vaporize that fucking tree. This is only that getting stump. better. Yes. This is great, yeah. <laughs> or or we could bore a hole into the stump. We could put some six we could we could then fill it up with tannerite and then we could put a six inch pipe into that hole and then have it leading out and then bury the whole thing with like a couple tons of earth and then shoot the bullet down the six inch pipe into the tannerite that's still underground in the stump and really blow it the fuck up. 
Would that remove the stump? <laughs> I don't know, but it'd be cool as fuck. <laughs> like that last one, I'm like, is that even stump removal anymore? I'm getting a little confused. It's kind of just me having fun at your new house. Yeah. But... If there's any stump left, we'll pulverize it with the cannon, the bowling ball cannon. Oh yeah, uh, we we filmed uh, we filmed yesterday or the day, uh, yesterday. It was yesterday the day before. Yeah. Filmed with a, with an M60, uh, like you know, Rambo, Rambo style. I stuck my fucking thumb on the barrel. Oh, wait. On, oh, you mean it hot? What? Why'd you do that? You burned it. Yeah, I didn't mean oh. to. Like I just touched it for an instant, and it went. Pssst. And 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 the guy uh, that was next to me goes, "Look, you can see your fingerprints on the barrel." And they were sizzling <laughs> like grease. Like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's cool. He's like, don't don't feel bad. I did it to my whole hand last summer. It was all of this. And I was like, shit. But the, the barrel on an M60 E3 is like really exposed. And I don't know how hot it was. I, I can't guess temperatures, but 700 degrees? I don't know. It was really fucking hot. Hot enough to boil skin. Hot enough to so boil I, skin. I know that Kyle is into guns, obviously. And I know Anthony is. I want to know who has more guns within arm's reach right now. Oh, Gun off. Well, within arm's reach, I've literally only got one. But within like, I can literally. I can well, see. don't take it that literally. <laughs> okay. Well, I can. I can see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I can see seven. And if that door open, I could see another twenty more. And if this door was open, <laughs> if this door was open, I could see like I don't know five or six or seven more. And but most of my guns are upstairs in the truck because I just filmed. I got like twenty guns in the truck. Anthony, I, I, can you hang? I, he wins. He Does wins he? that one. I'm, uh, uh, thanks for reminding me. I left my pistol upstairs. I don't even. Have, I'm. I'm friggin' vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, yeah. It, everyone sort of knows my deal. In that closet is probably like between ten and fifteen, and that's where I keep my guns. Not. I can't hang with Kyle, who has like another seventy at another location and crazy stuff. What's in your hand there? HK-45. This is actually the only one that was close by. I like this pistol. I bought it used for like 600 bucks. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's a cool little 45. I'm going to get a threaded barrel for it. I got a couple of 45 ACP suppressors now. Is it loaded? So. No. Just asking. Okay. I, well, not... I wouldn't be brandishing it. You know, yeah, I like, saw your trigger discipline and thought maybe it was loaded. Well, you know how the internet is. Like, like yeah, even yeah. though it's unloaded, like I shouldn't be seen this way. You know, right, right. Off. It's good to keep that habit in, in in order. That way, you don't freak anybody out. And every, and it's just kind of a sign to everyone else that you know what the fuck you're doing, and they don't <laughs> have to be self conscious of you. You know, like if you're in an environment where there's people you don't know who have handguns, it can feel a little bit uh, uh, scary if you're in a shooting range environment and they don't know protocol. Handguns like, in particular, yeah, because people are more inclined to sweep them and you know, they carry them on their bodies. I, I feel like with rifles, a bigger chunk of people operate safely. Mm. You disagree? Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I've seen it all. Like, like yeah. I see a lot of people who, shooting for the first time, I think, like especially at machine gun shoots and stuff. So, you know, you'll hand somebody an AK-47, walk them through the steps and... They'll they'll shoot it and then they'll turn around and they'll they'll all, they'll want to sweep everybody. Of course, somebody almost always catches their hips or you know their arms and like no 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 don't do that. Yeah, but that's I've gotten to the point where I tell people, um, you know, once you're done shooting, you have to put the gun down on the ground before you can turn around. 
that, like even telling them that people will fuck that up. I do that too. I'll, because there's this thing, the new shooter, right? It's an, it's amazing thing. They, they, people who've never shot don't realize how fun it can be. They can also get dull, but you know, the first time and it's like, wow, look at me. And they want to turn and say like, did you see that? Right. That's the big thing. <laughs> yeah. Or look at me or, or like, like, you know, like they want to group share the, the, their experience of just shooting this cool thing. And uh, I teach them in advance, like, don't look at me and ask if I saw it. Don't sweep with the gun. And, and I, it just plants the seed. It usually works out OK. But like you, yeah. I, I, it doesn't take too many before you realize that pattern and tell them to. Yeah, and, I, and you know, you don't want anybody to shoot you in the fucking leg or anything like so. Mm-hmm. You don't want that happening. I don't want to so, be shot yeah. anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. You have, you, have, uh, you, have, you have kids in the house, right? That, how Me? does that affect how you uh, handle your, your firearms and how you, you have it ready to go if needed? They're, they're in the safe all the time. That, that's how I do it. There's, um, there are a couple that are loaded. There's a pistol that's loaded and a shotgun that's loaded. I think that's it. And, um, and then you know they're, they're a couple seconds away. I like the digital locks because it's so fast. Here, I'll get a gun. Hold on. <laughs> He's dead. Should I? Okay. Yeah. Are we fucking over? <laughs> I swung it through the window with ninja stars. It's over. <laughs> beep, beep. Dead. <laughs> it would take that long, which I get. You know, like there are some people who feel really adamant about staying ready, ready, right? You. There are guys who who want to have their. I didn't hear what you. I sort of getting back in. Oh, I, guys, I was like, you took on. two steps away, and I was like, and he's dead. He swung <laughs> it through the window. Ninja stars he's gone yeah i read on the internet forums and stuff and they're like you know when you go to the bathroom do you keep your gun like in a pocket because it's hard to get to when your pants are down or do you put it in the cradle so that if you get attacked while on the toilet it's right there for you and there are guys who take that like that seriously um you know but with in my house i hope i've got this big aggressive dog and i have an alarm system and i hope that they buy me enough time to do what you just saw and uh but and there, there's another thing i've talked about this before on the show i think but also on the internet i read people who teach their kids about gun safety and they say you know like my kids just understood i understood they know that these are not toys and that you know you, they don't mess around with this and etc and i do have a rule in my house that my kids can see the guns anytime they want so long as i'm there but because my son anthony might not know this i have a special needs son I don't feel like I've got the same sort of like magical dad ability to be like, all right, this is serious time. This is something that you need to burn in and take as a life lesson and, and, and bet his life that it worked that time. So that's why they're always behind a lock. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, Do you keep it's, them loaded? I, I just I could imagine, uh, not just being able to, you know, eh, it's on my hip and now it's on my friggin' end table and my night mm-hmm. table and you know, shit like that. Yeah. That, that would be my situation. Maybe, you know, maybe if I had, if I had no kids for sure, uh, if I had, if I didn't have a special needs kid, maybe, but, uh, neither of those are me. So yeah, I, I growing up, growing up for me, it was, it was kind of the scenario that you just described. Like I, from an early age, I was already shooting them. So you didn't have to worry about me getting to them accidentally. Like you really had to worry about making sure that they were available for me when I needed them. Like, so <laughs> So very, my sister never had any interest in in guns. Like, like mm-hmm. she was, she almost seemed like she she didn't like them. I I don't know. I, she she never got into it. She never really shot much. So she wasn't gonna touch the gun. So they would just be everywhere. And I had the combination to the vault since the time I was like, I don't know, ten years old or something like that. Because we kept cash in there if I needed money, and you know the guns were in there if I needed a gun. 
And oftentimes, because we hunted so much, like, like if it was deer season, well, you can't keep the fucking deer rifle in this in the vault. If you, if where we lived, you know, the deer could be. You look out the window and see the deer, and like you got to go get him. So you like <laughs> you need your Remington 700 like in the corner, locked and loaded, so you can grab it like and run right out the door and shoot. When I did that, like my dad ran ran buck naked out of the house one day, completely naked. <laughs> Sounds like my rifle, dad with his <laughs> with a with a Remington did 700. Did he get laid immediately afterwards? <laughs> no, he killed, he killed something. He runs out with a Remington 700 like. Slides into shooting position, gets on the on the hog saddle. He's just, and I'm in the pool like, this is like in the backyard, and he's just like, boom, and I'm just like, what the fuck happened? He's like, got him. <laughs> he's like, he <laughs> goes back in bare ass. It's just like, you had to be ready. <laughs> Gotta be ready. Yeah, yeah. No, my kids are kind of bored of the guns. Like they're not interesting or taboo. Like when. I went to a kid's or a friend's house. I didn't hang out with him all the time. And I knew that his dad had a gun in the like top closet shelf for some reason. And uh, I begged him, like, can we see it? Can we see it? Can we touch it? Can we hold it? And uh, but he was trained. He was like, no, that the thing is, a, it's a don't touch situation. And we never did because he didn't let me. But uh, I think my kids are kind of bored. They know they're there. They're no more interested in my guns than they are like. I don't know, microphones or headsets or something. It's kind of good. You want to take you want to take that mystique away from the gun itself. You don't want to treat it irresponsibly and leave them laying around. But I think when you make it this thing that is never to be seen or talked about, then the kid's going to get curious and want to uh, fuck around with it. My dad would keep the guns. You know, he had rifle racks in the house, mm -hmm. and all the rifles were on the racks in his office and uh, whatnot. And then the pistols were kept. Uh, just in his drawer, like a night table drawer in, in the bedroom or something like that. We all knew where they were. We knew they were not to fucking be touched, mm -hmm. but we were very familiar with them. We, we went out shooting a lot. So, you know, it took that whole like, ooh, what is it? Ooh, it's the gun. Let's, you know, let's go uh, uh, fuck around with it. It was never, never that way. I think that's how you, you have to educate uh, kids that are in a house when you have, uh, you have a lot of guns. Yeah. Yeah. So we try to, I try to get that, I, like what you said, you know, almost bored of it, but I, mm -hmm. I keep it locked because I'm just not positive that I can instill the same sort of, you know, they're not to be effing touched. I'm not positive I can pull that off. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why they're locked. Uh, um, oh, hey, here. hey, oh. Let, um, I got a quick thing. Let's do a PK. Let's, let's do a PK adventure. Let's do one sometime somewhere. Let's let, let's na let's name a time and, and I know you got the house though. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, it's the goddamn house. I, know. I want to do it. It's the house, and I'm not I'm not blaming you. What do you? Because it's it's, it's let not me just blame this away. I'm right back. Okay, I want to I, I we uh, I really want to go somewhere. I want to do like a paintball event or something. Paintball would be fun. I have not paintball oh, since the last time we all went. Actually. I have a, I actually have a lead on that. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say it or not. Yeah, I'll say it. I don't. What do you want to do? Say it. Oh, what do we so say? I have um um, I won't. So I I've got a sponsor that'll that'll probably sponsor us all to go on a paintball trip. They did just want only me, and they were gonna pay me a significant amount of money. Uh -huh. But I'm but I'd rather share the money with you guys and be able to take my friends. So I I, I now we're like we're we're trying to make it the show going instead of, you know like, make just it you. us going instead of just me. I don't want to fucking go. It's in Canada. Like that'd be crazy for me to go by myself. I've done <laughs> events by myself. It's me and 50, 60 kids, and I I like my fans. I do, but like. Not by myself, like I. Cause yeah, I, cause right. I, it's I, a totally different dynamic when it's not I, when the attention's not shared. 
Well, I want to. I remember I've done this before, and I, I did. A, I wanted to give them their money's worth. We were doing a paintball event, and so I played every single game with them, every round of every game for two days solid. And it was like I, I was physically just dead at the end of it. I, I couldn't do it. I need more guys, so that's okay if Kyle sits out. You can go play with Woody and and Merka. I did a similar so. thing with. Um, it was airsoft, though it wasn't paintball, and. Um, I brought my whole family, partly because they wanted to go. It was in California, and it was a little experience and adventure. And, like, as we're doing meet and greets and stuff, Colin's taking pictures with fans. Because Colin's, like, everyone loves Colin. They love him. There's, there's no... Everyone loves Colin. And, and uh, he's given dancing lessons and stuff like that in the meet and greets. And um, it was just nice to have, I guess, help uh, meeting with everybody. Like, because secretly, I don't like crowds. Like, I'm... I'm good with them. I can kind of fake it, right? Like I can, I can pull it off and I'm social and I'm not weird or anything, but, uh, like given the choice between a crowd and like an Xbox, I think I'd take the Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> it goes both ways. It depends on the crowd. If it's, if it's a crowd that, uh, it just depends on the, sometimes it really it's a great experience, but, but yeah, other times like it, like I'll hang out with people, have fun, and this and that, and then at the end of the whole experience, right? Like when we get back to the hotel, and and it's like just whatever, like four guys that I actually know. It, it's you know have, kind of like an exhale and a, a mental recharge. I've never been to Canada, so that's an, that's another thing I wanted to do. I want to go to fucking Canada, and uh, and I love playing paintball, so I think I'm gonna start playing a little bit, practicing on the weekends. Uh, I really want to fuck some kids. Canada's kind of like if America <laughs> were like sixty percent as cool, because that's basically <laughs> what it is. It's it's pretty cool, but you don't get guns. They don't technically have all the same freedom of speech shit. So you're kind of just you're getting a little more lib the more north you go, and then when you get there, you've hit it. You can get a firearms license. You can get some guns, and you can get. It's way uh, way harder there. It is harder, but it's easier to get artillery there. Like if you want a if you want a tank or a can or an artillery piece or something, like that, <laughs> as you do, <laughs> it's much less restrictive there. So like I know a lot of guys who, if they want, say, a forty millimeter machine gun, they just import it right through Canada because it's easier to do. Yeah, forty millimeter. Well, when I need a forty hands? millimeter machine gun, I'll look to Canada. So a twenty. Uh, how much one of those run me? Is hundred. Like... I can get you the machine gun. And the ammunition and the reloading supplies for 150 solid. I got 150 bucks. I'm in. Yep. 150 thousand. You pull it <laughs> on that vehicle. This is a 40 millimeter machine gun with a Ducati motorcycle engine attached and a joystick. You strap in a harness, sit in a chair, you fire the thing with your right foot, but with the joystick, you uh, you spin it 360 degrees. You've got the you've got like uh, I don't know how I guess 90 degrees of what? like barrel up and down. What's it's that? a it's a video. It's incredible. FPS Russia did a video with like the world's largest machine gun. How big was that? That was it. That was that. Okay, that was that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I um. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't want <laughs> you need one of those. I I wish I I wish I could. Uh, I really want that thing. I have a I story really about do. that machine gun. It's your story, and I think I can't tell it, but it was awesome. Could type type it to me, and I'll and I'll share it. If it's uh, it maybe it, I think I know what it is, and I probably shouldn't share that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, we shouldn't share that. that was, <laughs> it's not even that funny of a story. It was it's just a some, great story. It's you know it's, it is. It's funny, Kyle. It, it, I think you should tell it. No, no, I don't think we should. But <laughs> but <laughs> um, an even funnier uh, story. They wanted me to. Um, they were going to have that thing on Sons of Guns, and they wanted me to appear on Sons of Guns and pretend 
like it was my gun and that I was bringing it to them to service it. And I turned them down because, honestly, I, I didn't want to be associated with those guys. And this was long before all the child molestation stuff came out. I just thought they were kind of... <laughs> I, I, I but that was more of a minor thing. It was the initial gunplay and wanting you to pretend that you're not as knowledgeable as them. That's what turned you off, right? <laughs> Honestly, that was a little <laughs> bit of it. It was like, oh, so I'm bringing you my gun. Oh, so you're going to fix my gun. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, nah. so I turned him down. I didn't want to do the show. And then now it turns out the whole child molestation thing and the guy's up against, like, decades of prison time for all this <laughs> underage rape and shit. Ugh. I did not know that. that. You were too old for him anyway. That really does <laughs> leave it. That leaves that TV slot open, though. Oh. Mm. Intriguing. Didn't you say that they were kind of dumbasses anyway when you met them? That they just didn't, they weren't safe, they didn't, they weren't knowledgeable, no, they were just not, shitheads. It's, it's not that. that that's, that's going too far. They, um, they, they know what they're doing as far as uh, machine guns go and, and small arms. They, they, they know more than me, probably, as far as the gunsmithing and stuff like that. But as far as the, that television show, um, like, like you know, it's a te it's a TV show. Like like a lot of the stuff that they're supposedly building, they they weren't actually building anything that was bigger than fifty cal. Like they 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 had a consultant brought in who was you know building that store stuff for them, and the consultant was the one who owned the the machine gun. In fact, you know, it's television, so you you're not really. What you see is not what you get. It frustrates me that everybody doesn't know that, right? Because that show in particular, it would often start with like. Uh, what I the, the camera angle that I'm envisioning is a cameraman with a shoulder-mounted camera kneeling by the front door as the customer walks in without noticing the cameraman, right? And yeah. and you know so there they are and they, they're kind of like waist high as they go by and you're like what what it tracked the person as they arrived. There's literally a cameraman <laughs> kneeling by the front door. Instantly, this whole thing is set up and fake and gay. Like right out of the gate, and and then you know so going forward, there's nothing else I trust about this thing. They're mic'd up, right? You know, you, you catch them turning around. They literally have the battery pack or that you know, like uh, I guess it's an FM receiver pack or whatever in the small of their back, and it's like th this fucker got mic'd up and walked in the door past the cam. You're making a show. There's nothing reality about it. It's just poorly produced TV, is what it is, and it's uh, it frustrates me. I'm not going to go that far. I know some of the producers. It, just, it takes but, you out of the moment when it's that poorly I just, made. I, I know just, what he means. As far as the guns went, I just thought it was a little silly. And they kept stealing my ideas there for like a year fucking straight. So <laughs> I, so it was just silly. And it, what did they I steal remember, from you? I, all right, so I, so I did the shotgun that shot the arrows. As far as I know, I had never seen anybody else do it. So maybe I'm sure someone somewhere along the way had done it before. But, but, but I did it, and then like two weeks later it was on – seemingly very soon afterwards it was it was on discovery channel and they made when i did it i was like watch this shit and i fucking did it and it was like i'm going to do this clink 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 boom and there it is and uh, when they did it they're like all right so here's the plan <laughs> <laughs> this shit's never been done before and then it goes in like blueprint mode like fucking james bond like q from james bond is like rolling <laughs> this shit out for us <laughs> So here's what we got for you, 007. We've managed to break physics and put this arrow inside this 12-gauge shotgun. <laughs> Fascinating. 
Like no, it was they made it, they blew it all out of proportion, and and they stole it. And there was a bunch of things like that, I, the, the exploding targets and all that stuff. So after uh, you did that video, right? Like I don't know, nine months later or something like that. I did one on my porch where I took apart a shotgun shell because my audience, Anthony, might may or may not know, has a lot of gamers in it. So I'm like, hey, you know, you're shooting this shotgun in a video game all the time. Maybe you've never actually dissected a shell before. And I took it apart and I showed the wad and the shot and all that fun stuff. And I was like, once you take this stuff out. You can actually fire this and put anything you want in here. You can grind up utensils, you can put an arrow in, etc. CNN featured me on their fucking website as like irresponsibly <laughs> giving people instructions oh, on how to make weapons and stuff. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like CNN, asshole. Well, to make a weapon, the first thing you have to do is deconstruct this already professionally made section of the weapon. <laughs> then you put your own bits in there and just see if it works. This is how you can put anything you want in here and shoot it. You can put an arrow in there. I love shotguns because they're basically miniature cannons, and as long as you don't over, you know, it, as long as you don't get too much pressure in there when you know too much uh, weight coming out the barrel with mm -hmm. too much powder behind it, you, and you don't blow the thing up, and there's a there's a limit when that happens. Can't put it in water. Yeah, you can't stick the barrel in water or something stupid like that. Like you, the explosion has to have somewhere to go. The gases have to vent. But you could pretty much put just about anything in there. Like uh, I use a the, the company that I use is AmericanSpecialtyAmmo.com, and they make so many different little specialty shotgun shells. You can get rock salt or like little. Uh, one of them's called like the Beehive, and it literally says on the thing, it's like it feels like being attacked by a swarm of angry bees. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah! <laughs> it's full of these little blue BBs that that I w I've never shot at a person with them, but I'm doing a video next week. Where we're gonna shoot ballistics gel with those and like closer and closer ranges. I want to see how if they could be deadly, but like beanbag rounds and all that shit, you can buy it and order it right off the internet. It's it's the Dragon's Breath. You can set shit on fire with your That's, shoddy. Dragon's Breath has become um just like a thing to Kyle, right? Like yeah, you can shoot buck slugs. Dragon's Breath, etc. Dragon's Breath to me is still the fucking coolest thing you can shoot out of a shotgun. Anthony, have you shot Dragon's Breath before? No, not yet. No. Oh, dude. <laughs> AmericanSpecialAmmo.com. <laughs> like, it's so good. You, you order shit right off the fucking internet. See, you don't understand. Hey, I'm I'm in the um, Soviet oh, social. Oh, that's right. That's right. Never mind. Don't, don't dis, disregard. Disregard. Wait, yeah. What did I miss? Yeah. I didn't hear what hey, you said. I know the limitations I have are uh, ridiculous. I oh. hate it. He's in California. Yeah. 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 No, I, I used to like taking shotgun shells. I'd score the bottom of the um, casing, and then you'd put it in, and it would fire the entire thing out. The plastic, the wadding, the shot, <laughs> all would come out at once, and uh, just put giant holes in things. Yeah, they, they call that a cut <laughs> shell. It, 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 yeah, that, those are those are pretty effective. Yeah, it, it fires the you know even the plastic even the end of the shotgun shell comes out. Yeah, everything thing. comes out. It's like yeah. a fist. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a really effective way. Like if you were in one of those <laughs> doomsday scenarios or survival yeah. situations where, oh dang it, all I've got's buckshot. You could you know cut the shell and all of a sudden you've got yeah. a really lethal makeshift slug. It's uh, they're pretty cool. I, I so I what just... can you not get in New York? Because of the restrictions that you want, like what's well, the big things oh, that they yeah. cut down uh, on? Just just being able to order ammo online. I'm not allowed to order ammo online and uh, have it delivered. Can you believe that horseshit? Uh, you have you to go to the store a like a poor person. <laughs> if you go into a gun store now, it looks like uh, the old west. There's a lot of lever action guns. 
You know, uh, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, ARs, you're not allowed to own them anymore. They they try to you know fudge it with the thumb hole and this and not having a pistol grip. Uh, but it's just they and again, it does nothing to make anyone any safer. It's all that democratic Governor Cuomo bullshit that he signed at <laughs> 12 midnight one night and. Uh, it's just it's it's amazing how they're able to uh, just trounce on the Second Amendment in this uh, state. I bet nobody would care about ARs as much if they just made them look old timey. Put some wood on there. Take away the yeah. four. These liberals don't know anything about the gun. They just they see don't. it and it looks scary. And they're like, oh, fuck that. Oh, this wooden, non-threatening gun. Give them these. They don't. They yeah. can use this. It has in fairness, in the on the other gun. side, the worse. reason the gun people are buying it is because it looks like the stuff they use in war. You know what I, you know what I should do as a video? I should, I should make a really, like, a really, like, docile-looking weapon. Like, like <laughs> one that looks like what they want them to look like. Like, look at this old-timey rifle. Like, yeah, have it, it all, look like, like, a deer like, rifle. Like the Men in Black gun. It, it, but, but it's just... <laughs> have it be like a cylindrical hidden magazine and, and yeah, that'd, that'd be great firing incendiary nine millimeter at a thousand rounds a minute or something uh, uh, i just linked a video i made it, it it's shooting dragon's breath a lot of my subs have probably seen it before but i'm trying to shoot this paint can and i hit it but it didn't explode the, the hope was that when i shot it with dragon's breath it would explode but then the field behind it you know, it catches on fire a little bit, so we spend a couple minutes stomping it out. That thing got featured on Glenn Beck's website, and all these guys started hating on me, right? On from Glenn, they oh my god, unsafe <laughs> operator, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They all went crazy. The thing is, like gun safety nerds and Glenn Beck fans or whatever, they're horrible at hating on people. I come from gaming. These people didn't even talk about anally raping my daughter. Not one of them mentioned killing my son. They they suck at hating. Like they barely registered on my radar. Like wh what did you see? Like a little fire? You don't like ah. <laughs> You guys are hating rookies over there in uh, in Glenn Beck land. <laughs> Anti-gun people are the most uneducated people about guns. I've never seen people that know less about guns and how they work and, and gun safety and uh, bullets, magazines, clips. They, they just don't know any of it. They just know guns bad and that's it. Yeah. And the other thing, when, it, when you talk about like where you can carry it, like in North Carolina, I forget what they decided, but there was this thing about whether or not you should be able to take a gun to the state fair. And there had been some state fair violence that kind of implied like, you know what, a gun might be useful. And uh, like, you know, like back in the parking lot or something like, you know, it's dark and it's big. It's like a big open field and you get towards where you park and it's kind of scary and alone and, and people are getting robbed and hurt. And uh, I mentioned to my daughter, who's real liberal. She's young. And uh, you know, it's like over that. she hears, can you bring a gun? And it translates in her head to, should you be shooting people here? And the answer is always no. Like it, like carrying a gun isn't about like shooting sprees. She's like, nah, there definitely shouldn't be any shooting sprees there. Like that, I, I, it, she doesn't differentiate them in the slightest. Yeah, it goes hand in hand, right? Yeah, and it's like you know, I bring a gun, and it's about as dangerous as my wallet or keys. You know, like I'm not doing anything with it. It's, it, I've still never um, pulled out my gun in self-defense. It's, it's never happened to me.
can we look at how a professional pulls off that that uh oh. that, that shot yes do you want to show it on the thing sure new move free ultra uh, oh there shouldn't be an ad on it <laughs> oh damn it kyle money growing no it's unlisted like there shouldn't even be an ad on it it shows ads on unlisted videos oh i apologize yeah, see, Kyle came with a uh, a flare on it. I'm sorry, I'm already playing. I'm like 17, 18 seconds in. Slow-mo. <laughs> Although I'm not sure if this is more than like 30 frames per second in the slow-mo. It might just be slowed down. It's hard to be sure. Yep. PC so gamers would be throwing a shit fit. <laughs> it's not that good. I'm going to look at how <laughs> centered he is on the shot. I'm watching him track it. Oh, you did it with Buck, didn't you? Was uh, oh, I'm sorry. Was that a? I meant to say a slug. Was that a slug you hit it with? Let's no. But at that distance, it's yeah. It's it not, looked about the pretty, same. It's pretty small. Not with Dragon's Breath. Dragon's Breath will spread out by that distance. Yeah, it's that's because it's on fire. It's going everywhere, and it's really mm -hmm. lightweight. the The heavier the projectile is, the the better they stay together in their pattern. I uh, imagine fire is almost like a sideways propulsion you know like like there's an explosion happening in air too i, I could be wrong mm. yeah that's a hit that stuff's fun i i like the dragon's breath i like uh the paint cans are what are cool i think yeah i, I like playing with the paint cans i can I've, i come up with i'll give it away I, I took a piano and i uh the whole backing of the piano was like uh cast iron so it was this it was this huge sheet of cast iron, and I stood the piano up, uh, duct taped spray paint cans all over it, and then soaked it in gasoline. And yes, I took an M sixty <laughs> fucking machine gun, and I uh, I put a whole belt of like a hundred rounds of incendiary ammo. Shit costs like three dollars a shot, mm -hmm. and just unloaded on it, and it was it was devastating. Mm. It was it was very. <laughs> that was yesterday. <laughs> Did you incorporate <laughs> the telephone poles into the video? All right, so, so I, I, from a technical standpoint, I decided that I could not pull the telephone thing, uh, telephone pole thing off. Standing them up and getting a, a, a top on them both without killing anyone and without using a crane, which would be very expensive, right. uh, it was just not going to happen. The poles were going to cost 500 and then I got to get a crane and a bucket truck and like <laughs> all this hardware. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm looking at thousands of dollars to have this thing. Let's slow down and, and figure something else out. I so saw poles in my area cheap. They were like forty bucks a pop, but I didn't figure out long? delivery. Yeah, they 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 look like full size telephone poles in the picture. Fifty feet long. Uh -huh. Like 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 some telephone poles are like this. Like like the one in your yard is probably like this. These telephone poles were like so big I couldn't hug them at the base. They're fifty feet long. And what did you like, need these for? I was gonna stand them both up. Um, you know, put them in the bore holes, concrete them in the ground, and have them about fifteen or twenty feet apart, and then put like a, a big beam across the tops of them and then put a winch in the middle of that or like a pulley so that I could hoist things really high up in the air and then I could like shoot a cable and a piano would fall 30 feet out of the air and crash onto a dummy or a car or I could hoist a car up there. Like these these things are huge. Kyle, uh, you're but... right. They were, they were 20 feet long. So. What a yeah. life you lead. Just <laughs> doing these things all the fucking time. That I have a good time. question. So... Um, Brendan Schraub, if you don't know, he's a UFC fighter. He's a, he's a very good heavyweight, but not quite in that like top one to three category. But he's a UFC quality MMA fighter at heavyweight. And um, 
he did this thing recently, I've talked about it before, where Joe Rogan and he and another guy, Brian Caleb or something, um, Joe Rogan was basically trying to convince him to retire. He was saying, dude, you're good. You've had a nice run, but there's a big gap between you and the very elite guys. You can make money elsewhere. You've got a, the number one sports podcast. You've, you, know, you, you have an opportunity to like, get on Fox or ESPN or something like that. You're funny, you're sharp, and that will all go away because there's no such thing as a funny, sharp, 50-year-old fighter. You know, If you stay at this, you keep getting knocked out, it's going to have a serious impact. Oh, come on. on. What about all of those beautiful speeches Muhammad Ali's been giving lately? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And they mentioned what another are... guy, I guess Terry Norris or something. And, and But even then, they, they, there's some MMA guys. Chuck Liddell, he slurs his speech now. He doesn't sound like he used to. Mm -hmm. Dude, um, George Foreman is slinging those grills, and he's pretty, uh, he's pretty slick. That's actually a good one. George yeah. Foreman, I think, maybe yeah. breaks the trend. He um, makes so much fucking money off those grills. <laughs> there's another guy. Uh, <laughs> Those grills suck, if we're being honest. Cooks oh. all the flavor out. Fuck it. <laughs> I like those grills. So let me go awful. back to this thing. Okay. So um, so anyway, he was saying, you don't want to be one of those old, broken down, mentally fighters. You should stop now. And uh, it translated into his head as, you don't have it. You never will. You should retire and find a new job. But he, of course, is a pro athlete who, you know, his... Not only is half his income coming from this, because he makes as much on his podcast as he does from fighting, not only is it half his income, but it's his sense of identity and self-worth. So I watched the follow-up podcast, the one that they made immediately following the one that got all that attention. And uh, in it, he said, he's like, you know, you can live to 100 years if you want to as a regular person. I'd rather take 50 that are amazing. And... Mm. Um, it burned in my head. I was like, because my instant reaction was, yeah, for sure. Way better being like 50 of awesome years than 100 regular old years. But then I realized I'm 41. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it just seems really close. You know, like if, if, if you're listening to this and you're 17, you might be like, oh, yeah. 50 years is Bon Jovi. Well, you're, you're probably not saying that if you're 17. <laughs> you're, you're, well, the 41-year-old guy is saying that. Yeah, right, right. You're, you're, you're probably saying I want to be six seconds of summer or whatever, the five seconds. I'm not sure how long they are. And, I still uh, know. <laughs> and, uh, and, and anyway, you're probably like, yeah, you know, I, I want to be that till 50, way better than 100 normal life years. And um, while my last couple of years, I've been, I, I think, you know, a little outside the norm. For the most part, I feel like I've lived just normal years, like regular people life. And I definitely don't want to stop it that soon. You know, like, like the idea of being dead at 50. But he's choosing that. He's like, I'd much rather be an MMA star. I'd much rather be this pro athlete, this, this you know, guy who is adored by fans. And it... it I don't know. I don't even know what I'd pick. Like, what, what do you want? Uh, you can do better than that. Like, like okay. I guess it's a wonderful thing, like going out there and having everyone cheer for you and having the fans and, mm -hmm. and yes, the, the, the very specific nature of what he does where he's going out there and beating someone up. The and highs don't get higher. I'm the champion. I just fucked him up. Like, that's when kind of hard to, to replicate. Like the victory, right? When he's, when he wins and then sh most of the fighters, they do this thing. They sort of straddle the top of the fence. They look at the crowd and, the, and they just adore them and, and it's this celebration. I... That is the highest of highs. It is just like a rock star at Madison Square Garden having all those people cheer for them. It is, it's a higher high than I've ever had. And he's like, I'll take half a life if I get to have some of those. 
But that's such an like all that. or nothing way to do it. I think you can like, have. Like, he has to live and be a boring shill of his former self if he makes it to a hundred. Can't he just remember the glory days when he was good and move on and kind of just be the sportscaster guy and live to you know see his grandkids instead of just being like I'm gonna go all out and get my fucking ass handed to me till I'm 48 and then die while I'm seizing because my brain's ruined, like just ridiculous. I, I just don't think you have to get your head bashed in to enjoy life. Like, like I, I, re I really enjoy myself most of the time, and, and no one hits me in the head like almost ever. Um, it's pretty rare. Yeah, I think I, I there are. I think there are a few uh, careers like boxing or or MMA where uh, you have to make that choice uh, whether you're gonna you know go into it maybe in advanced years or stop doing it miss all the glory, but you're going to have a few more years left. I think that's really a very small portion of people that are, are doing things. I think you could be pretty active and, and relatively speaking, kind of crazy uh, and, and still kind of, you know, chug along without having to get your head beaten in. But, like, there's kind of yeah. crazy and then there's, like, a legit star, right? Like, I'm kind of crazy. Dude, you wouldn't believe it, but I just drove my golf cart over a bump today and everyone <laughs> bounced in the air. <laughs> Settle down. We're okay. Such a crazy dad you are. So much, right? so much good, hearty, fun, good nature. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was insane. It, 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 everyone got air. And, and then there's, like, real crazy. There's, there's straddling the octagon to crowds that are just screaming their heads out at, at what you did. There's... there's you know, the glory, like this guy beat Krokop. If you don't know anything about MMA, Krokop was a legend, like greatest of the great, a K1 champion, MMA, you know, star. And uh, he beat him kind of in his, it wasn't his peak, but he, you know, he, he beat him. And uh, it, I don't know, like, I feel like we're describing kind of pedestrian lives. Like, you, you can still have a good time, you know? <laughs> I like having a Chardonnay every so often. Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, like he's got, he, he could go on and be that, that Fox uh, sportscaster, and, and it could be cocaine and hookers and fucking blowing shit up and machine guns. That could be his life if he wanted to be. Like, he could do anything he wants. Like, he could jump out of airplanes. He could... He could go to the Bahamas and be a surf instructor the rest of his life. He's got enough money and enough talent, enough know-how that he can do anything he fucking wants. It doesn't. But have what to if be. you just like beating the shit out of people? <laughs> well, maybe, like, that's well, he, all that you get pleasure from. That's then, all he's then, getting out of it. Then, then he needs to open his own bar ass. and bounce. He needs to be a <laughs> bouncer bounce right. every night. He just whip everybody's ass. He beats up five, six guys a night. Like, <laughs> that's a hell of a bar. Can, we're the and the whole the crowd, the whole crowd cheers. Maybe, maybe he's yeah. got an octagon in the bar. He just beats up some random guys every night. He, he, he doesn't want what he doesn't want to do is be going in there against professional athletes because they're going to make him retarded. Right. He needs to go in there against drunks. Yeah. 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 yeah but it, but so does. the question it'll be I was like those restaurants say, where people are mean to you. Not so much. Except what should, in this one, the bouncer just tries to start shit. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> so it's not about what Brendan Schraub should do. It's which life would you pick, right? You know, like if I'm proposing to you, Taylor, you know, do you want to be, <laughs> you know, a regular guy? I know you, right? Would, would you like to, I don't know, maybe own a Wendy's, make a good living, have some kids and live to 100? Or would you pick being like an NFL athlete who has serious glory, who has stadiums cheering his name and buying his jersey? Will you live in serious wealth and, and have a, you know, mansion and six cars, but you die at 50? Pick it. Spaniard, uh, Spaniard, Spaniard. 
<laughs> can I can I expand my Wendy's franchise to multiple <laughs> ones? <laughs> In my head, I wanted to make it Pizza Hut and then expand. Yeah, I'm, I'm right with you. I was like, I'd do that. Yeah, that's what I would want to do. See, because I think that you're underrating the extra 50 years of life that you get. 50 years that that person didn't get to see because they were like had jersey sales. Like by the time I'm dying in my 100-year-old life, people forgot about that guy who died at 50 48 years ago. People forgot about him almost 50 years ago. And I still got to live my life and have my fucking Wendy's. Like mm -hmm. it sounds okay. I like Wendy's. How much do people make when they own a Wendy's? Actually, I make would... a McDonald's. They probably make more. McDonald's is losing America. Just calling it out there. I think once you uh, get the franchise paid off and you know you're debt free, like that, but that thing's a real money maker. I bet, I bet Taco money. Bell makes a fuck ton of money now with all those Dorito nonsense tacos. This thing's I so bet good. They are raking it in. I feel so like many fast foods place have become almost fads, whereas it didn't used to be. Like my entire life, McDonald's was the fast food king, and everything else was just nipping at its heels. Now it's like Taco Bell becomes a superstar, and then Wendy's becomes a superstar, and In and Out, and then something else I forget. But it, it's almost like there's this like fast food chain of the year, and then it there's flips no on. loyalty to shitty food anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just changed the game a little bit. I uh, I will not. That second 50 years is n no – you can't compare it with that first 50. Jesus. You got to – you know, it's like I get to live 100 years. You know, the, the guy that lived 50, you know, I get the extra – you got to take off quite a few at the tail end of that last 50. <laughs> you could be shitting it's yourself. On yes. Yeah, you on the other hand, if you live – uh, yeah, yeah. but on the other hand, if you live to be that old, you start to get interviewed and fame just for being that fucking old. When you <laughs> they're gonna be they like, do. "This is Woody's gamer tag." Oh, watch him try to speak and like just <laughs> interviewed sit there and with fame you. means nothing if you can't turn it into pussy. <laughs> <laughs> There's no point. <laughs> uh, so everyone, what are we? Are we taking the fifty or the hundred here? Yeah, I'll take the, I'll take the fifty. I'll take the fifty. Well, I'm obviously I'm obviously going to take the hundred. I'm, I'm taking the hundred because Anthony's over fifty. I'd have right? to check out right now, and I'd owe <laughs> something for like a couple of years. I will uh, I will take that fifty. That sounds like a real fun uh, fifty years. I'm imagining a scenario where like I'm like pro like a professional pitcher like for mm -hmm. like five years. The last year of my contract, I made like thirty million dollars. Got you know the you know couple of houses. Uh, I retire in the city I started in. Very happy. Maybe maybe like maybe open like a chain of car dealerships or like restaurants or something. It's like supplemental income and just chill. maybe a Wendy's comes full circle. Yeah, maybe a Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. When you know, kid turns no, like Kyle, 19 you're or 20, thinking, you die. What you're not kids? thinking about kids. is like I, I'm kids. I'm thinking about this as far as the rules of like we had to deal with the devil when we were no. born. So you when know I... you're gonna die at 50. So like 40s, it's just gonna be a shit show. You're gonna be constantly stressed out, knowing that the end is coming. By the and time you... you hit 85, actually wishing, wishing for that hundredth day to like year to come, so you can have you seen you know, Wolf of Wall Shitty body. Yes. Here's the thing about I knowing have. you're gonna die at 50 and being a millionaire, you get to have a lot of fun at the end. It doesn't matter. You just go into debt. You just go into debt. You just keep borrowing money. Like, it would be. It would have such an incredible time. That's too. And you could just be a total drug booze hound. I hope this smoke and doesn't get to me. <laughs> just like whatever. You're gonna die. Yeah, it, it wouldn't matter. Whatever you do you anything want. you want. You you could live totally like the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> just 
just fucking fucking and and drugs and craziness and like yeah, who, who gives a shit? Like you're gonna die in like six months. Let's live We're it describing up. Describing like, Merka Durkis 2013. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys pretty much? Have, have you guys seen Wolf of uh, Wolf of Wall Street? I know it's on Netflix now. I, oh yeah. I just recently caught it. I, I I put it off for a long time. I really liked it. I, I guess everybody does. It's a really good movie. That movie had an unusually high amount of special effects, more than you might guess. Like mm. so many of those scenes were like green screened, and and like I saw the before and after, and it was like picture like a a, a boat, right? Like on a dock with all these things behind it. Then they replace everything behind it with something kind of equivalent. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> like, so much I saw the same thing you're talking about. There are a lot of these digital shots, and it's like, oh, here's the house on the hill, and here's what it looked like after they added the digital thing. It's like, I would, dude, the house was fine. <laughs> They're like, here's a, an aerial view of a prison, uh, not a prison, a tennis court in a prison. And then they like wipe it all away, and it's a different tennis court in a prison. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? Like, why well, I knew the you... goldfish was. I knew the goldfish was. I thought Jonah Hill was incredible. He was really good. He was uh, funny. It, the whole thing was funny. Like, it was. It was. It was almost a comedy, but it was so insane, and I, it's a lot of it's true. Yeah. It, it was outrageous. But you know what? I I just can't like him knowing he is such a homophobe after those comments that he said. Just oh god. Beyond beyond the oh. pale. <laughs> what did he do? Did he did he use the word fag? He didn't do anything. He yelled at a paparazzi for harassing him, and, and he, he's yeah. a bad guy. He called the paparazzi yeah. a fag or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh, the audacity. He, he was right in the middle of promoting a movie. That's why he was so quick to apologize. He had to. He, you know, he's got mm -hmm. people down. He's got publicity. Uh, he's, he's doing publicity actively for his movie that's coming out. Meanwhile, he just calls this guy a fag. It looked bad, so he had to run like, around and cover his ass. He apologized. He apologized on the Tonight Show, like just a groveling, oh. disgusting display on, sure. yeah. on the, yeah, the most watched late night show just in front of everybody. That's where we are now. That's where we are. You have to get in All front pissy of died. everyone. And yeah, just, he did it on every every outlet. Like like he was doing publicity right then for uh, for the Wolf of Wall Street and maybe 21 Jump Street. Uh, yeah. Or maybe 22 Jump Street. 22, like there, yeah. he had... He had like two things going on at the time. Yeah, it was 22 and Wolf of Wall Street were both like uh, about to come out or had come out. So he was doing all this publicity for both films, and so like he ha he was apologizing everywhere, everywhere. I'm, he meeting, I'm meeting with the G L A D T R F E. Uh, what's cocksucker? C S. <laughs> I, I hate it when the victims get the upper hand like that. It happens in politics yeah. sometimes. I remember it happened to Hillary Clinton. I forget who said what, but somehow, like, they were able to imply that she wasn't a real warrior because she was a woman. And all of a sudden, it's, you know, woe is me, woe is me, you know, you hurt my feelings so badly. And now the other, the other guy's on the defense. Maybe it was Obama. You know, he's like, oh, I didn't mean to you know, denigrate women. I didn't mean to say a negative thing about half the population. You took it the wrong way. I'm sure they're great, etc. I just you know, felt. And it's like, God damn it. You know, it, there are some people who are never happier than when they have been recently offended. And Oh, there's a huge group and they're growing. Yeah, really rapidly, I think. We're, let's work to shrink them. We'll team up with 4chan. They're not too PC. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, it's just arrogance. Arrogance yeah. thinking that you can tell people what they should and shouldn't listen to or watch or how you shouldn't talk to certain people certain ways. And <laughs> I, I can understand that like, you don't want to be a douche for no reason, but this PC nonsense we're living in now where, you know, even North Korea can make a silly little threat at Sony and we can't watch our fucking movie that we want to. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just nonsense. And it's going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. Yes. It will. Well, we're going to make it better. We're going to make it better. We're, we're going to lead the charge. It's going to rebound. We're going to forge ahead. It's going to rebound until everyone PKA speaks like they type the on show. 4chan in lead real life. Lead the charge. There you lead go. the charge. Exactly. Yeah. And then <laughs> soon everyone will call oh, each Woody, other. Oh, Woody, didn't you have, uh, have a list of, of fat occupations, fat people? Oh, I fattest. did. Yeah, we were going <laughs> over topics. So... <laughs> I, throughout the week when I find stuff, I just bookmark it and have things to talk about. And um, it turns out that if you do obesity by occupation, the highest obesity rate, 40.7, is police officers, firefighters, and security guards. Cops, firefighters, and security guards are the fattest job. Um, wow. Yeah. And, and Taylor, I can see security guards, but not, not firefighters. I would not have picked that. Oh God, I'm so sick of the sick of the firefighter hero worship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with Man, it. You're, Woody, pick your battles, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I... Fucking firefighters saving, rescuing. They're also trained paramedics, but they're just whiners about it, eating too much, <laughs> like just <laughs> eating it. their sorrows away. Dude, <laughs> is that stat just people's weight over average weight? Because firefighters are usually big guys, not necessarily fat. So is this like body fat or is it weight on average weight or um, how they figure that out? Well, they, they described it as obesity. I'm, uh, oh, I'm going okay. to go. No, no really, <laughs> can't really argue obesity. Well, is it? Is it big guy obesity? <laughs> no, it, it, you never see that guy are... walking around the gym. Man, someday if I keep working, I'll be just as obese as that guy. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never. Yeah, they, they they use biometric screenings. I think they've got you covered. It, they're fat. Seems like with obesity, you could just use your eyes. Like, yeah, that's one. Yeah, uh, yeah there's another one. There's a three out of five over there. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, what I... are some other ones on the list. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, the second fattest, social workers, clergy, and counselors. The third fattest, home health aides and massage therapists, which is interesting because I've never seen a fat massage therapist. They need to have soft, pliable hands. I, to no, they've got strong hands that fuck you up. Like, massage is not always a pleasurable experience, dude. They hurt. They get you sore. And then, like, I remember <laughs> I got a massage, right? This is the first massage I ever had. I was, like, 22 or something. Jackie and I both went. And, uh, you know, we talked about it. She's like, would you be more comfortable if a guy or a girl massage you? And I was like, I would like a girl to massage me and a girl to massage you. <laughs> <laughs> that somehow seemed fair to me. So, uh, <laughs> and she agreed. That was, that was good. She still agrees. She's like, yeah, it's just, you know, it, it, it's right. So, anyway, um... And she came and she massaged me so much, I was sore. So sore. Like, even the next day, I'm like, God, like, I think I'd feel better if I didn't have a massage. And I called them, and they said that they got all the toxins out. And I was like, <laughs> Thank God. The toxins weren't causing any problems <laughs> until you got them out. Is there some way that we can put them in, or how long until my toxins are recaptured? I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> massage therapist is terrible. Um, architects and engineers are the fourth baddest. And uh, the fifth fattest is bus drivers, truckers, crane operators, and garbage collectors. Does it keep going from there or just a list of Mexicans. five? Then it Mexicans. switches to lowest. 
The, um, here I'll go, the very, very lowest. Economists, scientists, and psychologists are the skinniest. Next comes artists, actors, athletes, and reporters. Then the third skinniest, physicians, dentists, EMTs, and nurses. Fourth is cooks, bartenders, and food servers, which, interestingly, I don't see a lot of fat cooks, bartenders, or foods, food servers. Like, you'd think they'd be around food all the time. And then fifth, janitors, maids, and landscapers. But yeah, uh, you don't see very fat. many fat servers. I guess you're right. I never thought about it. I guess because like restaurants want you to eat a lot when you're there, and if some big fat frumpy fuck is gallivanting towards you with a big tray with all these jiggling about, you're gonna be like, you know what? I don't want those mozzarella sticks because I'm gonna end up like Junior over here, waddling <laughs> yeah. around with other people's shit. Yeah, <laughs> I find it odd that uh, nurses were in the skinnier category, and then home healthcare workers are in the fat category. It's like once you leave. Leave the hospital. You're like, wait, you're stopping oh, at every fast food place on the way to the house. That the <laughs> you got to take care of, apparently. Just recently, seems- I had a fireman problem. So, so I, I I was at a I was at John Deere picking up like lawnmower parts, and um, uh, there was a group of like farmers and such at a counter, and there's maybe like five or six of them, and they all looked over forty. And in my head, I'm like, this is a wealth of knowledge. And, and somehow it seemed appropriate to ask them how to remove a tree stump. And uh, I was like, you know, I was thinking about like just drilling holes in it and filling it with like gas or diesel. Like, which one do you pick? You know, because diesel, if you don't know, it doesn't light very well. Like if I had a, a teacup of diesel and dropped a match in it, it'd probably extinguish like like, it, like you did in water. Like, you know, you have to light it special or something. So uh, anyway, it turns out the guy behind the counter is a volunteer fireman. And he's like, don't use gas. You'll and I'm like, all right, like, what happens? He's like, you know, if you use gas, everything's going to go bad. And I'm like, all right, well, now you've got me curious. Can you explain what happens? Oh, yeah, these guys will tell you, don't use gas. And at this point, <laughs> I'm just like, in my head, motherfucker, you know, would you stop pulling this, like, I'm a fireman, I know secret saw shit that I won't even tell you card? And you're like, what the fuck <laughs> happens if you put gas on a tree stump? Like, I'm lighting fires with gas every goddamn weekend at this Look, point. Look, Smokey, I promise you, we've got a similar grasp on physics and reality, <laughs> so maybe if you just broke it down for me like a human being, yeah, what'll happen? Exactly, and then he's like, you know, well, it'll go back to the can. And I'm like, wait, what? And he's like, yes, you know, what, the, what will happen, like, if you pour gas on a tree stump and then put the can, like, 15 feet away, it will, like, magically, like, through the vapors, head back to the can and whatever. Does he think you're going to have, like, a lit match halfway through the stream as you're pouring it down, like, got to get this to go and not even on the stump yet? I don't. There are very few people who have as much experience with fire and especially gasoline fires as I do. And that is absolute horseshit. That is ridiculous. Someone watching this right now, who with less experience than you, is going to tell you you're wrong. I'm certain of it. Suck a dick, because I've started more (laughs) fires than you can imagine. Someone, someone, I want a viewer to start a gasoline fire. Post it as a video response. I want to see how you do. (laughs) The reason that gasoline isn't isn't great to use is because when you light it, sometimes the vapors can explode in trash piles, and that's not good. You end up on fire sometimes. He said something like that, but this is a, a tree stump in a pasture, right? Like, yeah, so not a it, problem. It, Use, diesel's the way to go because it would burn slower and longer. And hotter, uh, I'm told. I, I don't know. I, I yeah. didn't know that, to be honest. Yeah. But it's just 
for that kind of burn, diesel's the way to go. But for trash, gasoline's fine. But the like trouble... Trash you what? burn your trash with gasoline? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let me explain. Uh, if, if you'd like, I will explain. Please. No, I do not burn my trash with gasoline. However, lots of people, when they have a lot of property... When I say trash is... is, is I don't mean garbage from your home. I mean like a trash pile where like old fence posts and barrels and like, you know, cons an, an old building that got pushed down. Stuff like that has been pushed up, like refuse that's going to be burned. It's not exactly, it's not like yesterday's dinner and some, <laughs> some, old, some old boxes or anything. It's, it's wood and trash and vegetation and old trees. And we used to fill it and lots of trash too because we, you know, We'd put our trash in there sometimes, too, I guess, to be honest. But anyway, <laughs> you'd soak all that shit in gasoline, and on a hot summer's day, you'd build this big haze. Like, you could see the gasoline vapors, and, mm -hmm. you know, you you basically make a grenade at that point. You, you get a rock, you tie a, ra a rag to it, you light it on fire, and you throw it. And it explodes. It launches anything light enough, like way up in there. It's really fun. That's a lot of fun to blow stuff up with gasoline. I've been. It's an my anomaly that you have all of your fingers at this point in your life. <laughs> like just an anomaly. <laughs> in my new house, we don't have trash service signed up yet. Like we have power and propane and all those other things. But trash service, like when I went to sign up, they required that the seller like cancel first. So, like, I got sort of stumped there. And then it was like, well, I don't live here. I feel like it's a waste to pay for trash every week when we have, like, what? Like, one box a week. So we just burn it. We burn everything now. Until... Yeah, you guys do not Go green. No, we burn all <laughs> kinds of shit, dude. And it, dude, my first, the first couple weeks, I proved that I can start a fire with a match consistently. But that shit takes a while, you know? <laughs> I've seen you start a fire with a flint and steel. There you go. So, uh, and, and but it takes a while to turn that into like a really big like bonfire with not lots with of coals and embers. Not with gasoline, it doesn't. Now I'm making log cabin <laughs> fires that are like nipple high on a grown man with like kindling over the like pour gas all over that shit. Bam! Six seconds in, we have warmth. We have, as a matter of fact, I recommend you keep away for the first 15 or 20 seconds because you, like, I don't know where it's going. But, uh, but yeah, I'm making bonfires like nobody's business now. And I'm, I'm, this is, this is so fucking embarrassing. Last night I was all proud of the Duraflame log in my fire. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfuckers are blowing shit up. <laughs> Dude, tomorrow night, come on over. We're doing go kart racing and, and bonfires and shit. We're doing up right. Fires, so, go karts, Jesus Christ! <laughs> the kid's eleven. You gotta show them around. So, so, uh, but yeah, it's, I, I, I need to say the same thing. Like with the Duraflame, I've done that before, where I couldn't get a Duraflame started, and it was just so emasculating. Really so is. emasculating. I'm like, God, I'm a bitch. I'm a little bitch. If I My ancestor. You, I because you know, your ancestor, your great great grandfather, and just add a few greats. He could break out a fucking special rock he carried around in his pocket and make fire, and and like it was no, like like he did it like it was his fucking job because it was. After beating your great grandmother over the head with it and fucking <laughs> the shit out of her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's that rapist gene that made your people strong, Merka. <laughs> I can, I can still see it in your eye. There's a little rapist twinkle right there. No, it's in you know I'm talking about. It's in your eyebrow. Yeah, I'll fuck all crazy here. <laughs> Marco, what are you? Are you Italian? Yeah. All right. I was about to say your last name. For all I know, that's private. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, oh, what was I going to say? I've lost. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So uh, the fireman at the John Deere counter just seemed to stick to this like mystical knowledge. He wouldn't explain what was bad or why it was bad. And, and... Gun guys can be like that too. I don't like that. Like, like I'll always offer <clears throat> two explanations to a gun style question. There's the easy. There's there's A and there's B. First, I'll say, well, actually, that's probably not the best way to do it. What you really want to do is get this. Let me tell you why. And then I'll give them the complicated version. So you can go with, you can listen to me and just trust me and go with, go with the first part. But if you want, I'll expound upon this whole thing, explain exactly why. Because I don't want to be like some, you come yeah. off like an asshole if you're like, trust me, trust me. Been there, done that, bro. Been there, done that. <laughs> And sometimes it's about trust. Like with this guy behind the counter, I kind of just didn't trust that it was so evil because I had a fucking lifetime of personal experience with gas and fires and stuff. And, uh, but the other part of it was like, like I, I, he said he was a fireman. So I kind of like did trust him. I just wanted an explanation. I wanted you to teach me the thing that I don't know. The thing that I haven't picked up in all these years. And, uh, no, they never want to do that. I, I, I recall, being horrified every time I walked into an auto parts store because those motherfuckers just I, – I'd go in there and be like, yeah, I need an alternator for a 69 Nova. And it'd be like, the AL2C or D? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. And they look at you like, how do you not know this? Why are you even working on your car? Like, <laughs> they demean you sitting there behind the counter like you're an asshole. It was horrifying going into an auto parts store when I was uh, growing up. Oh. Yeah. I hate it. There are just certain businesses like that that when you go in, you can expect to get condescended to. Yes. Like an Apple store. God yeah. forbid you go into a fucking Apple store with an honest question. <laughs> they treat you like you're a goddamn retarded. Yeah, you, just, you, don't, <laughs> or you can't you don't get the charger anything. to work. Let's let's grab a genius. See if we can't hash this out. Like, no, go fuck yourself. <laughs> they call themselves geniuses. I know. What a bunch of pretentious shitheads. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm your Mac genius. I'll be helping you today. All right, Todd. Yeah. Well, my fucking charger doesn't work. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I've had that. And they're like, let me grab this cable that I know is KG. And I'm like, KG? Known good. Fuck. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Known good. <laughs> what an uh, ass. But, uh, I, uh, I have what other luck. businesses do you hate? Other than the Apple Store, I want to see Dick Sporting Goods. They're on the That's Apple good me. I went in there one time, ready to drop like eight grand on equipment, and nobody would fucking talk to me. And went home. <laughs> and I'm just like, "Hello, could someone help me? Because I want to buy this and this and this. Like, I, I need all of this shit here. Like, I'm literally here to buy so much stuff, but I can't carry it away. I'll need delivery, and I'm willing to pay for that too. But no one would talk to me. And when I finally did get somebody, I was like. Hey, I'd like to buy this thing, and she's like, "All right, let me go in the back and see what we got." I'm like, "Wait, wait, wait! I, I want to get that, and I'm also gonna want that ping pong table, and I'm gonna get this air hockey table, and I want this weight bench over here. All of these weights, I want that. You know that I, I'm like, shouldn't you be writing this down? I want oh, that. God. I want that chin up rack. I want, and I really did. I was buying all this shit, and she was just like, "I, I, I don't know. Let me see if I can get you somebody else." And I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> and she just didn't write you anything down. That's, that's like, like those waiters, I'm like those waiters tweeting. that don't write I'm, anything down, trying I'm to impress you. I'm uh, angrily tweeting up. at Dick Sporting Goods, driving down the road on my way to another fucking store. I'm like, fuck <laughs> you. I'm going somewhere else. I'm buying more shit from your competitor. I'll never buy from you again. Like, just angrily tweeting as I drive down the road, just red-faced and... 
it pissed me off so much because I was like, "Come on, let's let's get together here. I want to I want to buy all of this." And I had bought, I had I had been there like a week before, and I had bought like a fucking three thousand dollar exercise machine. So like they should have already recognized me. If you're if you're running a business well, they should have known me. You should be a local celebrity at that point in that store. <laughs> you should. No, right. but. That's that's not ex at all what I'm saying. No, I, I, I'm serious though. Like yeah, they should be like, this is the guy that just people. dropped three grand. We treat him nicely. I just had spent an hour with those people discussing these these stupid fucking machines and going through the whole thing. They should they remember me. I saw the cashier from the last time. I talked to her. I told her I needed help. The person <laughs> who walked away from me was sent by the cashier who knew me. <laughs> so fuck Dick Sporting Goods forever. Fuck them to a thousand burning midget fisting hells. Never again. Fuck the exporting goods. Speaking when you of said that, that she wasn't writing stuff down, that made me think of another thing that I think everybody hates. When your fucking waitress or waiter comes up to a table of five and they start standing there with their hands behind their back, like, are you ready to be impressed? Are you ready to be <laughs> yes. able to, to impressed? It's like, no, fucking Rain Man. I want you to pull that pad out. And I want you to fucking write no mayonnaise on my goddamn burger. Otherwise, you're going to fuck it up. Excuse me, Nadine, but yeah. if you really had like some Rain Man skills, I promise you, you would be asking what kind of eggs I wanted for at dinner. <laughs> yeah, you're not solving calculus problems on the special day board every morning. No, <laughs> no, like like maybe you are good at sudo Sudoku over there, like in your break, but like you're still getting my eggs. So like, just write it down. I hate that too. I don't mind uh, if they get it right, but when they fuck it up, it it, it drives me crazy. I'm a little lighter. When they get it right, I'm genuinely impressed. I I went to a restaurant. It was at my buddy's graduation party from college there were maybe 22 people at this table and this one person memorized all of it and i'm like I, I asked her i was like how do you remember all this do you make mistakes and she's like i hardly ever make mistakes please stop talking to me i'm trying to remember it. <laughs> 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 as she's walking away you should have been like you should have been like chicken caesar salad bacon cheeseburger fried eggs, fried uh, eggs. Double, fries, double fries eight medium cokes three <laughs> she's just like... but but she got it all right and it was hugely impressive and they even put all the plates in front of the right people you know what she was doing no she had a tape recorder in her pocket. I bet she got a big tip. Oh, man. That's brilliant. That's sneaky. It yeah, it could be. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But, that's what uh, I'd do. If, if, if I ever had to be a waiter, uh, I would totally pull that number. Uh, I, would, I would do that. I, I, you could even make a bet with them. You could like have the tape recorder in your pocket. I'd be like, all right, I bet I get everybody. I'll, I'll make a bet with you guys. You know, Either 30% tip or the meal's free if I get anything wrong. Well, that'd be great. You know, it would be more annoying than someone not writing my order down, trying to wager a bet while I'm ordering. <laughs> no, I like that. I like I, I like a waiter who can who can bring a little entertainment to the mix. I don't like it because it's just it gets me. I want to have a good night out, and it gets me like nerve wracked. I just sit there the whole time now thinking something's gonna be fucked up. She's gonna fuck something <laughs> up. Just write write the shit down. I don't find it impressive, and then I really don't like it when. They leave, come back, and go and go. You were the steak, right? Okay, I'm just. And then they walk away. It's like if you wrote it down, you wouldn't have to ask me again. I've seen them try to pull that fucking Jedi shit, walk away, yeah. and then come back. So it's, you it's, had the steak, and uh, and you had the linguine, and then they try and you know, you should, you should act like, like they're just refreshing their brain. I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. <laughs> you tell me. Also, tell Good me what side I ordered. Cause I forgot. Like, <laughs> uh, I. I got uh, see okay 
I sometimes evaluate people by how nice they are to people who are quote unquote, like below them, right? Like, you know, if you walk into an office building interviewing for a managerial job and you're not cool to the receptionist, then you're probably not cool, right? You know, if you're, if you're doing well and you're not cool to the waiter, then, then, you know, you should be, but, but I wasn't, it, it was like a couple months ago and, and Jackie and I were arguing. We don't argue a ton. We, I, I really like Jackie. It's my wife. And, uh, um, <laughs> but, um, we, I think we were buying a house and it was kind of stressful and we were working it all out and this lady kept checking on us fucking constantly like like I, I don't to me fucking combine your trips all right combine them don't come back and like all right you fill my iced tea and then like 15 seconds later are you doing okay and then fill Jackie's drink and then and and like it was clear that we were trying to work something out over lunch and uh, at one point, I didn't even, I didn't finish serious, but I gave her this look that could fucking kill and was like, are you serious? You know, and, and, and she left and stopped waiting on us for this. She got like her boss to get us the check. And, and, it, and it really, it wasn't anything I said. It was just like, are you serious? But it, the fact is like, at least to look at me, I had flipped my lid. That, that That's she- not nearly as bad as what I did to that, that, that girl at uh, uh, Outback though. What was that again? All right. So, was your was your story already? I feel like I interrupted. It's about it. wrapped up. Other than like Jackie doesn't <laughs> want to eat there anymore. She's embarrassed okay. that that I was so evil. So we go to Outback Steakhouse, and I happen to be really hungry. I don't think I'd eaten that day. So like I I was hungry. I wanted the food. I want the bread. I want that brown bread. I'm just anything. I want some food. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they seat us pretty quickly, but there aren't many tables left, so they seat us near the bar. So I can see the bartender, I can see the bar, I can see the people at the bar, at my table. 17 minutes went by, and no one came and talked to me. <laughs> 15 minutes in, like she went and asked the, the hostess for menus so that we would have a menu. So about 18 and a half minutes <laughs> after I had been sitting there, Stop I saw this blonde... I see this blonde waitress walk by, and she makes eye contact, and then quickly like breaks it. I could tell she she knew that she that, that there was something going on here, and I was like, "Hey, you, come here! I got you!" And I'm like, "I got one!" I'm like, "I got one!" So I get over there, and I'm like, "She's like, oh, I'm sorry. Haven't you been? Is no one no one waiting on you guys?" And I'm like, "You know, no one's been waiting on us. I've been seeing you guys over there in the corner." I was like. She's like, no, no, no. I'm like, no, you're all just lazy. You're lazy. You're a lazy waitress and you didn't want to take my table. She's like, no, no, no. I was like, I want to talk to your manager. I want to talk to your manager. And like she she started to cry a little and she ran away and the manager came out. And then this like super waitress who was like 40 years old like swooped in and took her table. And I gave her like a $20 tip. But she was, they were literally refusing to wait on us. And I felt like... I was like, I felt like I was being discriminated against. It was so ridiculous. Like I felt, like I was like, this must be like how African Americans used to feel sometimes when they'd walk in somewhere and they just wouldn't fucking wait on them. They literally aren't giving me service. <laughs> and like I'm just, I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm like, did I shit my pants? Like, like did I literally, <laughs> did I sit and shit at some point? Is that why? It's like, just like the civil rights movement. Kyle. I'm like, I'm I like, bet a lot of black <laughs> patrons had to say, had to say, hey. You're gonna serve me. Actually, I want to talk to your manager. Your no, manager will care what I have to say. Obviously, <laughs> I had a I had a next step that that those that those individuals wouldn't have had. But in that moment, I feel like I felt the same rage and helplessness, perhaps, that they felt. Mostly just the rage because I was so goddamn hungry. 
So like I made I, I I made her cry a little. I didn't mean to make her cry. She really should toughen up. She's gonna be in the service industry with that kind of attitude anyway. If I'm being honest, but it, it turned out to be a nice night because we got the other waitress and she was cool. But that pissed me off to no end. And that's happened to me multiple times where I'll go in somewhere and they just won't fucking wait on me, and it really pisses me off. And I make scenes every time because <laughs> I because the nature of that kind of thing is that I'm sitting there. And I'm like, well, if they just come in a minute, then it'll be cool. I bet they'll apologize. Yeah, they'll apologize. Somebody will come and say they're sorry. They'll give you something free, probably. They'll give you some free drinks. It'll be cool. But no, they just, and the anger builds, and it builds, and it builds until I fucking yell at somebody to fucking TGIF Fridays and look like an asshole to everybody. <laughs> hey, Anthony, I really appreciate you coming on the show. We uh, we definitely enjoy it. you got to duck out, right? I love having Yeah, i got to take off. Uh, where are so we how going? do people find your show? Tell me about it. Yes. Uh, AnthonyCumia.com. Um, it's subscriber-based, but it's uh, very reasonable. It's very reasonable. It's uh, $7 a month and then discounts for six-month and uh, one-year subs. And uh, it's every day, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, Monday through Thursday. And um, it's complete uncensored. It's HD video, uh, completely uncensored, open forum for anyone to say whatever the fuck they'd like. Uh, I take calls, uh, Skype. Um, and we just, you know, hash out the day's news, funny, serious, whatever it is. Uh, we, you know, I like yeah, the way I, you. I've been a subscriber since your inception of it. High quality, definitely recommend it. A lot of awesome. fun. Hey, thanks so much for having me on, guys. You guys are a blast. Yeah, yeah we have a good time. Apparently, <laughs> funny <laughs> <we're> <laughs> <up> constantly. <laughs> hey, wanna, if, if you ever do want to do something with some machine guns or blow oh, some stuff boy. up, just, just get in touch with me. I can, I I can make that sort of thing happen. Believe me, I will because uh, I really, really like that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. If, if Thanks you want, a lot, I can guys. do this. Thanks again. Anytime. Later. Cool, See you later. All right, so I've got some AMA questions here. I think those would be fun. Let's do this. I was thinking the same thing. All right, so. What do we got? So, and let me just say, I don't like doing every one of them. I, I saw somebody was fussing because we didn't pick theirs. Your, your question was shitty, and it says in the description that we can pick the ones that we want, I think. Like, that was that was a caveat that I had about this thing from the beginning. I was like, this isn't, like, I'm not being questioned here. You're, uh, you know, you're suggesting questions, and we pick and choose the ones that are entertaining. I, you know, I, I try to pick, like you said, the ones that are, it's like... Being a Patreon subscriber, we love you guys. We appreciate you. It makes your penis longer, so you should try it if you're not a Patreon subscriber True. now. True. But like, we don't want questions that ruin the show. you know. And, and some of them are that bad, so uh, that's a thing. Yes. Anyway. Some but of there you are some very good ones about here. how bad your questions are. Yes. Proofread it. And some of you should Pick one, Kyle. They just, they just Pick one really that's up. that bad. I'm looking at the fourth one. Let's see. One, two, three, four... Wait, What's your favorite drink? I, I like what is your favorite drink. Do I was going to go to that one. All right, so my favorite drink, um, so let's do alcoholic and non-alcoholic. Uh, if alcoholic and we're not getting like some, I, I would like something fruity and tooty like that you can't even taste the alcohol, but that aside, because I can't name one other than like pina colada, I'll take it back uh, like, a, like a Jose Cuervo margarita, so a Patron margarita, something like that is my favorite alcoholic drink. And uh, as far as like a, a non-alcoholic drink, probably Bark's root beer. Or um, peach knee high. So if, if it's alcoholic high. drink, pina colada, I think is you know, on top of my head, maybe my favorite. And if it's a non-alcoholic drink, it's um, black cherry soda. And there's a particular brand. I'm not sure I know it. but yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Glass bottles? Yeah, glass bottles. 
Is it IBQ or something? I might be missing IBC. IBC. Is it IBC? Very good. They also make really good cream soda and, mm-hmm. and root beer. Yeah, it's good stuff. That's the stuff, yeah. Uh, non-alcoholic. Either just cream soda or Diet Dr. Pepper. Diet Dr. Pepper is some good shit. The only diet soda that still tastes like a normal one, so the ads are not lying directly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, alcoholic. Too many to count, you know? Uh, <laughs> If it's a beer, I, I'm not, like, I try, I try that. when I go out places to, like, if someone orders a beer, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to try the, you know, East fucking Jesus Nowhere Porter, just because I want to feel cultured, but I always just go back to, like, Bud Light, Coors Light, just light, predictable beer is the best. And okay. liquor, probably Sailor Jerry's. All right, so here's a, here's a quick question. I think it's easy. Would you rather get fisted by ten midgets consecutively or uh, by two normal guys consecutively? Oh, two normal guys. Those like just because they're ten midgets, they have those. They got those thick midget fingers. <laughs> not going to be comfortable. No, they're not very I, dexterous, but they make up for it in force. I'm guessing he didn't mean consecutively. Like, do you think that it was ten midgets consecutively or two normal guys concurrently? Uh, do you think he messed up the That's probably what he meant because ten midgets consecutively is clearly worse than two normal guys consecutive. No, I would no, I, I I think it's that way. Would you would you rather ten mid ten ten midgets fist you one after another or two men fist you one after another? Okay. Well I would take the two men because I think that uh really most of the is what do you call midgets is bad. Little people, right? If you look at a little person, I think typically like their hand sizes aren't too far from normal. Their so arms I'm gonna go and wrists are, you know big. Go on. I disagree with both of you. I'm gonna go with the midgets and here's why. I feel like what you're what you're missing out on is it doesn't matter how the the fisting is going to be like an in and out. But what you got to keep in mind, I think, with your butthole is that like once it gets stretched to here, like that's you can't really go back to here ever again. So like, is that true? Would you, I don't know. But would you <laughs> rather go to like here ten times or here fucking twice? Like, dude, I mean, if I make my hand as little as I can make it and like really go in like that and like you're still fucking getting something huge in there like mm-hmm. that's you, you don't want that I don't Well it's think. not going to be comfortable regardless but I want I'm just saying that, that two midgets. objects is preferable to five times that number I'd make all those midgets reach elbow deep in a thing of Crisco and just one after another, just just take it. That, that's no, the there's no lubing of the midget arms. <laughs> I I there will be lubing of the midget arms. <laughs> Question number 3. Uh, and I'm sorry if these are self-serving. Feel free to jump in at any time. A lot of them are directed toward me. Um, will the FES Boot Camp 2 be an actual thing that would feature Chiz? I am willing to do that. Um, yeah, I, I would do that. Uh, I think Chiz is willing to do that too. It's just a scheduling thing. I'm ramping up my schedule so that I'm, so that I've got more free time. Like right now, it's easy for me to get like three days of free time, but it's hard for me to say, yeah, next month's free. But uh, I'm I'm doing a lot of filming right now, so yeah, I'm gonna try to. I'd be willing to do that with Chiz in the spring sometime, though. I don't know where Chiz is going to do uh, in the near future. He might end up living in Woody's backyard, and you never know. He could be. Let's he see. He could be uh, Woody's hired help, like your 19-year-old slave boy. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. He could be. I'd like to see that. Now, that's a reality show. <laughs> like, 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 that's like, a, that's like an early 90s sitcom, like, like Chiz, like living with Woody's family, the whole thing. I'd love to see that. That's like be he'd be, he's like Urkel in Family Matters. I pictured him in the guest house, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Not perfect. Yeah. Oh, here's a good one. Considering the guest house. we just had, uh, 
PKA has now moved above and beyond the gaming-focused podcast that it originated as and is now more of a comedy and entertainment podcast similar to Anthony Cumia, Joe Rogan, or Stern. With that in mind, is there anything that you as hosts could learn from these podcasts and shows to expand your audience beyond your traditional audience? Who knows you from gaming and YouTube? Well, see, that's why you guys have to fucking proofread these. Because I'm reading with a normal cadence and it just keeps fucking going because the sentence doesn't end where it should end. <laughs> oh, wow, that really was... Oh, it's two sentences. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I think that the way the show's going to expand is it's up to you guys. It's about word of mouth and stuff like that because it's not like we advertise or anything like that. It's about word of mouth. That's how the show grows. And as far as like expanding our audience, I think there's something you could learn from all those shows. I, I love watching the Stern. I, I, I listen and watch the Stern show. That's the only one I really watch. But there's lots of cool stuff in there that you pick up if you really slow down and look at what's actually going on behind the scenes. There's a lot you could learn from that. And, and I guess some of it, you know, comes full circle back here. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know what we could learn from them. I mean, Stern, I don't listen to Stern. I listen to Joe Rogan and the Obi and Anthony show. But even then, it seems like you can't just, you can't copy another show. It won't work that way. That's the you thing. You just got to like do anytime, your own thing. Anytime we get even close to another show, uh, it usually gets negative feedback. You know, they, yeah, we don't want to do the same thing they do worse. Because that's yeah. all you can do. You can't do what they're doing better, most likely. Right, right. You know, which isn't to say there's never anything to learn from them, but yeah, it's certainly copying. I don't know. There's some sort of balance to be struck there. But um, like Kyle said, I don't even know how to get a new audience. I think it is all just word of mouth. That's probably how a Joe Rogan's show got mouth. around. He's not. If you watch us on iTunes, rate us. That would help, I'm sure. Yeah, um, yeah. It's up tell to you your guys mom. the show's going to grow. We, we, we make good shows. The rest is up to you. Um, how do you make a long-distance relationship work? I don't think you can. I don't think long-distance relationship works. Uh, long-distance relationships work. I don't think so. Uh, and it really it's really relative to what you consider long-distance. I think you could maintain one where someone's an hour away. As long as you're willing to drive an hour every day, you're willing to commute and like see them you know, at the drop of the hat. But... If you're like three hours away, I don't think that shit works. Yeah, the it, second it, it becomes long distance, <clears throat> the clock is ticking. It's not, can we survive this? It's, can we get together before the storm destroys what we have? Yeah, you it, know? It, it, to me, how do you make a long distance work? My answer was going to be temporarily. You know, yeah. it, a, a relationship can absolutely survive three months, six months, maybe 12 months separated. You know, I, Jackie and I were long distance for, I don't know, 12 months, something like that. But um, like, phew, you know, she'd visit me every weekend. Uh, sometimes she'd take a Monday off and, and spend that with me. Um, but for the most part, dude, like it won't last forever. It, it, you gotta, you gotta find a way to solve the long distance problem. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, bunch of these we all are, agree. Excellent. I feel just like Kyle did. Like some of these call me out by name. Um, Often major life decisions are made after an apex or turning point. For example, what changed Woody from being a suicidal, unmotivated student to a collegiate swimmer? Could each of the hosts, or guests two if available, recount a specific moment in their life which he changed a major characteristic about himself for the better? Please elaborate on the problem, the turning point, and the solution. Who wants to go first? Which one is this? I'm going to read through it again. Top one. Top one. Yeah, so, so... they're asking for a time in our lives where we made a major change in ourselves. Yeah, to solve some... What brought it on and yeah, what we did. To turn it around from the bad version of you to the good one. 
Hmm. I think in my case, it. I don't think it's it's that cut and dry. I think it's it's usually that I get mo. I, I find something that I want and I'm motivated to to get it, and then I, I I focus on that and everything becomes about getting that. And 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 those situations when that's happened, like if it was a girl or if it was some money or if it was you know Taco Bell, whatever it was that I wanted to get, and it, it usually comes down to money because money will get you all those things. Um, you know. Focus on that and head down and like, yeah, I need $50,000, work my ass off till I got $50,000 and then I'll take a break. You know, it's, it, I guess that would be it. It's, it's a really uh, Jewy, greedy, evil kind of capitalist uh, <laughs> one in my, in my part. It's, it's really like putting your head, it's thinking like, I want these things. These things cost money. Money takes work, 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 work. And, and some, but in some cases it was a girl and it was like, you know, it was work out. And uh, and go buy some new clothes and 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 make money. <laughs> yeah, single focus drive is the key to success, right? Like you know, yeah. it, it it that's it. You have to. There are people who have dreams. You know, like I want to be an actress. I want to be a director. I want to be a musician. I want. I want. I want. But it's like, dude, your dreams are fucking worthless, you piece of shit. Your plans have value, <laughs> right? You know, if you're sitting there dreaming. A lot dream of anger. <laughs> well, there, there are people who just dream about, you know, I'd like this. I'd like to be an Olympic athlete. I'd like to be a, a this guy or that guy. And they have these, I don't even want to call them ambitions because that's too fucking kind to you and your fake ambitions. If you want something to actually happen, you need to drive towards accomplishing that thing you know whatever it is like, don't just sit there and and i hope you know and my turning point the, the one that he mentioned uh it, it really wasn't that noble but like what happened was i was a, a suicidal unmotivated student and um broke my arm and i couldn't get a job so i spent all this time on the beach and uh it was the first time i had a really savage tan i was really happy i didn't work for a moment that was a change for me i got my first job when i was 13 just working my ass off and um because i couldn't get hired i got to slack for a bit and that was fabulous and while i was on the beach i saw the lifeguards and they were kind of king of the beach like you know the, like unquestionably the coolest kids on the beach were the lifeguards and um so i was like i'm gonna do that and that's why i joined the swim team because to be a lifeguard um, there's no interview or anything. It was an athletic competition and they just hired people off the list. So, you know, joined the swim team, learned to swim, became a lifeguard. When I like swimming so much, I decided to go to college partly because I knew it would like lead to further life success. But a big part of it was I just wasn't done with my swimming career. You know, I started as a senior and it was only one year and it was too short. So, um, uh, you know, in, in, you could say that I had done the same sort of thing. Like I set a target and then just drove towards it. But, um, you know, that was my change. But it, yeah, success on a broader point, find something you want and pursue it relentlessly. And things happen. But don't just sit there and dream, you piece of shit loser. Pick one, <laughs> Pick one Taylor. That was dark. Pick one. Let me see. Oh, how about this uh, well-written question? What has been the most scariest moment of your life? Hmm. Most scariest. I appreciate all the punctuation in that. (laughs) Punctuation is just difficult to find throughout the entirety of this sheet. Not this one, though. It has quotes, question marks, and periods. 
What is the most scariest moment in your life? All right, we're we're ripping apart the people who support us most. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> shit. <laughs> you guys, you guys notice I appreciate all your questions, and, yes. and I realized that probably what happened was Chiz transcribed this shit, and and he's dyslexic or something. He fucked it up. And oh, Chiz. that's that actually blaming our blaming our wonderful Patreon members. What everyone knows, it's always Chiz's fault. <laughs> also, Chiz, who who justifies Center? On a, a document, on any document. There's oh no God. one I feel like is more down with me than the people who are on Patreon. I really feel that way. They're signing up, they're putting their money on the line, they're they're supporting the show. Pay, you know, you I get like it, that. Kyle. Take their dicks out of your mouth. I, they, <laughs> I, I'm not going to because for Patreon, your cum tastes like cotton candy, <laughs> raspberry cotton candy, and I love raspberries. <laughs> so you bring it on, you Patreon gods, you you. You payers of the cash, you, you prize-taking, wonderful people, you. Mm. All right, so we got another one. This one's the nice. This the most nice. scariest moment of your life. We we skipped over that. Oh Gosh. my god, I'm sorry. Okay, so I was, I think it was the time when that guy was chasing us through the woods with the gun. Um, when when me my cousin and I were jogging and ended up on this guy's property, and we it was very innocent, uh, sort of, and we were just kind of like got caught, like all of a sudden in this guy's backyard at night. And we, we ran from him because we were just scared. And he was chasing us through the woods and through barbed wire fences. And I thought he was going to kill us. Um, so that was the, probably the scariest. And I, I was covered in cuts. I was, I, I was only wearing basketball shorts. So, like, I ran through a barbed wire fence. I was all cut up, ran through, like, briars and stuff. And we didn't jog there anymore. <laughs> when Hope was born, she wasn't breathing. And uh, apparently that's pretty normal, right? Like most kids don't breathe right out of the gate. They got to like smack their high knees or tickle their feet or do something like that. But uh, yeah, that's they, they... the procedure. Yeah. Smack their high knees and tickle their feet till they breathe. <laughs> yeah. It makes them cry. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's that's like that. But um, they, they rushed her over onto like, I guess the scale and just started like working on her right there. And uh, it didn't take long at all. I mean, it was probably 10 seconds. And it, it, I, I think that's even, like, seriously routine. Like, no big deal. But uh, I, I was completely unqualified to do anything. I was just, like, I think I had, like, you guys got this under control? And they're like, oh, yeah, we're not worried yet. And uh, in a few seconds, she was crying or whatever. But um, I still, I was, like, I don't know. Just, like, it how fucked up is this situation? And if you've never seen like a one second old baby, they look like hell. They're like aliens. <laughs> they're coated with slime and they're, you know, purplish or whatever. And it's, yeah. On a, on are their heads all deformed too? Isn't that a thing? Like their um, heads are kind of misshapen? It can be. Uh, my kids can't, the hope was breech or something. So she was C-sectioned. So it's the passing through the vaginal canal that makes their head all warped. So my kids didn't have that. But, um, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, on a related note, I think I've said this before, but whatever. Um, I had this fear that my babies would get switched at the hospital, like leading into it. The entire pregnancy, I, was, I wasn't a father yet, and all babies looked identical to me. My entire life when people showed me new baby pictures, it was like, I don't give a fuck about your new baby <laughs> picture because your baby looks like every other baby. They're completely identical. It doesn't matter. And what that translated to in my head was that if somebody switched my baby, and why wouldn't they since they're all identical, if somebody switched my baby 
then uh, then I would have no idea. I would just take home someone else's kid and never have any clue my entire life that uh, that my baby was switched in the hospital. But then what happened? My first baby was giant. She was nine pounds, nine ounces, and she had a full head of bright orange hair. And I was like, oh, fuck, that one's mine. Like, I didn't make this on lockdown. She'd be in that room that, like, you know, heated incubator they put babies in, like their little chicks. And... Uh, and, and, you know, like out of the sea of them, there was only one gigantic orange haired baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I can spot mine from, from, from here. So, yeah, <laughs> they definitely didn't switch them. Wow. Yeah, that would definitely be scary to not know that that wasn't normal procedure and then kind of just be sitting there watching your kid not breathe. Yeah. Wondering, and, like, who's going to step in first. Looking like hell, you know? That, that, that's a thing, too. You're like, like it's, they're blue and slimy and, like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so, my most scariest moment, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of something something good. The, the one that keeps coming back is my first, my first winter driving. I was driving to school early one morning. Most other school... I went to a... Uh, a school and it, it didn't cancel school like ever like ever like every other school in the area would be closed and we wouldn't be and so I was the only person on the road driving there by myself and I just I fucked up driving I was in my like my first car which was like a 97 Honda Accord I think and I just completely lost control like I was thank god I was the only person on the road because I was doing like whole full circles I think I did like three of them before eventually like a YouTube video it kind of just straightened out and did like the it straightens and then the back end just goes and then you keep going straight and uh, I thought I was going to die and the biggest fear wasn't even that I was going to die it was that oh my god I'm going to be that the guy who dies in high school <laughs> who drives poorly on snow I'm going to be that guy remember the Taylor <laughs> yeah he, he was the shit driver who died sophomore year like and that was scarier than death Knowing that that would be my legacy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's tangled up in a shit piece of cord on the highway. <laughs> Dude, I've got a related story. Um, speaking of like dead high school people, that there was a guy in my high school. His name was Jeff Cox, and um, you'll see in a moment his privacy doesn't matter. <laughs> so, uh, Jeff was a <laughs> Jeff was a fairly normal guy. Like he was. To me, average, good-looking. He tried to grow in his mustache before he really could. But otherwise, he was average, good-looking. He was average, athletic. I think he was on the football team, but I don't know if he started or made varsity or something. But, you know, average looks, average athletics, uh, average size. Uh, totally normal, regular person. Except he had a weird earlobe. And uh, it's almost like he had, like, his earlobe had, like, a ridge in it like a cleft earlobe or like you might call it a vagina earlobe you know like it it was just one little thing that wasn't normal about him and that was it and it was enough to have him totally like ostracized in high school like his like social standing was bumped down by 40 percent just because of that one stupid little earlobe thing and um he managed to get into high school, but it didn't really work out for him. And then he killed, I'm, I'm sorry, college. And then he killed himself all because like he was unhappy. He was ostracized and that was his thing. He left a suicide note. He really should have grown that hair out. Yeah. Could have. It wasn't the style at the time, but maybe. Earmuffs, another viable option. How did he I, kill himself? 
If he, he had just waited himself. for Beats by Dre to be I popular, he'd be a lot. hanging yourself was the, st- was the style at the time either. It would have been much better to be unfashionable with your hair than to be dead. I feel like he just needed a stylist. I feel like he needed another year to... Like, God, he was, he was right on the cusp. You know, if he had let his world age just another year or two, he would have gone into the workplace with adults who don't give a fuck about your earlobe. I don't know, Murka. Tell him how much shit you get for your for your eyebrow. I'm sure. I'm sure it's been hell. Oh, I really don't get any shit for. Him. Really? <laughs> with that with that freaky owl owl thing you got going on? With that there? freaky owl eyebrow? No. Yeah, it's an owl eyebrow. No, it it is. It's definitely fucked up. Just nobody ever mentions it, hmm. except for you. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it, it, when you're an adult, it's not going to matter you know, that you're heavy or at least not totally fit. It's not going to matter that you're bald. It's not going to matter that you're not tall enough or, or whatever. Like it, <laughs> when you're surrounded by mature people, they'll start to care about what's on the inside. And um, he was right almost there. That Kyle's is really sad. Disagreeing, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I not 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 really. No, I'm not disagreeing. Like, like no, I I could see that. Like life is de- it life's definitely easier to if you get the weird ear thing going on, you know. Once you're out of the educational system, for sure. Yeah. How bad was this ear? Not bad. Not too bad. I mean, yeah. it, you noticed it. it, it didn't I wish I could had a side. picture of the ear. I I, I if I could like see the ear, I think I could really this I don't think I can Google this guy who but, died yeah, let's, in the let's, 90s. It, 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 honestly, I, I feel dirty even asking to see this dead man's ear, so we could probably just move along to another question. I, I, I feel bad now. <laughs> well, we feel bad. I'm just trying to peg down how bad this was, because if it was just like a little fold there, my God. Yeah, kids I, must I, be vicious. That was my thought process, too. I, I'm wondering just how bad this ear was, but like now I feel kind of like an asshole for like, trying to see what this dead guy's ear looked like. Well, you're not Googling him. I'm no. Googling him right now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that, that's what I was... Yeah, Woody's Googling. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just being a party to it. Um, I guess that's not as bad. In the meantime, let's I'm reading see. through some more of these questions, see what we got. Yeah. I like this one. I want to hear that Woody answer this MMA one in a little bit. Mm-hmm. I like that one, too. Shucks, I even found a Wall of Angels suicide memorial, but it doesn't link to, like, photos or anything. Okay, so this one That's... is... This one's for me. It says, uh, what was it like shooting the Russia rap video? Was it professionally shot, directed, and who were the girls? Most importantly, who were the girls? So <laughs> that thing um, that was professionally uh, shot, uh, it was uh, one of the guys that was there um, worked on Boardwalk Empire a little bit. Uh, but what we did was um, that was to promote the the video game that I released, uh, and and so the whole thing we crowdfunded the whole thing, and so that was to promote that. Um, the, the way we did it was really just bootleg style. Like I, they they gave me like a couple weeks in advance. They told me that I was gonna, I needed to write this rap song, and I I thought they were joking. I, I was like, ha ha yeah yeah yeah. And then they get there and they're at my house and we're filming this thing and they're like, all right. Where's the rap song? Let's hear it. And I'm just like, I didn't write a fucking rap song. <laughs> so literally, we're sitting like in the back of a car with like a microphone and a, and a laptop, and I'm just like, guns and and money and I don't know, explosives money and, and guns. Yeah, <laughs> mine's, 
guns, money, explosives, and hoes. And then the guy's like, all right, let me see what I can do. And he's like, he's messing with the laptop, and all of a sudden there's a beat, and there's a song. We had the song together. Uh, as far as the girls, um, one of them was um, was somebody that I know in real life, uh, a good friend of mine. And the other one, the blonde one, was actually a, a model that we brought down from like North Carolina through some addict, some like model agency, and her boyfriend came with her. And so he was off camera while we were shooting the video, and they got really grabby with me at one point, which was pretty inappropriate, and her boyfriend was not liking it at all. <laughs> he was really upset when they left, and, and I didn't do anything inappropriate, I didn't feel, but, but, but she got very grabby, and I felt like she was inappropriate. But, uh, but yeah, that, that whole thing was fun. Hmm. This one, a bunch of it's for me. Uh, what is the status of Woody's Lab? What are the challenges of running your own business that your viewers might not see? For example, hiring employees, keeping business private, hard decisions or anything else you can think of. Um, Woody's Lab, God, this house. I feel like my viewers are going to hate the house. But um, it, it's, I've just been devoting a lot of attention to, to picking a home, buying a home, moving into the home, stuff like that. Uh, it's put, and, and the upside is I think eventually Woody's Lab will be better than it ever would have because it'll be so easy to film. Like I, I could never do some of the things I want to do where I live now in my little yeah. you know, cul-de-sac. What were you say Woody's Lab, you're, you're you're buying the set for Woody's Lab. That's what Woody's that's what's going on. You should you should film a video of like, you know, the set. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going on. You're 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 increasing your ability to make the videos. You're getting go-karts and and really... tractors and all that is true. Um, the other we're putting together, and I hope that it turns awesome in the long run. But uh, we're I think fuck I that said stump up. <laughs> yeah, we'll fuck the stump up. That might be a fun thing. Uh, challenges of running my own business that viewers don't see. Um, you know, I, one of the hardest things is firing people. I uh, I tend to be like generous and optimistic and hopeful on this stuff, and it makes it easy to take advantage of me. You know, less so now than before. But, you know, what would happen is, like, someone would do, like, one good thing. And it'd be like, you're awesome. I love you, man. Let's get you on staff, weekly, et cetera, or whatever. And, um, you know, then all of a sudden they're, like, part of Team Woodycraft. And, yeah, like, it's, you know, now shit's not getting done anymore. You know, now it's, uh, like, you know, maybe that thing I saw they had been working on for way longer than I knew. And it... it it, it doesn't represent their ability to produce it, it, you know, so it's, I've started now. I like to pay for people when it goes live. Like that's a thing we do at Woodycraft. We, uh, you know, like as soon as something goes live and it's finished and it's done, you get paid. Uh, I hate paying for half done stuff because I promise you it never gets fully done. Like they just, they stop right there, take the money and take off. And, um, so, but, but the hardest part for me is getting taken advantage of, you know, being too generous or too optimistic or too kind and um, people don't finish their work or like vanish and stuff like that. So um, that, that's the hardest part about it all together is definitely staff and keeping people moving well. Ooh, uh, I'm sorry. You've got more to your question, but I, I thought of something cool whenever you're done. I'm done. That'll do it. All right. So two things. Uh, I, I, uh, I guess I'm coming up with good ideas tonight. One, now we can have the Josh wheel of pain this guy needs money <laughs> now now this guy is all right so i'm not gonna say anything bad about this guy anymore he, he's a he's a nice guy he hard worker work, hard worker uh, i'm told i haven't really gotten any work out of him yet a little bit i've had him help me before he's he's a country boy um and, and i'll see if he's up for the wheel of pain because i know that he's looking to get some christmas money 
and uh, and I think it'd be interesting. So I, so I'm gonna check on the Josh Wheel of Pain tomorrow. I'm, I'm gonna text him first thing, and I just thought of something really fucking cool to do with my bowling ball and work. So imagine this: mm-hmm. instead of a bowling ball, I've got a bowling ball sized cup, like a, like a, a, a wadding, if you will, a plastic thing that'll go down there. Make a seal around the blast chamber, which is the little, it's like a shot glass size hole inside of a piece of steel, and that's where the it's full of black powder and a fuse meets the base of it, and when it, it explodes, shoots the bowling ball. But the bowling ball is not going to be there. Now you've just got this plastic thing sitting there, and you pour gasoline inside of it. Mm, this is so a great when idea. this thing, so this when this thing explodes and shoots the projectile forward, the projectile is a bucket full of gasoline, basically that's going to be ignited by the black powder's blast and forced forward. It's going to be like a dragon breathing. It's going to be awesome. This is going to be great. I, I think I just invented some sort of cannon flamethrower. How I, close are you going to be when this is happening? Well, I'll be on, hopefully not close, unless we're going to have burn victim Kyle. I, I won't, I'm not going to stand in, well, I'm not going to stand in front of it. I'll stand behind it. Well, but isn't it seems like it could splash back a little bit. If that firefighter was right, you could just combust right there <laughs> close to the gas. I will say this, Kyle. <laughs> it is possible that you will have fumes ignite the powder quicker than the wick does. Um, fumes ignite the powder. You, do you mean that perhaps the fumes, the, the, the fuse could ignite the, the gasoline vapor and like go around the powder? Yeah, so you know you have a fuse that gives you a that little one, bit of escape time, right? Okay, so, but what so if what you're the imagining fuse lights is, the fumes? The the fumes light like the gas, you know, not the gas. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I mean, totally the, just yeah. imagined what you said. Yeah. So what I would do is put a big condom over the end of the barrel. That should handle it, right? Same. Yeah. Put a trash bag over it. Rubber band. Done. Yeah, I think that helps a ton. I think yeah. that helps a bunch. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, Put a big condom on the... You know, it would be fun if it were literally a condom. I, I In our head-wearing condom thing, we've proven it's hard to make one that big. <laughs> but condoms would be fun. Get the magnum. Yeah! Get the magnum. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I'm going to test that fucking tomorrow. If uh, Maybe tomorrow. Man, Take I some cell phone video. I will. You test I, it. Yeah. I got some pretty good cell phone video of some other stuff, too. There's there's some cool videos going up soon on my channel. Um yeah. But yeah, that'll be cool. And uh, let me do a uh, let me let me get Crunchyroll in here before we do any more AMA okay. questions. So, so um, we've had a lot of sponsors, but but I think Crunchyroll is the one that I've used the most and enjoyed the most. It's Crunchyroll.com/pka. If you want to get a month free there, uh, it takes about two minutes to sign up, and uh, you get access to the world's largest library of anime. It's all 1080p. You can watch on any device: Android, Apple, your Roku, your Apple TV, your on your fucking Xbox, anything. And uh, we've been watching Attack on Titan. We're six or seven episodes in, and it's actually gotten good. And we're going to do another live stream this week. It'll be the third one where basically we watch Attack on Titan along with you guys on Twitch, and uh, it's really fun. So if you want to take part in that, or if you're just interested in some anime, uh, sign up for your free month, just uh, crunchyroll.com slash PKA. Uh, like I said, it takes about it takes like a minute to sign up for this thing. It really does. I was, I was honestly pleasantly surprised when I had to sign up for my account, and, uh, and it was so quick and easy because... And I've, I've said this before, but if something takes more than a minute or two to sign up for, you're just not going to get me to use your service. Like, the only reason I fuck with with Gmail is because it's the, you have to do it to, to do anything on the Internet. But 
this thing's super, super easy to sign up for, and uh, it was no sweat. So crunchyroll.com slash PKA. Check it out. Um, there's one that asked me about pro fighting, which is crazy, but I guess I'll answer it anyway. Um, let me read it carefully. Uh, question for Woody. If you had nine months to train for a pro MMA UFC fight, which weight class would you choose? Which fighter would you go against? And how would you train? So, um, I think my frame would be the 170 pound weight class. That's what I should weigh in at. Uh, most of those guys are much stronger than me, but they're somewhere in my like sort of height width, like ballpark. Uh, like the the perfect super version of me would just be like a bulked up, you know, one seventy pound UFC fighter. Um, that's the weight class. And which pro fighter would I go against? So, I'm picking based on who I think would be the like. Who would hurt me the least? You know, like, like if I were to <laughs> no. go against Robbie Lawler, I saw Robbie Lawler fight a guy. It might have been Matt Brown. He's the current champ. He was punching him in the face, right? Punching him in the. He had this jab that he had no answer for, and he's telling him, "You like that? You like that? You've got no answer for this." Fuck! How fucking helpless would you be? He was just and and Robbie Lawler is a monster-looking guy. He's tatted up. He's strong. I think he's stronger than GSP. He's he just is scary, and he's mad at you when he fights you. And that's the last <laughs> thing I want. You know, a Diaz brother? No way. I want nothing to do with Diaz brother. They slap their people right. <laughs> they have opportunities to punch <laughs> instead. Bam! Stockton slap. They just fucking and they call you a bitch. Like you like that bitch? You like that? They fucking like domestic abuse inside the octagon. <laughs> I have nothing to do with the DS brother. I think I might take Gunnar Nelson. Gunnar Nelson is is a he's a jujitsu guy, and typically when jujitsu guys beat you, you're not injured afterwards. And uh, he seems really cerebral, like like he's a thinking man's UFC fighter. And my hope is that he would recognize how helplessly outclassed I am and give me a, uh, uh, like a, a kind finish. Like he choked me out. Be like, I, you all right, bud? I had to do it. I thought that you were going to, uh, to take advantage of the poor wording of this question and fight a woman. That's what <laughs> you should have done. Because I tell you what, nine months of professional training, dieting, and, and, and working out, I'm imagining this is like, you know, put the rest of your life aside kind of times like your, your Rocky Balboa there's some there's some women in the UFC you could beat up I assumed we had oh, to be absolutely. the same weight class but like, no 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 really no, no. You pick, it says pick a UFC fighter so the UFC just um, added a new 115 pound straw weight women's class uh oh <laughs> these are you the smallest domestic abuse <laughs> I would like the octagon to be redesigned like my kitchen <laughs> <laughs> There's implements laying around you can use. There's like a, a you dough dump the frying pan, go yeah. in low and get her in the ribs. Like this would be great. Flip a chill at her when she's not no, looking. That might be the way to go. I could grab some like, you know, emotionally fragile hundred and fifteen pound straw weight who just cried on the ultimate fighter and then pick on her vulnerabilities and maybe even win the fight. Oh my god. You would dominate that fight. Like if you trained for not fought a hundred and fifteen woman. It would be a bloodbath. It would be a bloodbath. Yeah. Like, and it's not because she's not a good fighter or didn't train enough. It's just not physically fair for you to do that, which is why that's the right choice. 
I'm less confident than you. I don't know. These women are bad. I wish I wish we had a pro to ask really quick. I wonder what Joe would think about all this. Yeah, I wonder what well, he would Joe, think of he, it too. Well, Joe, he works for the UFC, so he's not going to actively no, he t- talk he, against a fighter oh, and say, totally oh, they don't have what it takes to take a layman. No, he'd like, totally be honest. He'd be, he'd be like, yeah, you could beat up this joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe fights, by the way, in a month. I, I have in my head it's the 16th. Um, um, where's the fight again? All right, hold on. Yeah. Is it, yeah I don't know what next fight. I've, I've had to watch his last few on I, YouTube like three months later. I think it might be on, in Vegas. Because I remember thinking like it, it was it was out of the way. Um, Could be wrong. So it's January thirty first, which I, and it's UFC one eighty three, and it's in Vegas, like you said, MGM. Yeah. Man. Yeah. January. The, did you say twenty eighth? Thirty one. It's the same card as um, Anderson Silva, Nate Diaz. Hmm. I'll be in Vegas on the, like the fourteenth. 15th and 16th or something like that. That's when I thought it was. Maybe I got his trip mixed up with yours. Oh, that'd be, that'd be cool not. if it was... I'm, I'm oh. sorry. I'm, I'm looking at it right here. It's definitely January 31st. Yeah. That'd be, that would have been great if I was going to be there at the same time. Yeah. I happen to know Joe doesn't like fighting this time of year. Hmm. Um, hmm? Why is that? Because he likes to eat without discipline at I Thanksgiving and Christmas. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. In my head, I was like, He's not getting to eat that turkey like he wants to. I no. bet he wants to make sandwiches that are like this fucking high. Like when when we were at, um, on one of the paintball trips in Chicago, we went to like an Applebee's, mm-hmm. and and Joe was like, "Give me the sirloin steak dinner, and give me like the the lasagna." You got dinner. a pasta dish too. Yeah, yeah pasta it, and steak, full orders for both and sides for both. Yeah, and a giant like caramel milkshake. Yeah, Joe eats like a fat kid and works out twice a day. It was it was pretty impressive. Yeah. It, it was a lot of food. Although he didn't eat enough fucking hamburgers that night, did he? <laughs> no, he didn't. Um, oh, your your hamburger eating thing where they yeah. overcooked the burgers and you guys were trying to chew through dry, Man, crispy those, sawdust meat. Those burgers were so gross that after I was done, <laughs> I I I vomited. Them. I forced myself to vomit them all up because I refused for that to be one of my Chicago meals. Because when I go to Chicago, like I'm serious about my food. Like I I always eat delicious. Yeah, we go to food. Applebee's. Well, no, that was like a lunch one day. Like 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 the first like actual day we'd spent there. Like we we were just like most of you guys were asleep. Like, like, were you asleep or were you there? Because I know, like, T. Martin, I think, or somebody, like, slept in or something. Are you talking to me or Applebee's? Yeah, Yeah, I was at Applebee's. During the daytime, though? Like, the daytime Applebee's trip? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I don't remember. There was a bunch of us. That was a good time. I I really want to do another trip like that. I I hope this uh, this Canada thing works out. I want to do this Merca question. Okay. Uh, Do you want to read it yourself, Merca? It's it's right below mine. Uh... Right below. I'll read it. Question it. for Merka. If you had to move to another country, where would you go? What would be the hardest part, and what would you miss most and least about the USA? No, oh, this is a good one. I think we should all go around with this. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, if you had to move to another country, where would you go? Well, I definitely would want to go to an English-speaking country, mm-hmm. even if it was some barbaric form like Australia. <laughs> um, Bogan. Actually, you know what? Australia would be a, a good choice, I think, because you're getting a lot of different, a lot of culture that's different. You're getting to see a lot of different animals, a lot of different scenery that's different. Crappy uh, internet. The people are probably pretty similar, so you're not having to endure a huge 
you know, shift in, in so far as how people communicate and cultural norms and stuff like that. But you'd still be exciting and fun, and you could you'd almost convince yourself that you're, you know, taking a bigger risk than you are because it is Australia. Like, a, like you really think of the big three English-speaking countries, like for on the three different continents there of the you know the UK, America, and Australia. You know, I, that's what I think. I think of those three as you know kind of the triad, and so I think Australia would be pretty cool. The hardest part would be probably just just leaving your family, leaving your family and your friends and everyone, having to go uh, not watch hockey anymore, get into whatever dumb fucking sport they like there, probably cricket, right? Uh, missed most and least about the USA. Most most would be my freedoms, mm. and least would <laughs> Are be serious? Uh, the fat people. Kyle, do you want to go next or after me? You know, um, with recent results, like like if if we really do open up Cuba, Cuba's ninety miles away from Florida. Florida is a two-hour flight from where I already am. I, I think that Cuba puts me really close to my family in another country where my money's probably worth more. I guess it's a vac vacation spot. It's a beautiful place. Besides the the American torture prison that we keep there. And um, I, I think it'd be fun to be there. I, what I would miss the most, probably guns. That, that I, and, you know, I, I don't think that's going to fly down there. Though maybe it will. Maybe, like, $10,000, uh, 10,000 pesos would, like, get me in good with, like, I don't know, some local guy who's like, yeah, sh shoot our shit, and I could shoot, you know, maybe I could ha still have my fun. Uh, what I wouldn't miss, what, you know, the fat people would be nice. It'd be nice to get rid of them. Uh, I see some, especially around here, there's some nasty people. Um, I think yeah, in Georgia, I can't imagine what you're enduring. It's rough, man. <laughs> it, it, it's it's they extreme. literally make Coca-Cola there. It's Dude, I went from. to a Mexican. <laughs> I went to a Mexican. I went to a Mexican indoor slash outdoor flea market the other day. You should have seen the freak show I saw. It was outrageous. Um, what did you see? Describe. Okay, um, there was a tiny Korean lady selling lingerie and like basically you know stuff to fuck your girlfriend in, and she had these like crazy like. Uh, like ass implants it's like underwear with ass implants in them and uh I, hang on I got them over here let me grab them what a lie that is ass implants underwear with ass implants yeah I'm okay with it I don't care <laughs> yeah I, what is so so let me see these things so they sell these underwear. They've got them on mannequins and stuff. I was like, damn, that mannequin's got an ass. And then I realized <laughs> it's fake. There's a big pad in the ass of these right here. Like, I don't know if you can see that, but, like, there's a huge pad in here. So, it, it, and, and these are, like, the small ones, but, like... like that's like a bra for butts. For your butt. Yeah. And look they at that. make them. This is the smallest one they make. So like, and then I started looking around at all these uh, Mexican women, and they all had these badonka donks. Like they were like unnatural, like ass cleavage. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> they're all wearing these ridiculous underwear. Like this is outrageous. So I saw that, and uh, I saw all kind of like bootleg products for sale, like huge seas of like barrels for uh, just random junk for a dollar. Uh, bootleg DVDs, all kinds of like they, they were selling chickens and roosters. Uh, there was a man standing there with a brown apple and a blade, and, uh, and he was like, "Apple, 
And I was just like, fuck no, man. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Will you cut he wanted to cut me a slice off. I was like, what the fuck is you this? You have to 16, eat it off of his knife. What is this, like 16th century Venice? Like, like, like yeah, 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 cut me off some, dude. Like, no, it was, it, it was, it's a weird place. And there was a pony that like, was like limping out front, like making the circle, you know, like you could pay to ride it. it it's, it's an interesting place, the Mexican flea market. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, but what I would miss, uh, what I would not miss, what I'd be happy to get rid of, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of things that I, that I don't like so much about the United States, but I don't know if you get rid of them by going to Cuba either. So, I don't like. I don't think you're going to yeah. like get rid of an oppressive like police force by going to Cuba. Like, I feel like down there you like get your head bashed and you say the wrong thing. But maybe not. Maybe I'm just ignorant. Uh, I think anywhere we we would move where we thought we were going to get a way better life experience because we're leaving America, like, oh, we don't have to deal with that, you know, dictatorship of police, man. Like, you, you would just get to another country and be like, oh, it's, this is just kind of reality. Oh, shit, or, they have oh, a mob here. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> like, it depends on where you go. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know how much America's here. I, I might have been to the most countries on, on the call. And uh, when you go to, like, Europe and stuff, then it pretty much feels like the U.S. Maybe the rules are even more... Um, oppressive for lack of a better term when you go to a third world country suddenly you realize how many rules you have right like americans think they have all this freedom but you fucking don't like you, you want to see old faithful you know over in yosemite they barely let you within 200 feet of that fucking thing you know like like everywhere you go there are do you want to blow something up on a hillside can't do that you want to Unless you own the hill, and then even then, maybe, right? Uh, you you want to go... Like, there's just rules here for everything. Like, your driving is strictly regula regulated. You, you, you know, the, the, what car you can do. You have to have your trailer inspected in North Carolina. Like, th there's all, there are so many things keeping you in line here that you don't really realize are keeping you in line. And to some extent, you know, that's just a functioning society. But when you ask whether or not you have freedom, like... The United, in the Dominican Republic, you've got freedom, right? I mean, there's there's whores everywhere, which is not why I go. But, like, there's whores everywhere. There's no rules. You know, like, it, it, I don't know this is a way to measure freedom. But, like, we went to this, um, like, uh, like this water um, lagoon type thing, right? And there's stalactites coming from the ceiling. And you swim into a cave. And in the United States, this would be, like, a national wonder type thing. In the Dominican Republic, you can climb the stalactites, right? You just, like, from the water, you swim up, you get, like, a grip on it, and you're hugging it, and there you are, hanging off a stalactite. Can you do that here? You know? No. They'd have, like, fences and lights by your feet and shit like that where they'd keep you away. They'd have some anthropology professor berating you. You're going <laughs> to ruin the integrity of the fucking rock. Like, just something Fuck like that. It. Yeah. Like, you know, if you touch it, you like, that's the bacteria that's on it up, and it, 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 like, cripples its growth for the next 300 years. Who gives a fuck? It's an upside-down cave rock. Like, I'm licking it if I want to. It makes grow a head yeah. like me in 300 years. Suck a dick. Yeah, so it's not like, rock. oh no, I ruined the only cave rock. I'll no, there's a lot. There's a lot of things we can touch looking. a few. It, it, so there's this balance, yeah. right? Like what... <laughs> it, well, we're somewhere in the middle, I guess, freedom-wise. And, and, and like to us, what is just civilization and, you know, rules that of course you follow because it makes the world run smoothly... To them, you know, would be like, seriously, don't tread on me with, with all this, like, nonstop, constant life invasion bullshit. Your car doesn't have to be inspected to get on the road in the Dominican Republic. It's my fucking car. I just drive. Like, seriously, you make rules on what I can drive? 
Like that's that's crazy there. Here, it's normal. So um uh anyway, where would I live? I don't know. The, the countries I have in my head that are most appealing, like New the, Zealand. The Balt oh New Zealand's interesting. But I had Canada? like Finland, Sweden, cool. and Norway in my head, like that little Slovenia. trio. But I don't know if I could take the weather. Um Ireland's in my head. Like I yeah, see Ireland cold. is kind of like in my the picture that you know, I have of Ireland is like, you know, big grassy rocky plains where you can sort of get some elbow room, kinda of like where I'm moving. But I don't know if I could take the weather. You know, it's Wasn't just, Ireland neutral in World War Two? I'm not certain. Pretty sure they were. Mm. But uh, I don't know. Maybe we, I could let that go when choosing my country. <laughs> I, never forget. Never forget. If George Bush told me one thing, it's that. I'm going to check this out. Never forget that Ireland didn't help. That's what George yeah, Bush said. That's what he would say if he knew that. That's... If he knew that historical fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, or where Ireland was. I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty no, it, sure. It seems like you're right. Yeah. Um, Those Irish cowards. I'm looking for this. Well, they were officially neutral, but in reality, they did this or that. <laughs> we're trying I'm to show s- up with our potato guns, but they sent us away. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck those guys. Yeah, actually, that's what I'm finding. <laughs> Their official position was neutrality. There are many unpublicized <laughs> contraventions of this, such as permitting the use of the Dungal Cordel to allow allied military aircraft operation, etc. Um, they yeah, did something I'm, with D Day. The English have been fucking you guys over for a few centuries, you cowards. They certainly weren't on the right team, even if no. they weren't necessarily on the wrong one. No, no, you couldn't get, you couldn't choose a side when it came to Hitler and Hirohito and Mussolini. Good job. Of course, I guess when you're that fucking drunk, who can tell? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the, the countries that most appeal to me. String of foreign letters. Have them. terrible weather. <laughs> um, New Zealand's interesting I'm, too. I'm yeah. sorry, Ireland. It's cool. New um, Zealand's cool. I, I'm a big fan of the idea of New Zealand. In fact, like, I would, I really, honestly want to go. It's been in my head for a long time since I saw the Lord of the Rings movies. That that I oh, really yeah. want to go there, see where this shit happened. Like, it's. I know there's some CGI, but especially in the early ones, I've seen behind the scenes footage of like Elijah Wood and all these people like chilling, like drinking a Coca Cola with like this mountain range behind them, this crazy green valley, and like I want to go see that shit. Plus, the country's cool. The people speak English. They're, they seem very friendly and down-to-earth, and I'd like to do it. And it's near Australia, if my geography's halfway decent, so I could hop over there and have some fun. That would be cool. You guys ready for the next question? Yes, sir. Hey, guys. I'm a longtime viewer sure. around since PKA7 and Patreon member, so obviously attractive and big penis. I am currently in university for accounting and finance, but I'm having second thoughts about it. My real passion lies in archaeology and paleontology, but with those majors, I would most likely end up as a professor, which is something I have no interest in doing. What do you guys think I should do? I'm in my third year, so I'm almost done a business degree and have a co-op lined up with an accounting firm in the city. Sorry for the poorly written email. Just finished exams. Brain is exhausted. So this guy uh, is well on his way to a good white-collar job with degrees in accounting and finance, or maybe one degree accounting and finance, and uh, he has a co-op lined up, which is kind of like a paid internship, if I have that right, with an accounting firm in the city. Mm-hmm. But his real passion is in archaeology. Mm. This is tricky. Well, I, you're not going to yeah. be Indiana Jones, and, and your 
and you're probably not going to make too much money as an archaeologist. I don't know. It, maybe you choose, maybe you follow your heart. It just depends on what's more important to you. Like, like you have to. It almost ties into the fifty-year versus hundred-year thing too. Like, and, and yeah, you know, all these actors that say follow your passion, you can do it. Yeah, well, fucking thank your you, Tom Cruise. Ten million a year, asshole. What'd you say? His passion pays ten million a year. His passion, but he's also that point zero one percent who actually succeeded by following his passion, right? Like I succeeded by following my passion of video games. Do you know what a terrible bet that is? Yeah. Ask ninety nine percent of YouTube. You know, it, it it's it's easy to listen to the very rare case who said follow your passion because it worked for him, and he sincerely believes it. He thinks he's giving you good advice. But in reality, he's telling you to try to be the next... I was about to say Bon Jovi again. <laughs> I don't think that worked. <laughs> How old are you? I'm so old. <laughs> but um. Bon Jovi? Right, right. <laughs> I don't know why he's in my head. But um, um, yeah, and, and it's tough because, you know, like... And, and then what do you... Also, I'm advising this guy to go into accounting... I tried accounting. It wasn't my cup of tea. You know, like it, there are happy accountants out there. I promise you. Right. Like th let me describe my father's accounting office. Right. There's my father and his partner. And, um, uh, my father's partner had this ability to shoot rubber bands, but he was a freaking rubber band shooting ninja. Right. He could, he never missed and he could do weird shit. Like they had light switches. You know, the kind of light switches that they're, they're not switches that go up and oh, down. Yeah. They're like buttons Back that press. Yeah, they're like little yeah. paddles. Like um, a seesaw. Yeah. He could hit the he could turn the lights off with the with the thicker rubber bands. <laughs> and he and he, he tried to teach me. He's like, Woody, the trick is you pull one side. One side has all the tension and then, then you aim with that side and it goes straight or whatever. And uh and he would do shit with like it, it, he could lob them, right? So so Ralph, who worked for him, would be drinking coffee and Ed would just lob up these rubber bands and they'd be like he called them mortars, right? And, wow. and and he would do mortar shots, and he'd land in Ralph's coffee, and he's like, "Son of a bitch!" Sounds right? like a dick, just shooting shit in other people's food, dirty rubber bands. <laughs> Withhold your judgment. So so and or he'd do like the laser beams, right? Where he just like pick off Ralph's earlobe. Well, Ralph had no talent whatsoever. So Ralph would do cluster bombs, which is a whole fucking box of paper clips. He'd just be like, fuck it. <laughs> you just lob over like a cluster bomb and rain paper clips down on Ed. And, um, and, and like that. So that was the office environment where my dad worked. You can be a happy accountant, right? It doesn't have to be like this drudgery of, of, of suck fest, right? People are still joking with each other. I would argue that accounting is maybe a little like school, you know? Did, did you manage to have fun in school and enjoy your company and this and that? Because the act of learning calculus and history and other stuff isn't naturally fun. It's not inspiring. It's not like you're being an athlete in the classroom or musician or, or whatever. It's not video games. But if, if you manage to enjoy yourself in school and figure out how to do that, then you can probably do that in an office environment too. <sighs> I don't know. I, I feel like the archaeology paleontology thing... It, it, I think he needs to think more about... He can't just think about his work day. He can't just be like, well, it would be way cooler to be dusting off a dinosaur cock than it would be to be crunching numbers all day or whatever he wants to no, do. I but think then think about going home at the end of the day. Like, do you want to live in the... You know, maybe if you really don't care about material things, you can go to a small apartment with the paleontology 
you know, paycheck and be fine. Or you will make a lot more being an accountant. Probably going to score better looking jigs. Like you're, you, to, you, you got to have a payoff. Up, you need to come up with a way to make pay, to figure out what you're going to do in the field of paleontology or with the paleontology uh, degree. That's going to be uh, something that you're going to enjoy doing. Like, like, and it's going to be worthwhile. If it really is going out in the field and dusting off bones, I don't even think they do that shit that much. Do you really even need the degree for that? I don't like, know. Like, I he feel like you could audit a couple classes. That's what you should do. Audit a couple classes and see if it's for you. Yeah, I feel like you could be an accountant who, like, saves up to go on trips to Madagascar and dip, dig up dinosaur bones if that's what you want. Like, I'm not sure. It just depends what your what your what field you're wanting to go into with this paleontology thing. It, it, if if it's something that you think is worthwhile and you can will support the kind of lifestyle that you can that you'd be happy with, yeah, be a fucking paleontologist. That sounds fun. You know when you're in high school and you're living for the weekend, right? Like yeah. you always know what day it is. You know how many days away Friday is, and then on the weekends you you can do anything you want. That's kind of what being a grown up is like. You know, not not for me because I have my own <laughs> schedule. Yeah, because you got a family and everything. Not for me, because I, th I threw all that away long ago. <laughs> but for the rest of you out there, that's what it's going to be like for a while. Yeah, it's kind of like school. You know, unless you own your own business, you, you work Monday to Friday, and you kind of, I don't want to say you live for the weekends, and that's your only joy, but, you know, weekends are nice. Everyone likes them. Everyone hates Mondays, especially Garfield. Don't know why yep. that came up. But so so what would I do if this, if I were this guy? Shucks, I think I'd stay on the straight and narrow. I think it's a better life than archaeology. And by the way, that passion doesn't last forever. You know, when you have an accounting and finance degree, it opens up a lot of doors. You can find yourself on Wall Street. You can find yourself at almost any big company. You're well-suited to run your own company. You're, like, you speak the language of business when you have an accounting degree, and, and that's a really nice thing to have. You know, you can be in management. There's a, there's a whole lot of doors that open up with what you're pursuing. With archaeology... You can be an archaeologist, or you can pump gas in New Jersey. You can work at a restaurant. You can like do all the sorts of jobs that a degree you didn't open the door be, for. Or if you're a smart guy, maybe you can come up with something interesting to do as an archaeologist. Like maybe you're, uh, maybe maybe there's a movie that needs an archaeologist expert to explain to him how that sarcophagus could look. And maybe you could make your job that. Maybe you could get yourself intertwined in uh, the entertainment industry somehow, or you're some some expert on on so many things that the, when they want to get a movie right they come to you. Which, You've got to come up with a way to make the thing work for you. You can't you're not going to be that circles back to off. this like 0.1% thing, right? Like I would argue most people who get archaeology degrees end up asking if you want fries with that, right? Now you, and you're like, "Hey, what you need to do is figure out a way to be like an a, a pro executive producer on a Hollywood set on archaeology-based movies." Someone has that job, right? Someone's really doing that. The Jurassic Park just came out. I'm sure there's some paleontologist that got hired in the making of that Chris Pratt movie, right? They probably had someone on there who helped with stuff. Yeah. Um, Interstellar just came out. I know they hired a cosmic scientist or whatever they hired. It was Neil a friend. Neil Tyson. Go it watch Cosmos. Him. It was his friend, though. Like, they literally oh, hired okay. Neil, deGrasse, Neil deGrasse. Is that it? Tyson? Um, yeah. They, they literally hired a friend of his, which is why they got so much right. So there's someone out there with that job you want. I just feel like, you know, like, hey, Woody, on the you know six-sided die of life, I see myself set up for like a five. Should I roll again? Mm. I don't know. It, it. Some people are good at rolling fives. 
I think like you know, if you're the kind of guy who 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 genuine you genuinely think that you're going to be some people are just successful no matter what they do, like like no matter what field you throw some people into, they're going to find a way to turn it into something that's going to work for them. If you're that type of guy, then be a fucking dinosaur scientist, bro. But if you're if you're John Q, if you think you're just an average guy and you just kind of like dinosaurs, then you might want to stick out this accounting thing and crunch those numbers. I think you should just stick with the accounting thing for now. Like you're, at most universities, I don't know where he's going, but like you can audit classes. Like it might cost a little bit of money or something, but you can audit a paleontology class, maybe an intro one, see what they actually do. And who knows, maybe two hours into the first class, you're like, oh my god, this is terrible. This is not at all what I thought it would be based on Indiana Jones. There's no, you know, chases or fun no discoveries, pussy. or it's not like no Jurassic pussy. Park where it's like, here's my Velociraptor claw. <laughs> or, you know, there's nothing like that. It's just, it's just boring. And like, what's that? Oh, 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 it's a stick. Fuck. All right. Well, let's. What's this over? Here? Is that? Oh, it's a stick. And this, uh, it's another stick. Like they're they're not finding cool shit all the time. Maybe they'll find was some out. Forest you know, these, here. This isn't for him. Yeah, that, there may have been a forest here <laughs> many eons ago. What we can garner from this stick is that the carbon content <laughs> in the air was much higher than everyone. Write this down. Like just. <laughs> Just silliness. Like maybe that's what we'll find out. Interesting question. I think it's really yeah. neat, and and I think it's it's often people ask idols, right? Like, um, who's who plays Charlie from Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Charlie Day. Charlie. Charlie Day. Charlie Day. Thanks. <laughs> I should have took a guess at that. Um, uh, he was saying how. Like, you know, they told him to go for a regular job and then he sort of bucked against that advice and decided to be an actor. And then he, he had a job on a pilot that looked like it was a, a real job. Right. And instead of that, he took a shot and, you know, doubled down on himself one more time and made his own show. And that own show turned out to be Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And it's just been renewed for like its 13th season or something. And I'm, I'm sure I got some of those facts wrong. But Tenth season. Well, the uh, tenth season is rolling out January. Big, real, I'm really excited. I, I think I, he was talking about how show. far in advance they renewed it. But yeah. Um. Uh. Anyway, that that's like his thing, and he's like, you know, I took a chance and it worked out, and I took another chance and it worked out, then I took a a longer shot and a longer shot, and now look at me, you know, this is all what I have is so much better than any of those opportunities I passed up. Right. That. But, like, you're that rare one-in-a-million person delivering this commencement speech at Stanford or wherever he was. And uh, it's like you're almost a bad person to ask for advice from. You know, like... I, I, I think you know, It's I, I almost don't think... like a lottery winner telling everyone, you know, you don't have anything to lose by not buying a ticket. You could be a winner, too. Just, you know, have a little bit of faith. Get out there. Grab the world by the balls. Like... Just one second, Kyle, and I know you got something to say too, but it's like, yes, yes, it is asking a lottery winner for life advice. And he says, you know what? You should play the lottery. It worked for me. I, I get that, but... I don't think it's like a lottery for that in that situation, though. I, I think it's... It, it, it's it, if they're believing in themselves and they're working hard. It's it's okay if you fail multiple times. Uh, I mean, you. I, I always hear those stories about how like this billionaire or that billionaire had been bankrupted, you know, three, four, five times before they found the thing that worked, and mm -hmm. you know, found what would work and and figured out how to do this whole thing. So, if you go into it thinking you know if you fail it's over, then that's just that's, that's not a good mindset to have. You should be comfortable with failure. You're never going to get anywhere. 
That's true. Interesting. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're like a huge percentage of people I who mean, continue I mean, and always fail, up. and then they yeah, just yeah. have to get used yeah, to it. Yeah. If you're a fuck up, then you know, at some point you just gotta lower your sights. Like, like I, you can. Maybe you need to look at yourself and be honest, right? Like, you know, are you doggedly pursuing your dream and making it happen? Like, if that's you, if you're working around the clock, if you think there's no start and stop to your workday, work is just awake time, then then you'll probably achieve what you're trying to achieve. You know, I made a video once, it got hated on horribly, but I was talking about self-employment and how much I liked it. But then I said something like, you know, if you find yourself to be that guy that like, doesn't do homework unless he's told that needs to be followed up on etc then when you're working for yourself and you can probably think of you know youtubers in your head who just aren't uploading videos because you know they need a manager they with the whip behind them or they just don't do their work um if you think you're that guy then uh you probably shouldn't be self-employed it's true yeah so yeah. Do you do your homework? <laughs> Which is a particularly bad example for me because I didn't do my homework. I, you know, I grew up somewhere along the way. I hated homework so much. Well, nobody likes it. I really hated it, though. I, I really hated it. I, I was just, it, it ruined my days. I don't think that the kids should have homework. That doesn't make sense to me. They should go to school and then get the day off. Everybody else does. Nobody else works all day every day and gets paid nothing. So oh, kids—they're not working all day every day. It's like a little bit of homework isn't going to hurt somebody. It shows you some discipline. It's I good like I had homework. to do homework as a kid in a lot of ways. Not every night, but it's good that I didn't just get to come home, say "fuck it," throw it all to the wind, and forget it. You know, it's good I had to learn how to use commas. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing about homework is it's when you truly work independently, and I feel like that's good. If they could do that during the school day. Maybe that would work out. I know I kind of slack during study hall. My daughter calls it seminar. And, uh, and you know, I slacked at home too, I guess. That's not a great example. <laughs> but, you probably could get it all done without resorting to homework, considering how much time is just pissed away at school. Mm. Just wasted. That's yeah. true. I, I just feel like, I feel like there was so much time in school wasted. There was so much time when I feel like just nothing was happening. I wasn't really learning anything. I felt like there were vast amounts of time that was just just bullshit and minutia, just crap that I just didn't matter, like just French Revolution, blah, 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 guillotine, <laughs> blah, 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 Marie Antoinette, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Family trees of like British why kings. Teach, why don't you teach me where, where to find a notary at? Because that's the shit that I actually needed. I needed to know how a notary yeah. worked. I had to go ask somebody. You should have taught old man superpower that. right there. There was an yeah. SNL skit about it. Like, I know what notary is. I know what uh, escrow count is. One of my neighbors is older than me. And uh, we were talking about, like, rock formations under the ground, something I don't know crap about. And he's like, you know, he's looking out over the pasture. He's like, yeah, you see all those high points, that mound? I guarantee you, you dig down six inches from that mound, there's a you know big rock the size of a car under there. And it's like, right, that's why there's a mound there. <laughs> this guy's older than me. I could learn from him. You know, like yeah, yeah. That's that's the deal. He can just sit there and size up like all these mounds. That's they're probably there because there's some granite slab. What a useful talent! There were. <laughs> <laughs> 
See that man I, on there? That's I quickly imagine what I. That's not a rock. That one <laughs> is a rock. That's not a rock. That one over there, that's not a rock. That's an old Ford Pinto going buried about 30 years ago. No, that, that one I quit, there, that's a rock again. Can you guess what that one is? It's not a rock. Like, that's. Like, oh. <laughs> the scenario that I immediately imagined was like the neighbor's like grandpa with Alzheimer's happened to like wander onto Woody's property. And he's like, and he's just like, yeah, but there's rocks everywhere. And he's just talking. <laughs> Woody's like, oh, shit. Yeah, nah, this guy's sharp. He spent his life as an engineer. He moved down from Canada. I'm happy to have him as my neighbor. But, uh, That's cool. Um, you know, he, he was just, he's, he's kind of me 20 years from now. And uh, you You're going to be Canadian? Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's going to be bothering people in fields about what is under mounds. <laughs> Dude, wow, Woody, that's great. Good job. When you spend time on Earth, you pick stuff up. And do you uh, have an anvil? Say it again. You need an anvil, and here's why. One, you you could do metal projects within the future where you know you hammer and forge stuff. Mm -hmm. But also, you've got enough property to launch an anvil now. You know, you put a little black powder charge and fuse in there, and the anvil shoots really high in the in the air. It's really cool. You can launch anvils with black powder. It's it's fun. It sounds incredibly dangerous. Go <laughs> straight up. When it rains, anvils stuff breaks it, when they land. Yeah, they stick in the ground. It's it's just really cool. <laughs> do you want to do a new question? Sure. Uh, this there's one I liked. Um, here it is. Throughout the the show, you guys have often mentioned how Wings possesses an interesting life and upbringing. In my opinion, I think that Kyle and Merka should expand a little more on their life. Kyle tells us about your childhood and how you... Oh, Kyle, tell us about your childhood and how you got so into guns and how it made you the person you are today. Merka, tell me about your life and how you were raised. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Um, I wasn't I wasn't always like that into guns. Like I wasn't obsessed with them or anything. You know, I... I um... We just had some guns, and I hunted, and that was the way that I always connected with my dad. You know, we, we both like to shoot. We both like to hunt, uh, and uh, that, 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 that's kind of how I got into guns. Um, he doesn't like them as much as I do, not nearly as much, I don't think, and he definitely doesn't like the, uh, like the, um, the tactical stuff as much. Like, I bought him his... I think I gave him one of his first AR-15s. Like, I've definitely armed him up a lot more than he'd <laughs> ever been armed in his life over the last few years. Because I'll get like two or three AR-15s from a company or something, and and I'll hook him up with a couple. He's got AR-15s with the stickers still on them that haven't been shot and shit. Would in his you vault. say you're closer to your dad than any of his other kids? Guy's got oh, a lot of kids. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Well, he's got four. Like, he, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. You win yeah. the dad loves me contest. Oh, by like a factor of ten. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, they're not even close. They don't even compete. The one sister that's a winner seems like, you know, she be she's cool. No. Me and dad are like, yeah, me and dad are like best friends. Like 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 there's this two years when I was homeschooled and it was like me and him all day working together. Like um, you know, we hunted together. We we're a lot alike. We agree on a lot of things. Mhm. Mm um, he's got a real uh <clears throat> we often agree on things. Like like he's not like a lot of the the guys that are his age group and from his time and place. He's not bigoted and, and, and hateful toward, like, any group, really. Like, I can sit there and, you know, I can I can talk to him like I do you guys, and he agrees with me most of the time. And we have – he's a smart guy. Uh, we get along super well and uh, a lot better than, than my sister. Like, like, he's – you know, he wrote Kelly out of the will, so, like, like <laughs> there's that. And, you know, then I, my, my other brother, I don't, I don't even know, like, 
if he's still alive. I haven't seen him since I was like eight, uh, the half-brother. And then my half-sister, you know, I, I don't really see her. She comes and visits a couple times a year. They're friendly, uh, but, but you know, it's not like a close bond. She so was... The half-brother and half-sister, I guess they grew up with the moms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did. Uh, um, one of my half-sisters would stay with us from time to time, like uh, my mother my, and my father. She'd come and stay with us for maybe, you know, a month, six weeks at a time. And that happened maybe three or four times uh, throughout my childhood. Like, she'd come and stay with us for a month or so until, you know, she got in trouble again and had to go somewhere. She was always in trouble. That was the thing. Like, I was I was not always in trouble. Like, like drug not, trouble or, like, what kind of trouble? Um, I'm trying to remember. Like, like they, at one time they stole, like, a, there was, like, a condom machine in a bathroom somewhere, and they ripped it off the wall and stole it so they get all the quarters out. Nice haul. Yeah, well, you know, stupid shit like that, you know, that that we find, like, a huge supply of condoms and change. It's like, what the fuck's going on over here? <laughs> I know a guy. Are you fucking Pac-Man? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I went to, I was camping, I was off-roading, and uh, this guy, he thought it would be the coolest thing. He comes back, and he had stolen a vending machine, like a soda machine, and he brings it back to camp. He's like, look at this, I got quarters and soda. And but like like me and, and most of the guys were like, dude, that you just stole a vending machine. Like, get it out of here. I don't want anything to do with it or Wait, you. The, the whole thing? Yes. He brought it back to camp. <laughs> he took the, the soda machine and brought it to like in the woods with us. What a like, champ. I want to go to camp with that guy. Me too. <laughs> I I didn't like it. I wasn't looking for any trouble. We we were gonna make our own trouble. <laughs> Off road buggies and stuff. I mean we need to steal from rob anybody. Yeah, Pepsi gonna come and break your kneecaps? They don't mind. They got a lot of soda. I don't think it's owned by Pepsi. I imagine a really small business owner who invested in some probably, like, little location. Probably so. Yeah, we, probably so. But it's easier to a, not feel like it's bad if you pretend it's Pepsi. <laughs> we had a situation at work where um, the the Pepsi guy would come, and he, my desk was near the vending machines, and it was a very like the desk at work had real estate values, right? Like the closer you are to the door, the better. I was second closest to the door and next to the vending machines, which was a trade-off I was happy with. I had a popcorn machine as close as I am to my to my monitor right now. Like it was right there, mm-hmm. a a one place. Um, <laughs> so I could see the vending machine guy, and I noticed he didn't lock that motherfucker up before he left. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm zeroed in on it, and I'm like, forget. <laughs> 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 You don't need you don't need to lock it up. Just just go about your day. I, I went. And I, I was, I'm talking to him over there. I'm just kind of casual conversation. I'm hoping he forgets, and he does. Soon as he's out of there, I'm rant, 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 unscrewing this thing, <laughs> and I open the gates. You know, and it's free soda, and and I didn't take the money, although I could have. But I'm just like I I go. Free soda! <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, I get my stuff, like maybe eight of them, take them back to my desk, throw them in the drawer. A couple of my other, a couple of buddies come, they're getting sodas too. And then one little bitch, little whiny bitch, goes to the manager. He's like, CJ! CJ! They're robbing the damn Pepsi machine! And the manager walks over. He's the general manager, the whole dealership, 28-year-old black guy, really slick, cool guy, making tons of money at 28, managing the, this huge dealership. He's like, Fuck the Pepsi guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he gets himself two Mountain Dews and goes to his office. <laughs> I, I wonder what it would be like to work in a place where everyone was so like blatantly unethical, right? Like, oh, the, it's so good. Like <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street, 
Kyle's car dealer strip. Like, like right that's like remember that remember when he was like yeah, these uh, what were they called? Pink slips or something in Wolf of Wall Street? They were selling oh, yeah, tiny the pink stocks. Yeah, the pink, pink stocks. The penny stock. So yeah. people don't know. You buy like I'll make up a number. You know, fifty thousand dollars worth of Federal Express, and it costs like five dollars for that transaction fee. When you buy pink st stocks, and I don't, I've never done this before, so I could be wrong, but apparently like forty or sixty percent of it was just to the broker. Like they, they took like half the money and you couldn't make money because you pretty much had to double your investment to break even. Like you buy it for five, 250 goes to the guy. You got to get from 250 to five again before you can sell it. Like it, it's really hard to make a profit. And they knew that and they were selling to people who were uh, uneducated on the topic, who thought they could make money. And they would just be like, yeah, this trash truck that you've never heard of before. They're going to be the hottest thing in waste disposal. Buy it. I loved when when DiCaprio's sitting there and he's like it's his first day on the job at that mm -hmm. penny stock place and he hits him with the sales spe uh, speech and he's just just every time the the, the emphasis he's put on the words and, and he's just like fair enough fair enough and I'm just like oh my god I've seen that shit so many times <laughs> that fucking sales pitch that whole thing he's so and he's doing like the hand weird. motions as he's doing it where he's like so you're meaning to tell me that if I were to put you in at $18 and I take you out at 42 that you wouldn't want to put in 5000 now or whatever he was saying yeah. I don't know stocks but it was it was yeah. a good scene I really and enjoy it. is great. It's so unethical. He's uh, he, and he knows that he's stealing from the guy. He knows that what he's saying is a lie. That this get this person is not going to make money, and it's not even like there's a a chance he'll make money, right? Like it's a <laughs> he's selling lottery tickets. Yeah. You know? like, They're showing the picture of like Aerotine Industries or International, whatever the business was, and it's like garage on top of a you know little shack. Mm -hmm. it, it's garbage. The whole thing is a scam. Cutting-edge radar technology that have both military and industrial uses. <laughs> <laughs> and it's nothing. So, so <laughs> uh, I don't, it just, like, the environment, like, if you could get behind the, the curtain, you know, Wizard of Oz reference, I, I almost want to spend a day there and just see what it's like. You know, like, Kyle's told stories, like, someone's going to walk in that door, and I am going to fuck up his financial future. You know, we're going to yeah. sell him a car at top dollar, and like the dream, the dream. It's like this guy has some disposable income. All of it should come my way. Like there's no like, like if he's willing to do it, then, then that's on him. My job. It, it's it's like when you're a lawyer, you're like, yeah, you'll defend a guilty person. Like it's the law. You're you're doing your job. Yeah. I'm a salesman. My job is to is to make this. My job is to sell. It's not your that's job it. to spend their money. No, I can't. I'm not supposed to jump in their in, in their back pocket and and make their more make get them a moral high ground and decide whether or not they can afford seven fifty a month. Like all I'm supposed to do is represent my boss and Ford Motor Company over here. Like my job is to sell that fucking Focus for as much as I can get for it. I don't care if our kids get Christmas, motherfucker. <laughs> I want some Christmas. I need that commission. So that's just the name of the game. I'm selling. Yeah. In in less than a year, I'm gonna buy a car, and I think we should do it together. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. We could live stream it. It could be long form. I don't know, but we'll just make some calls, work it out. I don't know how to do it. It's really easy to do it. That's the thing. Like when you're on the other end of it, like like 
as much as we talk about like the sales pitches and, techni and techniques, there's nothing you can do about a guy who just walks away and leaves and goes somewhere else. Like, like it's his time. If he wants to waste it, he can do it however he wants. But if you're buying, then you got all the power. Like, like you don't even have to show up physically. Like, like nowadays, you can do stuff through the internet, the phone. You can, you can, you can pit two dealerships against one another on similar vehicles. Like, you can really break them down and and all you got to do to begin with is uh, go to a big uh, corporate dealership and and just ask to see the invoice and then you're getting the car for pretty much cost anyway cuz why wouldn't they like why wouldn't they sell a car for you know $100 more than they paid for it they still just made $100 they don't give a fuck it's just another unit you hmm. can get them you can get them you get cars very cheap the trick and the real skill comes when you're getting used cars for for a steal because that requires homework and research and mechanic know-how and all that. You got to be out there like like trying to find some diamond in the rough uh, that you that you can steal away. Basically, you're trying to take advantage of uh, someone who's already been taken advantage of. Where it's a situation where the dealership took this Mercedes in on trade and they only paid this guy twenty thousand dollars for it when the trade-in value was really twenty-six thousand. So now they're retailing it at thirty thousand. And they're, if they sell it for thirty, they make ten thousand profit. But what you've got to do is try to get them down to twenty five, twenty five thousand, or something like that. You got to mm -hmm. get them to something reasonable. And if you're lucky, maybe you could get them down to twenty thousand because they just have to sell one more car because that unit is more valuable than the profit they would normally make out of it. Like, yeah, I've I've read stuff like um, buying on the last day of the month is actually a good tactic, that that matters, that that mm -hmm. unit, oh, yeah. they, they're motivated to make that happen more on the last day of the month than otherwise. Everybody is, from from the from the bottom of the food chain to the top of the food chain, and, and like the, the car sales game, if you will. The salesman, even on a Saturday, like we would have bonuses. We'd have these sales meetings where he threw, he wouldn't throw large amounts of money, but he'd throw a few hundred dollars in the air or something. And you know, but he put bounties out on certain cars. He's like, that blue LeSabre, you sell that, you get $500. You sell you sell two silver cars, five hundred dollars. You sell three cars at all, five hundred dollars. You do this, two hundred. You sell that, three hundred. And everything would have these bounties. And you know, if you sell two cars in a day, you get a hundred dollars cash. You sell three in a day, you get it. And it would just rank up and up. And so on some Saturdays, you know, if you were playing your bonuses just right, like maybe you'd save customers up all week. You'll call them all in on a Saturday to try to rake in these bonuses. Like you make you can make five six grand a day on a Saturday if you if you did something like that you brought in three or four customers sold them all and then maybe you randomly like picked up a customer and sold a car too you get like five units out in the same day and a couple of these ridiculous little bonuses they set up it's it's a real it's it's fun it was a fun job and, but the did you mostly throwing, sell new or used cars it was both that was the cool part um, but but with the bonuses like the the salesmen have those little bonuses like that they might be a hundred dollars if you get one more car. But the, the general manager who has like some corporate guy breathing down his neck, he needs to sell the 500th car for the month or the 300th car for the month or whatever it may be. You know, maybe 250, 250 cars. Maybe if he pushes 250 units, he gets an extra $25,000 in his pocket. At that point, he doesn't give a fuck what he's got to do to sell three more cars today. <laughs> you know, he, he's crazy Steve all of a sudden. And that I've I've seen that happen many times where like it's late at night they they everybody's been working on this guy for four hours they just want to get it done so they just they'll lose eight hundred dollars if they have to yeah hmm. but you, you guys, have to go. sorry no I, go ahead I'm done 
Oh, so, I was going to start a new topic. Actually, this Please. is to you, Mark. You were gone when we started it. Throughout the show, guys have mentioned that Wings possesses an interesting life, an upbringing. In my opinion, Kyle and Mirka should expand more about their life. Mirka, tell me about your life and how you were raised. How I was raised. See, I, this is a difficult one for me because talk about my life. Like, I'm so young, I really don't have perspective on a lot of things. Uh, seems like Kyle's got a real fucking, you know, married with children style house that he grew up in <laughs> with a lot of funny shenanigans happening. Mine wasn't really like that. I had two really great loving parents. They're divorced now, but through my whole childhood, they were together. They got divorced uh, when he was in college. Yeah, they got divorced uh, when I was... I guess I had... Maybe I, I'd been in college for like eight months, maybe? But either way, once you're at college, it's almost like anything that happens back home. Like, you can still go back and visit your parents. Like, it doesn't matter as much that they're not together. It was really... It, it impacted my younger brothers more than it impacted me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's really the only... Not even traumatic, but family crisis that happened throughout my childhood. Nothing really awful. I parents raised me well. Uh, they started me out raising me religiously. Uh, eventually, when I told them, like, hey, I, this is kind of nonsense. I'm not into this. They weren't even like, oh, my God, you're going to hell. They were even like, yeah, it is kind of nonsense. You don't have to go. <laughs> like, that, really. Your father was an attorney, right? No, no. My dad, uh, I don't even know what you would call what he does. Uh, it works in the the medical field, but not an attorney or a doctor. So mm. it's like administrative stuff for hospitals. Okay. Um, yeah, my mom, she... I don't know what she's doing right now. Uh, brother's still in college. Other brother's in high school. Uh, really, there's just not that much to say. I know it's boring and shitty, and I wish I should just have made something up like I was molested so you don't feel bad for me. Uh, You're from Missouri? Those pity points. Yes, St. Louis. St. Louis. Born and raised in STL. Uh, great town if you like violence and dirty nastiness. Losing Sports hockey too. teams. Baseball. Yeah. Losing hockey teams, you, yeah. Hey, you, your Hurricanes won tonight 4-1 to one against Toronto. Woohoo! Yeah. Squeaking one now more win this year. Terrible. <laughs> uh, you know what? They're not... I, I haven't been watching that closely, but they started off as like record setting bad. Would they not have a win in their first like 11 games or 16 games or something like that? They were like 76ers bad. And, they were um, terrible. Then I, I sort of like faded away and I came back a month later and they were right there with the other bad teams in the league. <laughs> like, but to get there, they must have gone on a hell of a run, right? They must have they had, did like, go. Well, go in on. their last 10 games, they're two and eight. So not ideal. <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> that's worse than I thought. But how many overtime wow. losses? Uh, they have three overtime losses in the whole season, but of the last oh. ten, all eight have been in regulation. They've okay. lost eight times in regulation, so not ideal. Yeah, well, one but, of those uh, twos was tonight. Yeah, one of those two. <laughs> Forging in there. Yeah, Power. so you, one might say they're on a one-game winning streak. Yeah, <laughs> they're on a real spree. One of the best of the year so far, actually. <laughs> Probably ties for best of the year. I don't know if they won two yeah. in a row. But, you were... yeah, sorry sorry to disappoint the person who asked getting all the life stories. I don't think that's like... disappointing. That's, that, that's, when... not, that's, that's information. Like, like be yeah. happy that you don't, you know, Wings had, I, I thought it was cool in last show that, that Wings opened up about all that stuff. Like, I was listening carefully. Like, like. I had never heard any of that. I know Woody hadn't either when Woody was asking Bits and about pieces. his upbringing. Like, I knew that the mom didn't raise him, that the grandmother mostly did. Yeah, we knew that. But 
like it was never explained as thoroughly as it was last show. Yeah, that was cool to to get all that. Um, oh, you were talking about uh, Merca. You were talking about the religion thing. Um, Cosmos is on Netflix for free. There's twelve. Oh, or 13. I, I've watched like I think five or six episodes of it. It's really good. I it's like it. So fucking good. I promise. If if you're out there listening to this and you want to expand your mind a little bit and you want a little ammunition to uh, to use against the ignorant and ill-informed and assholes of the world, Cosmos is a good place to get it. It's very educational. It's very fun to watch, and uh, I love it. I really do love that show. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson it, is incredible. That's true, and it doesn't have. Uh, I don't know if it's just me who perceives this with some nature shows and space shows, but a lot of them seem like they're almost condescending. Like, some people believe <laughs> that the Earth is 6,000 years old, faggots! Like, just just kind of derisive, not respectful. And this is kind of almost like the way Neil deGrasse Tyson handles it. He's not bashing anyone or making fun of religion or anything like that. He's just kind of basking in the majesty of it. Like, you can tell he really just loves it. He's just excited to be doing know, it. He's man. passionate about it. I like that guy. So I've seen every episode, and and the, while they don't go like to bashing the religion, they'll be they'll get to like a, a thing where like religion did something bad, and he'll be like, "And so we didn't advance for eight hundred more years <laughs> until until Galileo was, and it'll always be some scientist, you know, Faraday or whoever, you know, and then they were born, and this, and, and they they do a lot of um, there's a lot of like science history in there, uh, and they use animation to tell that side of the story. And I love that. I love the style of animation. I love that it is animation. I'm I'm glued to it the whole time. I learned a lot of stuff from it that I didn't know, and I like think I'm pretty well informed. I, I love space, and I love I love astro the, the whole. I I won't say I love astrophysics, but I love uh, things that are <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But I, I love programs that are astrophysics. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, 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 yeah. like, 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 I like Star Trek too. Okay, don't want to get too wrong. <laughs> I'm not over here like they got that quasar all wrong. Like, they, <laughs> the gravity would be eightfold. Please, no, like, like that. But eightfold. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really Science, love watching. I really love watching and like, uh, and and just being amazed by by how well they. And one of the things they do, and, and I will say this, they break it down a little bit too much for me. I am bright, a little bit brighter than they give their average viewer credit for, but what that program does very well is it explains things like black holes and evolution and DNA to the average person in a way that, that you can understand, and, and that's great. That I feel like it's one of the most educational things I've ever seen. There's a happy medium between good explanation of science and just so watered down and childish that you feel almost insulted. Yeah. Like, like, sometimes when they're like, you think of a black hole as a beanbag full of pop rocks. <laughs> Hold it over the flame and you'll see the condensation of, 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 of water. And I can't even fake science. Jesus Christ. But <laughs> like, I don't like that as much as when they're just... Straight up explaining it. One complaint about the show, way too much focus on that stupid goddamn fake ship that he's soaring around. Yeah, really? Oh I, don't, I, don't, I don't care about you. that. I'm it's really you. hokey, and it's irritating. Just let just let him stand in a regular room and talk about it. I don't no. have to believe, I like, disagree. wow, look at him flying right by it. You like, could stand I, in a sciencey building, like go to a planetarium or a museum or no, something. No, no, yeah. I think that's what separates this. I've seen the sciencey building stuff. This, I, I detach from that, and I feel like I'm on a science journey. It's a little bit... <laughs> it's a cross between Bill Nye and fucking Captain Kirk. That's what Neil deGrasse Tyson is. 
I feel like we are on a journey because it's it's a metaphor for the the learning journey we're taking. Like like he rolls out the 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 calendar of the the universe's lifespan. He if it is that, a metaphor, it's the most blunt punch you in the face metaphor of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the ship of the imagination. It's about using your imagination. <laughs> I don't think that's to... literally, uh, I don't think it's a metaphor when it's so literal. It's a, he's <laughs> yes. like, all right, it's... here's a metaphor for a ship of imagination. Here I am on the ship of imagination. <laughs> it's not a metaphor. It's just, Look, just a, a, a ship. literal ship of imagination. <laughs> I like the goddamn ship. I, I hope it comes back for season two. And, and if you want to yeah. see something good, if you want to see some good programming, it's one of those things where, like, if you, I don't know, honestly, if you don't like it, I probably wouldn't like you. That that's the way it works. If, hmm. if you don't like Cosmos, we probably wouldn't get along together. If you think if, if you were if you went, I don't know about all that bullshit. You're probably a dumbass. You really are. Like, I, you just are. If if you're not on board with that stuff, I, I love it and it's fascinating. And if you don't like it, I probably don't like you. On the it's other interesting. Hand, I just don't like uh, the shape or the ship of imagination because it yeah, pulls yeah, me so far ship. out of the learning. It pulls me so far out of it, so now I'm not thinking like, wow, that is cool how the neutrinos are in multiple places at once, and this, you know, smart black guy is telling me all about it. Now I'm like, oh, so now we're in fantasy land again with this really bad oh, looking. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying smart ship. black guys only exist in fantasy land? You racist fuck. <laughs> <laughs> On Lefty the other tweeted hand, that earlier, actually. But, dude, uh, no, I don't believe that. In terms of bad shows, is anyone watching Marco Polo? I haven't started, but I was considering it. What's up with that? Fucking shit show. Like, I'm trying <laughs> to like it. I wanted it to be another Game of Thrones or House of Cards or, or fuck, I'll even take Walking Dead. I mean, I'll take Orange is the New Black. I, don't, I just want it to be good. I want another show. Like, I, I don't watch that much TV, but here was a thing I could get into. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, maybe that'll be next. But um, here's the deal. You've got Marco Polo. I didn't really know his explorer. I knew he was a... I'm sorry, I didn't know his story. I knew he was an explorer. Beyond that, like, I wasn't sure. So the show opens up. This isn't really a spoiler. And uh, it's in the previews. So his father goes there. His father was, like, doing something bad. Maybe he wasn't allowed there. He was trying to steal. And, uh, oh, he's supposed to deliver priests. I think he was, he was trying to open trade routes or something. He's trying to open trade routes. So he was supposed to deliver priests to the Khan. Not Genghis Khan, but, like, his son. Kublai and, Khan. Kublai Khan. Thank you. And, uh, um... But because the priest died or left or something, he says, here, take my son instead. Douche move. His son is Marco Polo. So now Marco Polo is being raised by, um, I was going to call them the Mongoloids. What are the people from Mongolia called? The Mongoloids. <laughs> uh, the Mongols. The, the Mongols. Mongols. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, the Mongols um, are raising Marco Polo. And he's like this like slave, unimportant figure who kind of serves at the whim of Kublai Khan. Um, there's, the Mongols are filled with like kung fu fighters. So now I'm like sensitive to fight scenes, maybe more than an average viewer. Oh, it's shit. It is such <laughs> shit. There's like women beating up six guys at a time. People doing 1970s Kong flu like things. No, one guy, oh, he is our greatest warrior. He's mastered all the animal styles. Tiger style, monkey style, drunken idiot style or whatever. What do you think of Prey Mantis style? All oh, the guys think Prey Mantis style is a bit of a joke. Oh, Prey Mantis style is a joke? Oh. <laughs> 
then, and then all of a sudden and he beats that's everybody the moment up. You want a sword to go through his chest and be like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> He's got these like like fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex arms, prey mantis style, fighting people, and uh, and it's you know, like the of reverse he... of the old time boxer. Instead of this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and and that's what he's doing. He's fighting like this and he's poking people and whatever and it the whole thing is stupid. It's shit. I can't really keep up with it. It's about the Mongols making horrible fighting decisions that are like you could spot them from a mile away. And I don't really know my Mongol history, but I'm like, I don't know. That city's got walls and defenses and it's China, which is no joke. And, and they're like, maybe you shouldn't run up to it with your fucking untrained barbarians because they'll just like, they have bow and arrow technology. And, uh, Anyway, the whole thing is stupid. It just gets stupider every episode. I'm trying to get to the end like I'm being paid for it or something. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad you uh, took the bullet for me on that one because I was, I was strongly considering it, and uh, and now I'm not going to watch it at all. Still, still give it a shot. I've watched the first probably five episodes. Nice. I'm getting steadily less interested as it oh, goes on. Oh, that keeps going through and, 15. Oh, you watched that many? Like, oh, I watched oh five maybe or six. like 12 or something. Yeah. Dude. But, oh, the, the fighting, the whole, that guy when he says the praying mantis style, like I, I could feel myself sitting there watching just kind of like, like ugh, cringing a little bit. <laughs> and the, the, the kill move, I remember because I turned it off in the middle of the episode after this. That dude, when he's walking through his troops, trying to rally them up for a fight, he decides, hey, the best way to rally them up is to literally kill one of them. Literally right now in front of everyone. So he challenges a very useful looking soldier to a fight and the soldier's jacked. Biggest Mongolian guy in the whole horde and he is like doing his whole you know Naruto stuff, and then the other guy is just all the arrogant. Mantis you know, style puts librarian. his hands behind his back. Hands behind his back. He fights like this, and he does some Anderson Silva shit like that for about a minute. <laughs> about a minute. And then this expert in all all animal styles can't tag him. Can't tag this goofy you know flamingo fuck. And eventually the killing move is he gets the guy on his knees and he hits him with like three fingers in the side of the net, neck, not even hard, just like a... <laughs> and the guy goes down. He goes down like he was shot. And by the way, the greatest Terrible. kung fu teacher in all the land is blind, right? He can't see anything, but of course apparently he is. sees everything, right? This guy, like everything that happens, he sees it coming. He says he doesn't have two eyes; he has a thousand eyes, and he uses every sense to know where everything is. <laughs> That's all when you want to hit him in the head with a rock. But in a realer sense, Mr. Blind Man, you have zero. In a truer, in a realer, more tangible sense, you don't have any eyes. You see that coming? He's like, ah, I see many things coming. You see this coming or this? And just like, like, I have not only two eyes, but a thousand. And like, just, <laughs> just it's, I, it's, I, I'm frustrated because I really wanted it to be good. I can see that they put a decent budget into it. They seem to film on set or something. But sons of anarchy. That's how I've gotten so far into it is because I want it to be good because yes. I see it as, but I just I can't get involved in the political. Like side of it, like I can in Game of Thrones, because I really don't. I don't have a vested interest in any character, so I don't care who has the throne. I don't care what they need to do to get there. Like it, and even Marco Polo, he's he hasn't done much of anything. No, he's a waste. He escaped from the Mongols, and then he came back and was loyal to them. And it's like, dude, you've been basically the uh, fucking uh, Greyjoy kid from Game of Thrones this whole time here, and you came back. You're even worse than Theon. 
Yeah, Theon <laughs> at least would have run. Yeah. Yeah. And and by the way, one of the main characters in this thing is this beautiful woman. I think she's royalty. I can hardly pay attention to the show. <laughs> and the deal is, if you can out-wrestle her, you get to fuck and marry her. So she's like the hottest 24-year-old virgin the world has ever seen. And she just out-wrestles these guys. They're like six, seven, jacked. And she's like tossing them in the air like they're children. Because that's how I imagine I'd wrestle see, children. See, that's just stupid. Well, I hate is. that kind of stuff. Pulls you that, out of the moment so hard. Yeah, the, it, you're unable to to continue to suspend your disbelief, and it's worthless at that point. Yeah. Um, I suggest Sons of Anarchy. There's there's occasionally something that's a little ridiculous, but the songs is, are ridiculous, and I hate them. You, why not? Why do the motorcyclists well, sing it's in this just show? Bad. Whoever, no, no, no. It's uh, like in every episode. I, I've seen the series too. I never got that into it because my girlfriend was into it for a while. Yeah, uh, and so I would watch it with her. I never got super into it, but like at the end of every episode, they have like a four-minute song that must have been chosen by a retarded person. <laughs> it never fits with the theme. They, you get, they're trying to fit montages of and it's a cover, flying away and and bikes going by and guys looking listlessly into the sunset. Like they're just trying to fill shit up for this hour-long show, and it becomes more and more obvious as you watch it because nothing's happening. It's just a bad song played over bad footage, and it has the worst intro of all time. And it's often a cover of, um, of, of the song. It's like someone else singing it, and I think, and I could be wrong about this, though Google would, would prove me right quickly, that, that, that um, Katie, Seagal, is it Katie Seagal, is she the, uh, the mother from Married yeah. to Children? I think she is singing some of those songs. <laughs> I am almost she positive. She is, my girlfriend told me. She looked it up. She is, and it's I, bad. I, I, it's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that great, and you can totally tell it's her. And so I, there's like something about her voice that I could pick out of all those songs. But that show is so fucking violent in the last two or three seasons. I've is never there sex seen too. Oh yeah, lots of sex, there's but not really much sex. It's mostly man ass. No, there's not that much good sex. There's a lot of man ass. A lot of great man ass. Oh. But it's good man. It's ass. not really what I was hoping for. <laughs> I was looking for some Game of Thrones like stuff. A lot of violence, a lot of sex. There's well, it's on FX. It's on FX, so you can't. It, they push the boundaries really hard. Like you find out in in the final season that a grapefruit spoon is great for taking an eyeball out. It's good violence. Yeah. Like the last one thing I could not so hardcore. in the whole series is that they're wearing leather jackets all the time yeah. with their names emblazoned on them and Sons of Anarchy and their hardcore sickle skeleton guy. Yeah, like it's just it's Committed too. Crimes in, but, you know, it's it's what an eleven-year-old thinks a motorcycle gang does. It's not. It's just ridiculous. They they have a huge moral qualm with selling drugs. Sorry for all the spoilers and ruining yet another who, thing without telling. You know who the baddest motherfucker in the in, in the whole like uh um in that universe is though? Otto mm. Delaney. Oh, the the guy who like got his eye cut out and he bit his own tongue off in prison. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> Otto yeah. Delaney is a bad motherfucker. You I'll don't have fuck to watch with it. Otto Delaney. <laughs> and if you do and if you do fuck with him, he can take it. For years, he can take it if he has to. Yes. He'll, he, you can rape him every morning and beat right, him bloody every night. All right, stop it with the spoilers. You want me to watch this show? You can't tell me like how a whole two seasons goes. 
Well, if you know how Hamlet goes, you know how Sons of Anarchy goes. It's like based on the same story. Well, I'm safe. <laughs> yeah, I think right. That's not a problem. What is like shoot? <laughs> is Hamlet the one where you like you're gonna get killed by someone not a woman born? No. It very well could be. <laughs> that might be I Beowulf. Know. I forget. I'm mixing up my classics. Someone here will know. Um, let's see. Let's do another question. Let's see. Oh, here's one for Taylor. Let's nail him with this. For Taylor, have you considered getting back into YouTube? Why or why not? No, Tom shall not be considered a real answer. On another note, I love the show. Unlike 14-year-olds on Reddit, I greatly enjoy PKA Post Wings of Redemption. It's more organized and entertaining than me. You guys do a great job. Thank you for your hard work and dedication to the fans. I look forward to PKA weekly more than any TV show. Oh, and more chiz. If you don't have a guest, you can't ever go wrong with the good doctor. All right, so well, that was Taylor. A very nice, nice you, message. Thank Woody you. added all that extra shit. It's not true. Um, <laughs> it is. Uh, oh, have you considered uh, going back into YouTube? Uh, I really don't think about it at all. Not because I, I don't want to or I do and I just don't feel like I can. I just I don't think about it. And I guess let me, let me start over. The best way to put it is... Like, when I was doing YouTube, I would always say on my videos, like, hey, I'm just doing this for fun. It's nice that I make some money, but at the end of the day, like, I'm really not invested in this as a job like a lot of the people who are doing it around me. I just I like doing it. It's fun. If I see something that's funny and I want to rant about it for a little bit, I'll make a video, and I'll use the same footage. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I'll, I just don't have any interest in it right now. I feel like I get enough talking done on PKA. Uh, maybe someday I will make another YouTube video. I'm, I'm positive someday I will. But I never foresee myself regularly uploading it again, just because I feel like I've said everything I, I can really say about every topic. Uh, I mean, I don't have half as many videos as Woody, but still, like 900 videos on my channel or something like that. I can only rehash the same shit so many times, uh, and it's almost better that I'm remembered so much better than I was because mm -hmm. I quit. Like, people look back and like, oh, Taylor's videos were fucking sick. He had some great arguments, and they were so funny. And I'll go back and listen. I'm like, nah. Nah, this isn't that good. But I'm going <laughs> to let you guys continue to believe that. Because if I make a revival album, they're going to be like, oh. Yeah, he was on the downturn anyway. He should have quit while he was ahead. Like, that's what I foresee happening if I do get back into it. So maybe, but no plans right now. And not in the near future. Hmm. Sometimes I wonder. Like, there was a... They're actually talking about me on the subreddit. I hate to admit that I even went there. Although it's been like three days since I've even read it. Anyway, they were saying, hypothetically, where would Woody be if he continued pursuing YouTube like he did originally? And uh, I hadn't really thought about that. Like, I, I do think that if I had kept making COD videos and just did what I was doing, which a lot of people wish I did. Most people, whenever I upload a video, they're like, wait a minute. This isn't tips and tricks about Call of Duty. That video's done, dude. Like, even the people who are great at the game and could give you tips and tricks, like the MLG pros and stuff, are not. like that. People don't need tips and tricks on a game that hasn't changed a ton in 10 years. I guess it's changed, but whatever. So then it would just be like my opinions, right? If we just kept rolling along with like Wife Wednesday, Tech Tuesday, Mail Monday, Feedback Friday, etc., I mean, I don't, I don't think it was about to skyrocket or rebound. You know, what it would have taken was a, a big shakeup on all the formats, you know, drop most of the things, come back with something different, change games and suffer through the, um, 
you know, the feedback that comes with that, you know, maybe change to Minecraft. I don't know. Um, if you look at a lot of the Minecraft channels, something about Minecraft channel mortality is worse than anywhere else. You know, like, um, I see people with 2 million subs getting 30,000 views and, and you know, if you think like, oh, he's talking about this guy. No, there's a couple of them, man. Like it's, it's really common in Minecraft to have exploded and, and just, you know, lost your subscriber base. It, it's, it's much tougher to keep active viewers there than in COD. So if I had done that, if I had gone to the Minecraft side and no guarantee, but hypothetically succeeded strong there, I probably would be looking at like not a lot of views, not much long after that. Um, this is definitely the right move to go to Woodycraft build the best minecraft server the multiverse has ever seen um, yeah it was yeah you played that like a fiddle like we often that Woody and i often have like private conversations where we, we talk about this stuff and like i, I always tell them like you you nailed it the timing was perfect like you your youtube career peaked and it was like i don't know you're like a skateboarder or something i, I just <laughs> imagine one of those sports where you have to like keep the inertia uh to to, to like master it like like down like some yeah, like like downhill <laughs> skateboarding or something. Like if you if you trip and fall, it's all over. But but like he reached the peak of his momentum and he yeah, like Tarzan. That's a good one. He, peak of your momentum, grabbed another one, and now you're just fucking once again same trajectory. Like like you couldn't go any higher. You you peaked out on that particular vine. You picked the new fucking vine. You picked right, and you and it's it's perfect. And and like I always say, like if. When, whenever this vine peaks out, if it does, you're going to grab another one that's going to do the same thing. I hope so. Because like, that's what my wife says too, just like you. Like, oh yeah, you know, if this thing runs, you'll grab the next one and that'll be fantastic too. Me, like in my heart of hearts, I'm like, it was a diving catch. Everyone acts like I planned this thing so great. that, But in reality, <laughs> it was like, you know... I fucked up. I was out of position in center field. I, I got on my horse. I started running. I started running. I barely made it. I dove and I caught it. And now I'm a hero. But in reality, a diving catch often means like something went wrong to get there. You know, that wasn't a routine pop fly that it should have been. And, uh, you know. I don't think that was the case. I think that you were particularly good at like catching the pop flies. I, I, I really do. I, I feel like, and we've talked about, I won't go into it, but there's a bunch of things that, that I feel like you've got, you know, you're set up to do next. I mean, you, mm. You're just good at being good because it's work ethic. God, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Woody's dick tastes like cherries, by the way. <laughs> That's because I contributed to Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> it makes it fantastic. <laughs> um, but uh, You guys about ready to uh, wrap it up? No. Uh, has it been four hours? Four hours. It's been uh, four it, hours. It is one in the morning. I'm getting pretty I'm getting pretty tuckered over here. Pretty tuckered out. Thinking okay. about going to Waffle House. I ate dinner before we started, but it, it was yeah, Waffle well, House. We have more you know, AMA questions, so I think we should do some next week too. Because I, I think that some of these led to good call. Every week. I like these. Yeah, I like them too. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that was Painkiller Already, episode two eleven. And uh, thanks again to Crunchyroll. I really like having Crunchyroll as a sponsor. So I hope that if you guys like the product, that that you know you, you subscribe through our link. It. Um, <laughs> I don't want to go all. You guys got five minutes, right? Yeah. You know, back when we were doing like random nine-year-old youtube channels as our sponsor nine-year-old being the person not the age of the channel <laughs> you know like look if the money's there we don't care etc but and we like, took that money we did oh, right to the bank 
But um, uh, yeah, I'm kind of proud when like a Crunchyroll or a Dollar Shave Club or like a real company uh, invests in in PKA and and you know it makes me feel good. So uh, you know I, I hope that they see fit to you know to keep renewing with us. I hope that they're as happy with the or- the arrangement as we are. Yeah. So, yep. Um, you know that's the deal. We we actually you might guess that we get paid by sign up or something. We don't. We just want them to be so happy with us that they enthusiastically re up. Yeah, we we hope that someone's over there like counting, like but but I don't think they are. Like we we don't get paid anymore whether you sign up or not. But it's it's a legitimate thing that you know we use the thing. I I genuinely like it. It works well. It does everything they say they say it's gonna do. You get a free month for free, and after that it's just a few bucks a month. I like yeah. it. It's good. It's a good deal. I'm glad we. I I too, as I've said many times, I'm proud to have them as a sponsor on the show. Yep. So um, absolutely. Anyway, Painkiller ready episode two hundred and eleven. Uh, thanks everybody. Good night, guys. Yep.